All right, we're, we are on air, gentlemen. Um, so uh, for those of you listening at home, welcome to the uh, best of the year 2022 episode. Uh, it's, a, it's a month after uh, the beginning of 2023, and that is because we, we really take our time here at We Are Movies to make sure we're delivering you the most accurate content possible. And uh, per usual, I could not do this episode uh, without my two good buddies, the two experts on uh, current films as far as I know. Uh, to my left, I have my friend Aiden Supel. Make your voice known. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> there you go. The audio uh, podcast. Yeah, this is. Um, a, they can't. They, oh, they didn't see you uh, nod. I gave a bless up. You did give a bless up. That was really nice. And then across from me, of course, is Endeg on the cloud. I want to take my horse to the copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I use I use I use music all the time. Okay. You, no, I know me too. That's going to be the ending cool. music to this episode. Now, <laughs> yeah, Old Town Road. Yeah, Old Town Road. Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah, remember Which that? Version? There's like ten of them. Uh, I, I prefer whatever version was in the trailer for Rambo: Last Blood. That's my that's my favorite version of the song. What? That happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're watching that trailer. Oh this. my god! In five hours, when we're done with this episode, I'll show you the trailer <laughs> that, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ep- well, they should add that to like one of those trailer compilation DVDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Best trailers, obviously. But I've watched that trailer literally a hundred times, probably. Really? It's, it's yeah. it, it kind of it, did it play the in theaters or was great. it like an online trailer? It, it played in theaters for sure. Yeah. How'd you not see it then? I just don't remember. Twenty. I'm old. Blocked that I'm up. older than you guys. I'm 26. Yeah. That's like a hundred in movie film years. Yeah. I'm mm. one year away from maybe having to die by drugs or suicide. <laughs> <laughs> he is an well, actor. No, no, you're not. A, you are an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, not, I'm not famous. You'll be the James die. Dean of community theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What? Oh no! Okay, yeah. Aiden just mouthed somebody else's name to me, and, and oh, that is a better answer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. I'm gonna ask you the second integral because I'm sure your number's higher. But Aiden, how many movies did you watch from the year 2022? I I'm disappointed in myself. I missed some good ones, but I only saw. And to the audience, will be like, "Are you effing kidding me? Are yeah. you fucking kidding me?" I don't know why I censored myself. I saw uh, 78. Okay. Whoa, that's way because you beat me last year. I had over a hundred last year. Wow. I just was busy. Yeah. Well, to get busy. this out of the way, I have the lowest amount. I've saw I saw sixty six films from last okay. year. Wow. Um, that's still a fair number. I, like I mean, for uh, by normie standards, that's very high. Yeah. Uh, normie standards that gets heads turning, but. Uh, and Deg was stretching to Did give us his number. Yeah, yeah, I have 111. Jesus. Wow. And I'm disappointed by that number slightly. I, yeah. I did see everything humanly possible for a normal person like myself. Yeah. I rode. I biked. Yeah. I crawled. Yeah. I, I Did you have anything similar to your uh, your Dune expedition this year? When you how far did you go to see Dune when that came? Eleven out? hours. Eleven driving hours. Driving New York Jeez, City, to the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. John Odegaard, my former podcast partner. Yeah. <laughs> he fell Shout asleep. Out John. He dozed off, and I was like, John, you can't. You have to stay awake. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you can't yeah. do this. This is twenty six dollar and yeah. fifty cents. You traveled to New York City for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I'm gonna have to go back there for part two. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune. Yeah. Tune. Sorry. Tune. <laughs> Sorry. I, so, when, what was the furthest you guys traveled to see a movie this past year? Uh, uh, over an hour. Yeah. yeah. Like Grand, Grand Rapids, Rapids Ann Arbor. <laughs> yeah. Sounds all right. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Or, uh, technically, Were any of here f- we saw All Quiet, which I think is further than Grand uh, in uh, near Royal Oak or whatever. 
Is that where we saw Aquaman Western Front? I don't remember. Because that was like an hour and a half away, which I think no, is further. Like, I don't think it could have. I don't know it wasn't. It wasn't no, yeah, it was. Really? And then I can't fell remember. Asleep. I did fall asleep. And the I fall asleep during, during a number of these movies. We do I, that. I, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're watching so many. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't fall asleep during a single movie I watched, but I watched so many fewer than you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had more time for sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should do that this year. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm going to 40. <laughs> yeah. Which to anyone else is just an absurd number, but to Indegua would be like, did you like die nothing. halfway through the year? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I feel like for like cinephile-esque people, I feel like we should see... See more. It's kind of hard though, too, if you don't know all that also is like out or happens. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's like, oh shoot, I, am I supposed? Should I see this one? Is this like? Yeah. Well, like yeah. I was except. Well, I was. You know, I'm like. You know, I'm a little bummed we didn't do the best first watches because I did see a number of really great movies that came out this year that weren't that didn't that didn't come out this yeah. year. But this this past year, yeah. and I actually am movies. disappointed with how few of those I got to see too. Actually, I, I was trying to like I. I, I, I actually did watch it. I watched more than I would yeah. than I thought I would. And that historically is also a big reason for why I don't end up seeing as much as you guys from because like I feel like at the same time as much as I want to see a new stuff, I'm still trying to discover things that mm-hmm. I haven't seen that are already out. There's still movies that people look at me and they're like, "You haven't seen that movie," and I'm like, "I still need to see that movie," you know. And mm-hmm. so that comes up sometimes and. Uh, and Even then, though you're both over 2,000 movies logged or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and then there's also, uh, you know, day jobs and all that yeah, crap. And, I know. You know, family and girlfriends. No. And, yeah. Just get rid of them all. Call ties. <laughs> uh, do crypto and watch them. I didn't choose this life. Yeah. <laughs> crypto life chose me. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Maybe I'll go full into crypto. This this is already, this already aged badly. We can't even go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crypto's, there's no hope in it anymore. We can't. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Dear future Aiden, invest. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... No, and Degwa when he listens to it in a year, and invest in crypto. <laughs> We're telling you right now, it's about to go up. Once my bored ape takes off, I'm gonna see a hundred <laughs> movies a year. That's gonna be my plan. Uh, well, anyway, we, uh, I, you know, we we kind of have a tradition here, so we're gonna go. We each have our top ten lists, our best of the year, our favorites of the year, rather. Um, and uh, last year we went in descending age order and Degwa, me, Aiden. This year we'll go in ascending age order. So it'll be Aiden, me, and Degwa. Um, we're each going to take turns sharing our numbers 10 through 6 and then our numbers 5 through 2. We'll talk about honorable mentions, as I call it, watch mojo rules. <laughs> uh, and then we'll do our number ones. And then I think probably at the end we'll talk about uh, some of our other smaller <coughs> categories. Favorite performances, needle drops our most anticipated of the year, uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, are you fellas ready? Uh, does uh, Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Nan Goldman... Oh, this, never mind. That's a, no, no, forget <laughs> everything I was about to say. The reference yeah. didn't work. I'm abandoning everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I know, I, you were born ready for this. This has been your yeah. life mission for the past. <laughs> I'm, like an, I'm an addict. All I do is make lists. I took off work just so I could see movies. And people are like, <laughs> really? what is wrong with you? I, 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 we, we've gotten multiple texts in our group chat from Indigua that sound like Vince Lombardi quotes saying, like, if you really want to make a a good list. You gotta grind. You gotta watch a movie twice. You gotta watch it three times. I'm telling you, I, one of my favorite podcasts, The Big Picture. I know Amanda. Of course, you listen to this because uh, we're on the same level of uh, notoriety. But she she says the same thing. List making is an art. You gotta it's you gotta fucking go full in. You can't have a or you gotta at least preface that like I have nothing. I have no qualifications. Yeah. This is just like 
Sure. Like, if I did a top ten video game movies or video games of all time, like, I, I, I have ten. <laughs> here's, here's, have, like, and my ultimate problem with that is... I can watch a movie five, six times. In ten years, I'm still going to regret the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's not going to change that Expendables 2 was my number one movie of 2012. That's really? just... Yeah. yeah, when it that's came awesome. out. Yeah. And I was making yeah. lists pre-podcast days. That's, <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I, know, I know we're getting started in a second. Yeah. I think with, like, the list making, too, because I know, like, when we are talking about, like, the best of the decade era, <clears throat> like, a few years ago, because for me, I feel like lists are always a time capsule of the time like i know mm-hmm. like like our friend heath like like always upstate updates every year list all the time and i for me i always like for me it's like my best of this year it, like especially because i've seen like almost everything basically that would probably get in there this is like this is my time capsule maybe i see a movie like the hand meeting i saw mm-hmm. in 2020 that was 2016 i gave it five stars if i knew before it would have made my best of the decade or something but i didn't see it so for me, and like the best of the decade, like that's just like me and Dagwa now, and that's why for me, best of the decade, like I know, like when like Heath and I, we had like different philosophies of how we made the list, mm. because just because you gave like something your number one spot in twenty eleven, if you haven't seen something since twenty eleven, yeah, you have that memory, sure. But for me, I always think I like to see everything twice, basically, unless it's like a hard movie like a Schindler's List or a, yeah. a Requiem for a Dream, because I feel like I want to see, do you hold up? Instead of that first watch. Because when you watch them the first time, so many things can affect it. Your emotional mood, the actual theater. Like when I saw Marcel the Shell with shoes on, I could not hear the audio because it was muffled. Yeah. And if I saw and I, if I saw it in a different theater, maybe it's on my list, maybe it's not. Yeah. And so yeah, I always like I try to see, is this as good as I thought? Yeah. Yes. And if it's not, sorry. That's a good that's sorry. a good uh, that's a good strategy for all of life. I always say try everything twice. Yeah. That's why I, I still need to have sex with one more man before I like Gerard Carmichael yeah. said, "Neighbors too." Yeah, I had to, I sucked, I had to suck a dick to know if I didn't like dick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're, we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, in front of all of you is yes. a shot of Jameson. We're going to take the shot before we begin our lists. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New Year! New Year. Yeah. Uh, to another great year of movies. Um, <laughs> so, um, Aiden, yeah. you are going to start with your number ten. All right. Sorry, uh, sorry. I, shouldn't have st- I shouldn't have prompted you immediately. <laughs> yeah, immediately after the Jameson. Like, yeah, yeah. Aiden has um, <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, before I get into my list, I, yeah, actually, everything on my list I saw at least twice. So oh, good. I, I, I oh, have, yeah. I've got, like, you know, definitive you took my thoughts master about class. it. Yeah, I took his master class. <laughs> um, and actually, weird enough, coincidence, my number 10 is a movie that you not not have a great theater experience with. It's number 10 is Marcel the Shell with Whoa. Shoes On. Ooh. I really love Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. It's really, it's one of the most sweet, kind-hearted, not really thought-provoking in the most, like, I, like, I think like that and uh, an honorable mention of mine, Petite Maman, are kind of like indie movies for kids. Yeah. Like, if you, like, get, like, find a kid with glasses in kindergarten, he'll probably like this movie. Um... That's funny. But, um... Was that you? What? Did you have glasses in kindergarten? No. No? Okay. I only had glasses a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but, yeah, I think Marcel the Shell, I, I put in my... I, I watched that originally in, like, I can't... I think I drove, like, an hour to go see it, because it wasn't playing anywhere around here. Um, and, like, I didn't have a bad theater experience. Like, you, I saw it at a different theater, um, not the Michigan, um, which is surprising, because that's a great theater. Um... 
But I watched it, and I was just like, I really enjoyed it, but I was like, eh, there's not really much of a plot. And then I watched it a second time, and I think like the second time viewing of a number of movies can really like really affect you and have some a different effect on you. I think the second time I saw it was with my mom, mm. and we just both just ended up loving it. We were in a really like small theater, but it was intimate, and it was an intimate theater, and but there were a number of people there, so everyone was really like laughing throughout the movie and really enjoyed it. That's probably one of my favorite theater experiences of the year because my mom just absolutely adored the movie. Um, and, yeah, Marcella Shell is just, like, this just really quaint little cute movie with an incredible voice performance because, like, voice performances are so often under under forgotten or not forgotten or, like, you know, they're they're lost in time. Jenny Slate? Jenny Slate, yeah. yeah. And you can't even tell it's Jenny Slate. It's, like, because she has such a distinctive voice. Yeah. And you can't tell it's her, really. She's doing a really great job. And I thought she should have... I don't know if she was nominated for an Annie for voice acting awards. That's, like, the animated category. I also think that's a little weird that it's nominated for animated movie because it's, like, there's stop motion in it, but it's, like, there's real locations. Yeah. It's a weird weird situation. But that that doesn't discredit the movie at all from being really terrific and... Uh, one I really highly recommend, especially if you're just looking for a good watch that'll like, if you want to laugh, if you want to cry, if you want to just know that there's like some humanity in the world, I really recommend it. Okay. That's one of the ones I didn't get to, but it was on my list. I made a separate list of movies I wish I had gotten to before this, Yeah. but I will see it. Mar- yeah, I saw Marcel again um, at home to see if uh, I was going to like, like it as much as everyone else. Cause I think I gave it three and a half. I still... Give it um, three and a half. I think, and I'm assuming based on uh, uh, me having differing opinions more than usual with some of the movies that people love this year, and I assume might be on some of your list, mm-hmm. it just didn't um, hit me emotionally. And I think that's where some movies, it's just like, it, or it hit me emotionally, just not on that level where it's like, wow, I was washed out. I was just filled with uh, like... Um, a joy or appreciation like it, I wasn't like emotionally dead like one movie which might be um, or maybe not be on this list I don't know but I will talk about it later um, but yeah it's it's really good I recommend it um, Marcel yeah. so cute I did cry uh, <laughs> I did cry yeah, I did I did a second time yeah that's good you it, cried that's just, I just realized you never cried I've been getting more emotional lately. This is how... <laughs> it's the old age getting to I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21. Aiden walks in with his A24 shirt and his A24 quarter zip on top. Yeah. And his first movie's an A24 movie. And his Adam Sandler face tattoo. <laughs> and my, Doesn't se- quite my fit second movie, number nine, is now also an A24 movie. Oh, okay. Um, All right, go for it. Um, my, uh, to set this one up, it's, just, it's one of the harder ones to recommend um, in the year. I think it's one of the most emotionally devastating movies I've ever seen. Mm. Um, it's because it's 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 a very intimate kind of character study, um, and it was recently praised by the Oscars um, for one of the best performances of the year, oh, yeah. and that would be uh, Charlotte Wells' After Sun with Paul mm-hmm. Mescal and Frankie Corio. Um, I you guys know I love a good child performance, and this is one of the best. Um, her charisma and demeanor is just truly phenomenal and she plays off of Paul Mescal who's already like kind of becoming a seasoned veteran in this kind of like young up-and-comer range because he was terrific in the show normal people um, but after Sun I won't spoil it at all because but it's a uh, it's a semi-autobiographical film 
from the director Charlotte Wells about her relationship with her father, and it's probably one of the most. Uh, as someone who has also dealt with like depression or bipolar depression, however you want to see how um, Callum, the main character in this movie, what he's suffering with, it's probably one of the most engrossing and true um, depictions of just sadness I've ever seen. And he truly gives a powerhouse performance. It is really just something to watch. And it has one of my favorite needle drops of the year, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it's not it's not even like a and it's not a happy needle drop. It's one of those that like once you watch it, it's like holy shit! Like this is like yeah. it's like the right song to put you in a horrible mood. It's devastating. It's devastating. It's an ooh, ooh what you say yeah. type of needle yeah. drop. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Sorry, wow. I didn't that's, ruin ama- that's amazing. Your sincere praise of um, this movie. Yeah. yeah. I I don't I I don't believe you saw it, did you? I, no, no. Okay. It's, I also highly recommend it. But I know oh, yeah. you saw it and you weren't the biggest fan of it. But I think. That you still enjoyed aspects of it. Yeah, that was that was actually a perfect example of another one where it was like, and it's funny the big picture. I did I mention? Yeah, I mentioned that one there. Um, they no both, other podcasts exist. Oh uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no podcast exists outside this dojo. <laughs> uh, they both said, and it's funny because they're new parents too, so it was really funny that they didn't. They felt like a, like they're monsters because they weren't emotionally moved by it. And I don't know. I wasn't. Either I think maybe it was because when I I think I heard emotionally devastating, which you know you were, and I just I think I wasn't, but also I could see kind of why because I think it's a movie on reflection, literally like thinking about it for like twenty minutes afterwards, it just kept getting yes. better in my mind. Like it's exactly it's a great father daughter pair, and then also there's so much in like the silences between the two, which mm-hmm. are really powerful, and I love the, the editing. Yeah, is, the scene transitions. Yeah. Are so good. And the, yeah, yeah. The way they compile this movie together. Um, but I also think I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what your personal experiences are with depression or anxiety, um, and you don't have to get into it. Obviously, but I, I, um, I have bipolar depression, and so it's like I think that there's like a, and I don't know what the big picture people have. I obviously this is probably different for everyone, but I think if you have ever dealt with like such like sorrowing sadness. It's like a movie that can almost like resonate with you, and like it's almost they almost hits like too close to home in a sense, mm. and so sure. it's like maybe that's why it emotionally resonated with me more because I've like dealt with similar feelings, um, and that's just that's just and that's one of the things. It's like I love the movie. It's a technical, technically a great movie um, in the technicals aspect. I mean, um, but yeah, it's just like there was just this emotional core that really, really affected me, and I really, I love it. I think it's a great movie. I, I know you said you wanted to hold it, but I, I, I feel like I, I, I can't wait. I gotta, and I don't want to even talk that much about it, because I don't know if it's even yeah, yeah. a spoiler, but the needle drop of Under Pressure. Oh yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites from this year. It's like, yeah. it just works so well, and it's not a normal needle drop of just, yes. here's the song, how it is. Mm-hmm. She changes how it's the interpretation sounds. of the song yeah um so it's not yeah it's not just like they're dancing and then under pressure comes out and it's like the song and its lyrics are so intertwined with the story yeah she isolates the vocals she, exactly it's yeah. isolating the vocals and it's just it's really it's a it's you think watching the movie up until that point because it's towards the end of the movie you'd think that would just feel like a weird out of place song under yeah. pressure because it's like such a it's such a, a kind of upbeat, well-known song. Yeah. And then it's in the movie, and it's like like you're crying at just like at just of how like just Ooh. crazy it is. I love to see if it tops World's Greatest Dad's use of Under Pressure. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I haven't, though. Oh, okay. Have you seen <laughs> it? It's Robin, Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, Maybe you on this podcast. Yeah. Last. Maybe I have before. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I gotta see this movie. It's so a tradition. I gotta yeah. mention that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until yeah. we see um, it every day. But I will yeah. see After Sun. I've, I've only okay. heard glowing things yeah. about it. It's on a so. movie. Yeah, uh, it's on a, yes. UK? Or and I'm US? signed into Aiden's movie on my yeah. TV. So. Oh, I hope it's on that. Yeah, don't do it with Netflix. No. They'll murder you. We'll send the Netflix sniper. Yeah, yeah. We'll send the whole cast of Red Notice to murder I, you. I've been... <laughs> what? <laughs> was that... Uh, did you guys see that movie? I did. Was that a real movie? Yeah, it wasn't. No, no, I did not see no, it. it wasn't real. Yeah. Do you it's think... Bad. Were those actors ever actually in the same place or do you think they are all green mm, screen? I think some scenes they were. But not the yeah. bullfighting scene that went around on Twitter. There's another no. Gal Gadot movie that's a spy movie on Netflix that's coming. But I, I don't know what it's called. Wow. And I was like... Good for her. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Red Notice from two. Wonder Woman to Netflix Spy, you know. Yeah, there's a Red Notice too for all there the fans is. of Red there's Notice. Be. Yeah. That's so funny. Who the fuck saw Red Notice? Besides, besides people, you, probably. besides people who intentionally watch every movie. From the yeah, I think people accidentally clicked it. Like, oh no, my remote clicked it. Well, yeah. I guess we're already here, honey. They're trying to watch <laughs> the whatever. What's what's a popular Netflix show? The Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like trying to watch Stranger Things. The yeah, Rock's so in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like the Rocks in Stranger Things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are probably rocks in the Stranger Things. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne maybe. Ryan Reynolds is like, mm, did I just get a nosebleed? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, um guys, this is a Goonies ripoff, right? Like you just uh, acknowledge yeah. all the references. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so number you know, eight. I've oh, been having sorry. weird transitions. Yeah. Movie. Movie. Yeah. Oh, Decision to leave. Yeah. Park yeah. Chan looks That's my Number. Are you gonna bump it? Do you need to bump it? Oh, I should have probably. I have it written down. I don't know why I left it. It's my number eight. Wow, beautiful. Look at that. Yeah, decision to leave. I even though I fell asleep when we watched it, <laughs> I have since rewatched it twice. Or I watched. I, re- I finished it one time. I like watched what I needed to admit I missed, and then we watched it together. Yeah. I love decision to leave. I think Handmaid yeah. Handmaid's one of our our favorite movies yeah, of the I love past Handmaid. like decade. Um. And this one, as, the, as I don't love it as much. Obviously, it's a very hard feat to t- chop top that one, Handmaiden. Um, but Decision Leave is just, like, one of the most just, like, fascinating, uh, just filmmaking and directing experiences of the year. Yeah. Just the way, like, I, I think I had it, I pick, I, if, yeah, um, I pick, like, a, on Facebook every year, I put, like, my, what my Oscar choices would be. And I'm pretty sure I gave Decision to Leave the win for cinematography. Yeah, because it's the yeah. most one of the most beautifully shot movies in the past re- couple years. Yeah, um, the way they use technology and the text on the, screen, the text yeah, on yeah. screen, and like there's just like there's like a, there a like a fight sticks with me of just like chasing up a hill yeah. and then like putting on like a metal glove to fight someone with a knife. It's just so yes. interesting, and I know that you weren't like very much invested in the romance mm. of the movie, but I honestly, I don't even really view the movie as a romance. I think it's more of just a story about kind of like emotional abuse. Yeah. And I think that you oh, obviously realize that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like kind of like, kind of like this femme fatale almost of like that kind of character yeah well it's like it's, it's like, like a, a noir yeah, yeah it's a noir, noir. yeah 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 it's funny um, you say that about the because i explain i do see it as a romance detective story and i and i feel but it's one of those romance well i mean 
it's hard to... Well, I can't really say that because it might spoil something. But it's one of those things where it's two people who maybe would work together and do work together, but also in ways they shouldn't be together. I, I yeah. something... No, I think yeah. I, I, I think that's a really great point, but I, I almost think it's about two people who should not be together Well, at because all. one character particularly brings out the worst in the other. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I, a decision to leave genuinely is my number 11. Oh, and okay, it, cool. it, it okay, was so cool. close to cracking the top ten. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm so, we watched that. It was almost midnight when you yeah. came over because you got out of rehearsal and mm-hmm. came over and we watched that movie. And and I was yeah, I was glued to the screen. I, I agree on the cinematography point. I think it's one one of the best. Just the way he the uses year. the camera, almost like a toy. Yes. Of just like. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in a car rear window door. Yeah, and then it's just like what? I, I didn't the know editing to me. Oh, oh yeah. I remember yeah. And there's something. The know, editing is the yeah. biggest standout. Of to that me, movie. there's two movies that to me clearly had the best editing of the year. One I'll talk about later, and I was like, well, this is easily gonna win best editing. And then I saw a decision to leave. I'm like, the only contender I've seen that could take it. I, I it's just. This transitions are just it combined with the cinematography oh, yeah. are just so interesting. And the Handmaiden is already a insanely edited move, uh, movie with the camera movements, just uh, like kind of uh, a part of what the film's DNA is. But this yeah. movie, it's like I'm going to t- allegedly tone down my style, yeah. and this is a yeah. toned down style. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Parshan Wook is one of those directors who has very gracefully evolved as a director. And not, not to say that necessarily his movies now are better than his older movies. Like, yeah. I, obviously, I still love Old Boy, The Vengeance Trilogy, you know, right, all that right, stuff. Right. But, but he's a person who's been able to change in a way that makes him relevant, and it still seems like he's doing new interesting things. He's not. It's his. Co- it's his commentary on 2022 and yeah. crime culture and how the way you use technology. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it yeah. feel it doesn't feel like it's made by an out of touch filmmaker past their prime. Yeah. It feels yeah. like a guy who's really plugged in and understands the right movie for right now. Did you know? he write this? I think he co-wrote it. Okay. I think yeah. I don't know if there's another writer or two other writers. I also I uh, one of my favorite scenes of the year is the interrogation scene. Yeah. Which one? Uh, The first big one, the long one where they eat food near the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it plays with reflections and focus in a way I maybe have never seen before in that specific way where you see the two of them in the interrogation room. and then you also see the reflection, and sometimes the uh, one of the reflections of one of them's in focus when they're out of focus in reality, and sometimes it's like a crisscross out of focus in focus, and it's like, it, but you can almost see the give and take and the power dynamic shifting. Yeah, and yeah. It's, who's in control? Yeah, and yes. it's so interesting. Like at every and oh my god, the scene where he's or the montage when he's watching her. Yeah, is yeah. like. Who, how do you even, like, no, think about this? Just, oh, no, are you talking about, I think there's, a, there's just a visual that sticks with me, is when, towards the beginning of the movie, when he's, like, kind of staking her out, and, like, he's, like, looking into her oh, house, yes. and then he, like, becomes a part of the house. Yeah, the yeah. way that, the way that they insert him into moments, yeah. sort he's of. not there. Not, but like not literally. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's fantastic. Well, I yeah. was thinking about the similar thing, exactly the same thing it does, but when she's holding the cigarette out like this, and he thinks... She is feeling a certain thing based on his perspective, but then when things are revealed later, she's feeling something different, mm-hmm. and it's and she was playing th- this game the whole time yes. that he yeah. didn't even realize it. We didn't know, and it's like 
And then I think what's so interesting about the movie, because some people don't like the second half or third of the movie as much, which I can understand. I think there is a lot of momentum there, but well, I it think... pulls a who done it in the sense of like it shifts perspectives and like not shifts mm-hmm. perspective, but it, like it becomes almost a different movie. It almost becomes like a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved the feeling of, like, when it was getting to the end of the first half, I was like, oh, are we at the climax? Yeah. And then, right. and then it's this like, no. This is where the movie starts? Right. No, there's a whole nother, like, and, it, it, and I love that feeling of, like, where the hell is this even going? Yeah. And trying to figure out where the movie's even headed at that yeah. point and slowly discovering it and being so pleased by that, I think. Yeah, but some, sometimes it's just, like, I'll pause the movie and be like, oh, fuck, we have an hour more? But in this case, it's just, like, yeah, you pause it and you see they have an hour left and you're just like, wait, we haven't even gotten to like the halfway point of like this story. Yeah. Like, where is it going? I'm so invested. Yeah. yeah. I, and like, yeah. When we, and we and this is a great movie to have a great conversation about because we talked about our interpretations of the ending. Yes. For a little bit and we had a really great conversation about that. Yeah. Because I think that's, I think, I don't know if you agree, but it's up to interpretation how. Oh yeah, So sure. those final but, scenes sort of are, is it literal? Is it metaphorical? Because there is, is so it, much yeah. like the snow scene we talked about. With the snow scene. The yeah. way that they, yeah. it's the only kind of a hint that maybe everything you're seeing is not really happening. Has it ever happened? Yeah. Has it? Yeah, because because there's the great scene in the snow, and then somebody says it didn't even snow, and yeah. so you're like, did I even did what I saw even happen? Yeah. I, I love that. I love the uh, you know movies in general. I think aren't um, they they aren't like vague enough sometimes. Yeah. They, they you know they aren't ambiguous enough, and I, I think the ambiguity in this movie is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. also want to say, like, it's. I think everyone has their thing that they think should be nominated for things or win certain things because of their personal feelings on a movie. Like, you know, like a Nope's a big thing that people are like, man, I know it wasn't really in the conversation, but like, it should have been nominated for some things. And I, I do think that's true for some categories, but I think. Even it was the, just it was even, one of the most egregious snubs. This I'm gonna year. say the yeah. decision oh, sure. though was it wasn't even nominated for Nothing. international. No. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It was absurd. I, but I could get that only because of enough people saying I just didn't love the movie. So sure, yeah. the whole movie don't out. Sure, but the the technical aspects. It just that's shows that people don't watch perfect. movies. It's unambiguously a yeah. technically perfect film. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm not gonna shit subjective. on Tar yeah. yet. But Tar getting in for <laughs> for editing <laughs> over decision to leave. Aiden, are you gonna survive? Yeah. I just want to make sure. For those of you I, listening at home, I just tugged on my collar and Aiden Aiden uh, choked turning, into his turning shirt. red. <laughs> hey. Wow. It, it did. Not to spoil Aiden's number one, but. <laughs> <laughs> Minions, actually. <laughs> it's minions. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gabba sorry. Gooby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Gooby. <laughs> yeah. That gets you the fuck up. Anyway, oh, that's... that's... <laughs> <laughs> did you guys wear a suit to Minions? Did I you, did. Either? Yeah. Oh, you did. I did. I didn't even find a young fucking one. I'm like 21. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I saw yeah. some kids, and I was, I was like, someone at the movie theater used to work at, I was like, Hey, uh, to the one of the managers, <laughs> I was like, did anyone come here wearing suits? He's like, I don't think I've seen anyone. Cue as if this was a fucking comedy. This, like, team's <laughs> like, hey, we're wearing, uh, we, 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 we wore suits. Yeah. I was like, cool. And then I went back to butter my popcorn. And then I looked at my, like, outside, like, uh, I looked 
in my periphery, and he was just still standing there waiting for me to say something more. I turned around, and he's, he's like, like, "Hey, what are you seeing?" I'm like, "Bro, I've hmm. been, I haven't touched him in thirty seconds." I'm not wearing a suit, so I'm clearly he's not that seeing tall. Me. You're looking up like you're not <laughs> tall. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, he tall to me. People will be doing the same for Barbie. Just wait. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Barbie, yeah. Barbie. I'm wearing the Met Gala. Outfits. Yeah, I'm gonna wear the Adam Bomb for. <laughs> We'll save those. We'll save those. Yeah. Um, okay, your number eight. Seven. 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 Yeah. We're gonna have to skip it because I know it'll be higher on Diggle's list. But dun 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 dun. The Batman. Yeah, the Batman. Yeah, let's win. I mean, wait, I know that's okay. I okay. expected it. And then my last one that I'll talk about. Is the most anticlimactic thing because I've just been praising amazing technicals, masterful storytelling, incredible performances. My number six is Lightyear. Lightyear. Oh, I Lightyear. That has forever. I don't know why. That... Oh no. Did that come I... out in twenty twenty two? It did. Like I watched. Really? I watched the. F- I got like about forty minutes into the first one. He threw up, ate, throw up, and then I threw up. Yeah, and then I was like, I can't. The first jackass? The first jackass. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I don't think I can handle it. I watched it with my family. uh, No, the original one, because my family hadn't seen any of them. And so we we watched them all together like last year at some point. And I I it's been years since I've seen my dad laugh that hard. Really? My dad when they were like like anytime a guy got hit in the balls. My dad was like wheezing. Just it's my dad is the, it's the simplest way to get him to have the best time. But you know, yeah, Lightyear. I never Lightyear. saw Lightyear. It's you won't like you wouldn't like it. Probably I know. Not. I know. Probably not. Starman. Am I as a hardcore Tim Allen fan? I can. <laughs> Does the song Starman play during that montage, or am I imagining? No, it doesn't play oh. during the montage. It does a really great I'm montage though. I'm thinking of the, the movie. Is Starman in the movie. I or is it just in the trailer? I think I'm thinking it might just be in the trailer. I hate when trailers, oh, when trailers fake me out like that. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting yeah. for Dirty Work to play in the, <laughs> the Suicide Squad that never oh, happened. Really? Oh, I threw a fit. Um, anyway, yeah. No, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I've tried to be as as uh, objective about the movie as I can. <laughs> uh, but I just know. I mean, I grew up. My my mom painted my room green and blue and white because I love Buzz Lightyear. It was my oh, favorite cool. character growing up, and Toy Story is the movie that inspired my love of movies. So I'm obviously a little biased towards that, and I'm like, I'm not as Pixar biased as like I used to be, but not like because I, I wasn't in love with Turning Red. I thought it was good, mm-hmm. um, but Lightyear just for whatever reason just really just like I just really dug it, and it just like made me happy, and like kind of felt like. That would have been my favorite movie as a kid. Like, you know, you watch those yeah. movies that's like, man, if I was a kid and I watched this, this would be the best thing in the world. Socks yeah. is, like, the best character Socks is amazing. Yeah. The, should, cat, the yeah, robot cat is myself. one of the best, yeah, one <laughs> of the best little comedic little reliefs because he's not, like, annoying. Yeah. He's kind of got that, like, very yeah. monotone delivery, but it's just, like, his comedic timing that they animate for him is really great. And I just think, like, the characters were really fun. And I think Chris Evans actually did a pretty good job as Buzz Lightyear. Me too. And I know it's like the kind of a basic story, but it's just like it was enough. It was simple enough that I could like I think anyone could really get behind it. And like I know it like and I thought the animation was really pretty. And I just it's just you know it's just one of those movies that I'm just like it just makes me happy you know. Yeah. And like I just love I love seeing Buzz Lightyear the Toy Story characters in any any shape or form. So it was just really nice to see like a movie that I thought. Had an amazing concept of just like, what if you made the movie that Buzz Lightyear's based on? Like, that's just a really cool concept to me personally. I, it's yeah. a cash grab, but it's just like, that's a really cute idea. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's just, it, I couldn't make the list, you know, as, you know, true to myself if I didn't include it. And I'm, 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 I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. 
No, good. No, that's... I mean, I had In the Heights as number one last year. You know? And I know <laughs> yeah. you're not a big fan of it, and that's okay. Yeah, In the Wait, Heights. You saw fun. In the Heights. I saw In the Heights. Yeah, yeah. When? Uh oh, Gracie made me watch it. Was she's this after the pod? She's a big. I think it was after the pod. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's okay. a big Lin Manuel fan. So Columbia. Was there any Lin Manuel content this year? Yeah, he's been quiet. What's going on with him, huh? He's stirring him like he's going to. I think he's working on. What, tick, when was Tick Tick Boom? Was that last? Twenty Twenty One. Yeah, yeah. He's working okay. on a. He's writing some additional lyrics for a musical that's coming out. Oh. Okay. So he's working on some Broadway stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's cooking. Okay. Yeah, he's going to direct uh, his own cut of Barbie the musical. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm not going to Hamilton rap this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I I liked I liked Lightyear. Uh, you know, I like that montage. I thought oh, the yeah. montage of the aging was actually done really well because it's um, got a time element to it. That's yeah. right, like time travel element, which you wouldn't think oh. could work, but it it, yeah. it does. And like I, I get some people don't like the ending of the movie, but it's like that's that's okay. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. It, it's like it kinda, I don't. Yeah, it's like entertaining enough. I just think there's like it's one of those movies to me, uh, and I, I guess. It is. But I, you know, I, I'm happy you love it. I'm happy you put your list still, because like fuck everyone else at the end of the day. I know no one. I've seen no one have this on their list. Um, someone we used to work with, Gabe. Okay. Around your age, loved it too. That's good. You give it. He gives a four. He works at Best Buy, right? I think he works at a movie theater somewhere else. Because I see him, and I'm like, how are you seeing these movies Thursday night? But uh, he loved it, and crypto didn't work out for him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, went down south, crypto came back. Uh, Sorry, Gabe, if you're listening. Sorry, Gabe. Yeah, it's just, I think it's one of those things where I was like, okay, and I guess other people were like, why does this movie exist? Let's see the movie. Let's see what it does. Mm. And I think watching it, and then when it was all over, I was like, why? Yeah. And I was like, you know, hey, it's good. Like, I don't think it was bad or anything. I was just like, to me, especially, it's always hard to not compare, like, Pixar movies to each other. And I think... I mean, I'm trying to remember where I even ranked it on there uh, as I vamp, but I think it's like I guess in the middle, bottom technically for me, only because uh, a three star for Pixar is like lower on the end for me, and I put Lightyear at oh never mind, I didn't finish my Pixar ranking, so it's at eleven technically, but that's not indicative of the truth. So, yep, <laughs> that's where it is. That's Lightyear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that your number six? Yeah, it was my number six. Okay, yes. so it's now on to my number ten. Going to make the room a little awkward, because uh, my number ten is uh, no. uh, uh, Todd Field's Tar. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say different movies. I'm so oh. happy. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so f- I'll save that one for the next one. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, my like, gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. No, okay. So, yeah. No, tar. I, I like Tar. I saw, saw Tar. I saw Tar. Great. I loved Tar. I adored Tar. I, I, I won't go so far as Martin Scorsese did in saying it... Uh, what the he future said? of cinema. Or he he like said, that. like, cleared the fog of yeah, cinema. Yeah, cleared the fog, yes. Uh, but that was what got me to see it. That yeah. was, like, when I saw his praise for it, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch it. Uh, and um, I I loved the movie. I loved everything about it, almost. I, I thought it was, uh, y- you know, it's got, it's, look, it's got its issues, but um, I particularly was really drawn towards the way it goes about 
revealing information. Yeah. I think the storytelling mm-hmm. in the movie is incredible. I think the it's way a, that... It's a really great script. Yeah, yeah. The way that it's essentially a mystery. You yeah. Wait, you agree? But you yeah. get the same rating as I do. Yeah, but our versions of ratings are different. I actually like that movie. Oh, okay. well, you also, like, because you're scared, because you're, like, the like and the hearts and stuff. Too. So, yeah. I, okay, I get what you mean now. You're a three-star guy, right? I, I, I am. I'm a three-star, like, three too, but I actually yeah. enjoy the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was yeah. just, like... Uh, <laughs> I technically... Well, well, I'll let you talk okay. about it. Yeah. On paper, you enjoyed the movie. I No, like, genuinely, like, I was I was glued to the screen. I was just... I loved the way it gave me information it slowly revealed itself what it's really about you know yeah. I love how it took its time with scenes even the scenes that seem super- superfluous mm. are some of them you know pay off later but like the opening scene where she's doing that, that interview on yeah. the stage I think is great because you get to see how calculated of a character she is uh, um, the, this uh Lydia Tarr character played by Kate Blanchett um, I think also in general we, we underrate subtle performances and for the most part i think she i, I really appreciate how but there's i mean there's a front room this year for an oscar that is a, more subtle than a yes. lot of performances that is probably a front runner yes no i agree yeah uh we'll talk about that but later. um i think uh oh i thought we we're talking about Lydia Tarr. one of the best scenes of the year and, oh, I, yeah. and people have talked yeah. about the scene can we agree on that people have talked about the scene repeatedly but the um the scene and at juilliard, juilliard yeah. uh where she the one take the one take uh, t- yeah. scene, and and it's look. The one take is one take. Obviously, every time there's a one take, the director's going like, "Hey, look at me," you know. But whatever, one take or not, I think the writing in that scene, the performances are so well done in the way that it takes you a minute to really realize what's happening. Yeah, and how cruel she's being yeah. and i think part of uh will sloan had a really good kind of analysis of it who's uh, all right i'll shout out a podcast my favorite podcast the important cinema club um he pointed out the thing that the thing is she's not incorrect in the scene she's not making a bad point uh she's being very fair is he. that's the thing and neither is he they're both being very fair um but she's unnecessarily cruel mm-hmm. uh but also so articulate and eloquent in a way that you can see somebody looking at that scene going like, oh, that guy's, you know, that guy clearly lost his cool, you know? Even though it's also, she's the one, she's the villain of the the moment. And yeah. um, and I thought, I thought I mean, I know maybe we'll get to that later, but that was one of my favorite scenes in any movie uh, last year. Um, I think it has, I, I, we, we don't, we're not going to spoil it, but I think it has one of the funniest endings of the year. Yes, I was no. cackling. Yeah, no, the is. ending is hysterical. The ending is very funny. There are a couple scenes that bordered on like horror movie and were genuinely effective to me. Uh, there's there's a scene that with an accordion. Yeah, where I I leaned forward and I was like, where the hell is this going? And uh, just really affected me. Great character study. Um, yeah, masterclass in storytelling. I think you know intentionally very slow, but. Yeah. Uh, I thought it works. So tell me why I'm wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, it's funny because this is, and this is why, uh, I, wow, it's so funny. It's almost going to be a compliment. Then I was going to say something else that almost sounded as if it's a dick. I feel not that I'm better than you. <laughs> he, he does. He does. I, I yeah. think I, I just, kind of what you said before, I honestly can't tell if this before the, we record now. What the, and I'm not comparing myself to Joe Rogan, please, Christ, I am not. <laughs> we did not talk about Joe Rogan on it. Okay. No, no, but well, now I, we are. But the, and <laughs> just in, like, what, <laughs> I try a lot to 
have a very open mind. I'm a person who I try to formulate my own opinion, but also I think I grew up on Avatar The Last Airbender. And as Uncle Iroh said, if you take knowledge from one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Yeah. And, you know, listening to other people, even if you disagree, like, I mean, I give Lightyear three stars, but I mean, it, and just because uh, most people maybe get a lower doesn't mean you're wrong or anything. Like, you maybe see something there, and it's also, like, movies emotionally affecting everything, so it's it's different. And not just Art movies. subjective, yeah. Yeah, just, like, life in general. And so, like I've said numerous times in this podcast in real life, if there's a movie, I, I believe, personally, if you have an opinion whether you love something or you don't, and then you hear enough people say that this is... So good. I'm, I'm telling you, you got to give another chance. If this is bad. I'm, take another look at it. I usually do because I'm like, maybe, because like I said before, you never know your first experience, why you maybe felt the way you did. And so mm-hmm. I saw Tar. I, I mean, I heard everything positive about Tar, Masterpiece, blah, blah, blah. Saw it. Felt next to nothing. I was honestly, and I'll relate this to another movie from last year that was on uh, your list that other people loved. And I was like, I'm probably wrong. I just thought, am I seeing a different movie? And I was tired. I did doze off. So I couldn't, I didn't feel fair even really rating or reviewing the film. So I, I read reviews. I listened to podcasts. I was like, okay. I went in again. Open mind. Because I wanted to love it. Because I'm yeah. like, it's so, and oh, this is what I was going to say. I wanted to say for the pod earlier, Aiden. I think the thing between 2022 and 2021, or even 2020, I mean, 2021, I think I said this in the podcast last year. 2021 was like a year where so many polarizing movies came out. Mm-hmm. Like, there were no, like, like this year, I would say Banshees, Everything Everywhere, Tar, and maybe a couple others. Like, most people are like, this is fucking amazing. But 2021, mm-hmm. like, everyone disagreed to a certain extent on, like, the best movies. Whether Which it's is kind of cool, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's cool. but it's, I blame it's Biden. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> for the He's an division. For one year. <laughs> he did this. And, like, Power, like, I think, tar, I realized Tar for me is Power the Dog. Like, it, like, it was a movie that, except more people, I think, love Tar as a whole and higher than even Power of the Dog. Where it was like, where Power of the Dog was like a movie where I could see. You can get another one. That's oh. what I was saying. Sorry, that I'm was sorry. So funny. We, I was trying to. I was trying to motion to Aiden, but Aiden's going <laughs> to get work. another drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, Keep talking. I'm listening. No, uh, Power like Power of the Dog was a film where I was like, I, I gave it three stars. The mm. second time because I realized, oh, I see what you're doing now, and I kind of like it. Which was longer because I wanted to stay in that. That's, yeah. But I feel like Power of the Dog and Tar are similar because for me personally, I. And, and but more with Power of the Dog, I can actually see more of the things. I'm like, yeah, no, that actually is good, mm-hmm. like really great. Maybe that part, and it's gonna sound crazy. And once again, I wish I, I almost watched Tar a third time, but I'm like, I don't think it's gonna matter at this point. I even don't think Kate Blanchett was doing anything that amazing, and that's Ooh. I know, and that's a, that's a hot take. Never getting Kate on the podcast. Now. I know. I would yeah. love to work with her. I'm so sorry. Is it because she just constantly gives out great performances, or do you just think no, I just one of her lesser performances? Uh, Possibly just, on the Kate Blanchett curve, it's something special. I, I just think it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. On, I think you mean like general. She's just great, all constantly. Yeah, I think the performance in general, but not because of her, but because of what's there on the script. Right, you're I, saying that the performance does that's the movie doesn't demand that much from her, is what you're saying. I, I. In a way, yeah, I think I give it three stars because the scene that you mentioned in the college is great. I love when she 
does something uh, in the third act uh, <laughs> on the stage. Um, I like the weird way it ends in the last like 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And, and some so stuff funny. in this first. Yeah. But like, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel, mm. like some people, and they described it, I felt like I literally was watching a different movie. Like, mm. uh, maybe you feel this way too. Like, they were like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I was like, this movie doesn't even feel like that would make sense based on how intentionally slow it is. But like, enough people said that, I'm like, on the edge of your seat I was on the edge of my seat about to fall over falling asleep oh, and uh, again uh, <laughs> but I, I give it a three because there's an I do think there's merit enough and I do like enough stuff and like I said I feel like I'm wrong and I really want to love this I know I know but at the same time it's like I I, there, I don't I don't have I'm not like Heath or you I don't have, like, these insanely low, like, Keith gives one and a half to Pinocchio. Like, I'm not going that far on, like, tar or anything. I usually do have an opinion that Did did Heath give a half a star to the Great Train Robbery, or did I... Yeah, that happened. (laughs) Well, no, he just said... I think he said, like, it's not long enough to have, like, any real merit like that, kind of, like, start, like, really of, like, a high star. And I'm just like, do you just not like any short films? Yeah. he's just like, yeah, I don't really rate the short films that high. I'm just like, why? And he's like, it's not long enough. Frankly, I, I just really wouldn't fun. rate them. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back for to the uh, shitty on the podcast. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. You're, no, you're yeah. saying, like, in general, you can see the you can see the good, at the bare minimum, you can see the good in movies that people generally like. You can see some of why. But sometimes I, it's I, harder, and this is one of those examples. I have a, yeah. a populist opinion, and it's I, I'm That's a defender true. of true. the basic. Because mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there's a lot. Degwa is a basic bitch. Uh, and, and Degwa has before sent us uh, how well his uh, his ratings correlate with general ratings, and says, "What can I say? I like good stuff." I mean, it's true <laughs> in a way. I think people will always, I th- which makes sense. Like I think, it, like the base conversation that I still don't understand we had on. <laughs> that's um, gonna be the weird movies after show yeah, is us yeah. explaining the meaning of based again but like yeah, if you yeah. uh, we were sorry. talking about we want to do an episode where we just talked about based movie opinions yeah yeah that would yeah. be really funny we'll I'd be like it. I understand what the whole episode's about why I like it <laughs> I, I like if, like you have a like, Psycho Gorman on your list like that's not yes. a movie where everyone's watching it in general and then if you do it doesn't mean you like it it depends on a lot of things and it's I liked it it's really fun but like I think people almost put, which makes sense. It's like, oh, this thing isn't popular, and it's that's why it's cool. I yeah. feel like people have that opinion for so many things. Where I'm like, I think popular things sometimes, like Taxi Driver, like Dirty Harry, like Go Bad and Ugly. For those listening at home, uh, and Dag was post- pointing to posters on my wall. Yeah, Jaws, Alien. Like some yeah. things are popular because they're really good. Yes. and I just happen to correlate with that a lot. But mm-hmm. I think honestly, since the pandemic. Watching some more films too older, I've I've reached a point where some movies I'm like like uh, the Zon- uh, George uh, Night of the Living Dead. I was like, this is this is okay. I mean, this is okay, and I feels weird because I usually not that person. Like Heath for me, I knew like longer than you both, and so like Heath was always the person who was like, yeah, Phantom Thread, two stars, mm. this movie means nothing to me, and I'm like, well, that's crazy, but then I'm like, yeah, I'll go that way a little bit, yeah. but it's hard for me to go that low on a movie like Tar, because I'm like, there, I, there's enough merit, there has to be there, yeah. and I, but it's one of those movies I truly, I just don't see it, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy <laughs> that everyone else, I'm happy to have this, I want to talk yeah. about this, because I was so conflicted and like 
I if she won Best Actor Actress, I I would be like sure because yeah. enough people think it's good, obviously. But I also personally be like. I'll talk very briefly about some of why I think she is so good in the movie and there's moments I think particularly it's the way that she's she's playing a character who's acting one way and really feels a different way quite often throughout the movie Mm -hmm. and I think one example is in that opening scene there's a great moment where like really the character of Lydia Tarr doesn't care about equity she doesn't care about you know, giving opportunities to female composers or, or people of color or anything. And that, that becomes more apparent as the movie progresses, right? But there's that great scene where she's being asked about this and she name drops a few female conductors to sort of make the point of like, oh no, I do, you know? But it's like, it's very clever the way that the scene is her... She's giving a performance that's both saying like, I want to portray as though I am... I care about this, but really I don't. Yeah. And I think that's such a difficult thing to tap into. And I think she does that very convincingly. Where even at that point in the movie, which is the beginning, and I haven't learned anything about this character, watching that scene, I could figure that out. I could figure out that she was posturing as somebody who cared about equity, but doesn't really. And I think that's what that's what I thought was so cool about it. And, and, and I think it's one of those movies where you do get the pleasure of sort of playing detective. I like the way that... A lot of what what's in her performance and also in the writing is me slowly figuring things out, you know. Um, but I get it. I, I get, it's just like you know, movies are an emotional experience, and if you're not connected to it, if you're not feeling those emotions, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, it's it's gonna cost. And I know we've been talking like kind of once hard for a sec, and this yeah. is kind of like a general. I mean, it's hard to be quick with this answer, but I realize uh, with certain movies, especially since the 2020 story, I think. And maybe it's the actor in me. I think the things, for the most part, there's always exceptions. Like, I love Persona, and it's almost nothing like what I'm about to say. I think <laughs> I'm a story character. I mean, ironically, I know Tar is, that's why it's strong for people. But I think I'm a story character person first. Mm-hmm. I think there's some movies that maybe are like a, a vibe or an experience. Not saying like Tar is. It just it reminds me of, like, on the most part, if that's not a strong thing about a movie and if maybe one movie that maybe is on your list uh, <laughs> is like that. Maybe I'll talk about it more, but I think that's why I come to for movies a lot. I think, and just Tar, even though I think the movie like try to give us this is what Lydia Tar is, uh, maybe it's because I wouldn't like that person, I feel, in yeah. real life based on... Oh, of course not. A, in a way... I don't, not I, I don't really like her that much in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, maybe I, I, yeah. or maybe I should say that kind of person who is so... This, like... She's a genius. Or yeah, is yeah. she? Um, she's a genius. I mean, that's like the thing people... Some interpretations. Like, is she actually a genius? Right. Really? Yeah, it's almost like Glass Onion. How people... Well, okay. I... But in a way, I don't want to be talking about Tar a while. But yeah. what do you guys have you like kind of thought about this? Like on the most part, if you think about the things that you love the most and really, this is why I think I like this. Yeah. Do you have like do you know why certain things like because well, you have genre? I well, mean, yeah, that's the weird thing. Is like I have certain things where it's like more often than not I'm gonna love that type of thing. Like you're right, I do love genre movies. I love exploitation yeah. movies and stuff like that. Tar doesn't fall into one of those categories. Right. So every now and then you have a movie like and actually more often than not I think I can acknowledge when I just think something's really great and I don't mm-hmm. and it transcends any type of biases yeah. I have. You know, like it's and great, so I, I do. You know, I, I think in the case of Tar, it's it, it partially it does come from a 
and I know we all have this, so I don't want to act like I'm special in this way, but like it is this kind of love and appreciation for filmmaking and storytelling, and, mm-hmm. and mostly, more than anything, me getting really uh, intoxicated by like the form of the movie and the way it goes You also went to film school, too. That's the difference, too. Sure, that does yeah. help. And they, they made me watch some boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the Godfather. Dude, God, the amount of times I... Yeah, right. The amount of times I almost fell asleep... Like, I almost fell asleep watching... Uh, I, I, I don't even remember some of them. Battleship like, Potemkin? Oh, no, Battleship Potemkin was okay. Uh, uh, there were some others. I'll, I'll remember them later, but it's probably because I fell asleep. But uh, <laughs> Justice Nealon would quickly turn his head and I'd snap back <laughs> away. Or else I'd get marked absent. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. I Yeah, I get it. I, I'm just... Yeah, it's just one of those things I connected to about Tar and I connected to that those aspects strongly enough mm-hmm. that that carried me through. And, you know, I, I, I was into it enough as a as a, a character study that it didn't really matter to me if I liked the character, you know? Yeah. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, and, that, and that's not, I hope I didn't come off the way. Like, I think... I you th- like Travis Bickle in, like, the way that you can like him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I I'm can't just... get into my tra- I can't get into my taxi driver. Thoughts. He actually likes Travis Pickle. Yeah, I actually. Travis. I just ripped off my so. shirt. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. any last thoughts before I move on to mm. my number nine? Um, yeah. Well, I think it's. I've seen. I've watched a lot of top ten lists, and one of the things that gets mentioned a lot when Tar comes up is that people are like, "This movie doesn't tell you how to think about the characters. You just like you you interpret it the way you want to, or it's not saying it's not really commenting if she's bad or not." Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Did you watch the? Did yeah, you watch I don't the think movie? that's. I think it does comment. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's very intentional. Like it's not saying, "Oh, Lady Tar bad." It's not like it's not driving. It's it's unintent. It's you know intentionally doing that. Of like, yeah. you make up your own decision. If you're gonna think she's a good character, then that means you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 No. Exactly. Um, and I think. I, what were you gonna say? Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. But you know what I mean. You know. You know what I mean. Have you? I don't know. I don't know how many podcasts or top ten lists you've watched, but it's just interesting how people are like. People will say like they're like you, oh remember remember when um it was like Tim Pool or um, Ben Shapiro <laughs> were talking about this movie they talked about Tar yeah no I did not see they that they were like oh my is, gosh this is the ultimate anti woke culture cancel That's culture so movie funny. they interpreted it the opposite way That's of how it was meant hilarious like you're supposed to feel sorry for her yeah is like what they're saying oh yeah oh um, wow oh that's incredible that's so funny I I. Uh, Hey man, it's it's a Rorschach painting, you know. It really is. Uh, somebody like Ben Shapiro sees this and they think it's like an anti woke uh, movie. But I, I I think that's kind of what's cool about it a little bit. I I, I think uh, you know I don't like I don't always like didacticism. Sometimes I do. Um, but you know, in this case, I'm happy that the movie doesn't quite tell me what to think. But at the same time, I think the movie has a clear perspective on the character, and I don't think it's the perspective that Tim Pool and Ben Shapiro thinks it has. Um, but anyway, I don't want to alienate them. I'm looking to get them as guests on future episodes. So, um, <laughs> number nine, uh, you know, is a, a, a surprisingly good year for franchises. And uh, this is a film uh, that, uh, you know, really snuck off on me because I didn't really like the previous film. And uh, this is clearly one of the best of the year. And uh, it's uh, David Gordon Green's uh, Halloween Ends. I literally Really? <laughs> Oh no! I was thinking it was a different one. No, no, this no. This is cool. No, man. no, it's actually not number nine. No, oh, right. I just wanted to oh. see the look. I wanted to see the look on Endegla's face. <laughs> uh, 
describe <laughs> our faces to the audience of what, how we reacted. Uh, uh, you leaned in and widened your eyes, and then Indegwa took off his glasses and rubbed his temple a little bit. I think it was what just happened. Uh, no, I, I did really love Halloween Ends, but we're, that's unfortunately did not make my top ten. Um, uh, we can return to that later. Um, my number nine of the year uh, is actually a film by... Uh, the, the first solo film directed by... Um, a member of uh, the whitest kids you know, one of the great sketch comedy Ooh. groups, Zach Kreger, and that film is Barbarian. Um, you know what, Johnny? That's really funny you say that because... Is that your number nine? That's my number oh, nine. nine! We're accidentally doing Indegwa's list. This is a more based list. This, this is, is really, more yeah, based... Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, I adored based. Barbarian. Barbarian was... Uh, um, it, part of the experience reminded me a little bit of uh, Malignant. Where yeah. I, where you know it slowly unfolds and the end of the movie is entirely different from what you thought it was going in. Uh, I I liked it more. I thought as a film it held up more. Like because from the opening scene of of Barbarian, I was hooked. I, it was just that feeling of where could this be going, you know? And there's yeah. so you're looking for clues and it's so meticulous and it takes its time. It's I think uh, I, I was seeing I saw an interview with Zach Craiger talking about how he based the movie originally on. He had read a book about like red flags for women, and he wanted to do a writing exercise where he just wrote a little scene where a man is showing all these red flags, and then from there it just it just built and it grew. And uh, so you had that first act in the movie that's entirely um, Alexander Skarsgård and um, Bill. Georgia, sorry, Bill. Sk- and George, Georgia Campbell. I think uh, Georgina Campbell. Georgina yeah, Campbell. Yeah, yeah, who's great in the film. Yeah, she's she's our lead, and. Um, and like you're automatically, I'm hooked, and I'm hooked on their whole dynamic, and just trying to figure out. And you're waiting for the shoe to drop. You're waiting to figure out what it is. And when it does happen, no spoilers. It's uh, yeah, let's not spoil this one. Yeah, let's. Oh, I, yeah, of course. I, I also love a movie when it's like a third of the way into the movie where you actually find out what it is. Like yeah. I, I just love that feeling. Yeah, uh, and even then, it's like what? Wait, because <laughs> yeah. thing that happens. Like wait, so what's Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I I had the same thing where I was thinking that this is like this year's malignant stuff. This is like from the beginning. This is like this is like actually intentionally good. Yeah. Well, this is like actually like good. This isn't supposed to be like cheesy or anything. Like, yeah. Which is why malignant is so great. Well, and it is supposed to be funny. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is some people told me like. Oh, that movie was so dumb. I was laughing. I like you're supposed, you're supposed to laugh yeah. at Barbarian. All when the it, people say, "Oh, that oh." When it gets yeah. funny, no, I think Barbarian is. I mean, let's. It's by a sketch comedy guy. Like he knows comedy. He knows what's funny. He knows timing. Yeah. There's a moment. Sex I'm not gonna spoil it. Owns that <laughs> There's a moment where there is a uh, a scene with a homeless man in the climax of the film yeah. so funny. that I was I was doubled over laughing. I. Uh, Justin Long shows up and gives one of his best performances in years. I have um, uh, my, one of my favorite needle drops. I only have three. We already did mention Under Pressure, but Ricky Tiki Tavi uh, so in the first uh, after the first third of the movie. Yes, they needle drop Ricky Tiki Tavi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the most like because you're already just like what the fuck is yeah. happening. Yeah, and just that hard cut to black, and then that needle drop is incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I'm I glad you loved it, too. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just, uh, I was recommending it to everybody. A really good year for horror in general. There were a lot of horror movies I liked that couldn't year make the horror. list. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of a little, it was just a perfect stew of all the kinds of things I love about horror. There was, it reminded me a lot about of Psycho. 
uh, in terms yeah. of its structure, yes. in terms of where the kind of the shoe drops, uh, and then parts of it reminded me of Sam Raimi in terms of the, the mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but but it it evolves and it gets you there, and um, just a lot of cool different exercises in filmmaking and how to build tension and how to deliver something that's satisfying and and uh, just it was one of those movies where like I was like if I was a director this is definitely the type of movie I'd like to make you know yeah, yeah. I was like shocked this almost in another way this reminded me of Malignant well I'm trying to remember now before I say sure Malignant's trailer definitely looked awful and <laughs> I don't remember if Barbarians looked awful or just looked like, eh, it looks fine because it bar- it's only showing you part of the film. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you've seen this a hundred thousand times. But then right. it, when it keeps going, it's like, no, these decisions actually make sense. Maybe there's like one or two things like, what did you do that? Well, yeah. I think, yeah, it plays honestly, with structure in a fun way. Yeah, yeah. And I oh, should point out, sure. as Michigan Residents, filmed in Detroit, oh, yes. takes place in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Michigan movie. Was, it was a Michigan movie, which is great. Um, and then also... I mean, if you want to get a little deeper about it, I think thematically it's very consistent. I think the message yes. of the movie about about men and about, you know, sort of about... Rape culture. Yeah. Rape culture, about toxic masculinity. I know that's, a, you know, a, a button word. And that's uh, another thing I like with uh, with good comp- uh, um, compliments tar in a way where I think, in a different way, but I think it's... You know, I'm not to spoil it, like what happens with Justin Long or who he is, but... With his character, you are maybe not on. You're not sure, possibly, mm-hmm. for at least depending on who you are, how long you're not sure yeah. about if he did or did not do something, possibly. Yeah. And like the, but the more the movie goes on, it's like mm, right, right. His true uh, colors shine. Well, and there's yeah. a, there's a great moment. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat around the bush here because obviously I don't want to. Uh, reference specifically what's happening in the movie, but there's a great, great moment with Justin Long's character where somebody really cleverly said that it's one of those few moments in a horror movie where you're rooting for the character to go into danger, and it's not just because of his character; it's because of the circumstances and yeah. what's down there and what you want to discover as a viewer. You're rooting for him to go into this place, and I yeah. think that's so cool you and want clever. Him to die. Yeah, well, yeah, but besides that, even take his character out of it, you want him to discover. What you know is happening. Yeah. You know? Like, you think It's in that, that sick, twisted, sort of, like, not, like, nihilistic sort of, like, viewpoint of just, like, you want... You're rooting for the worst of this character that you yeah. don't like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's your love, worst instincts. And then just the fact that, like, just the... Seeing it's in the theater, just... The first, like, wait, what the fuck? is just this jarring thing, and then Act 2 happens. And then you're like, oh, my God. So, th- okay, so at least now we're... This all makes sense. Yes. And then it's like... What the fuck? We just did another <laughs> weird jump again, and it's yeah. like the Richard Brake section. This yes, is, yeah. The Richard Brake section of the movie is yeah. great too, and yeah, and also the way that that takes advantage of a, a totally new shooting style. It changes yeah. oh, aspect yeah. ratios. It yeah, and it, it's great, and it also yeah touches on like we've talked about some of the themes and, like gentrification and yeah, yeah really yeah. That's, that's an important theme. And one of my favorite parts about the movie because I wasn't sure about this, but I was like, I have to just like the Sixth Sense works amazing on rewatch. Yes. Yes. Just yeah. because you know what's going to happen, it's like no. It actually made me put it higher because I'm like, no, this yeah. is like that was like get out amazing. for me. Yeah, oh, this is one yeah. of the few movies I actually did rewatch because I showed it to Gracie. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, uh, whole. It's it's a fun movie. It's like we said, thematically consistent, really exciting, constantly entertaining, very funny, um, genuinely you... scary at a couple points. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah. And uh, a I, great, I a great sort of. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Keep oh, going. Yeah. Well, um, I think I just, uh, yeah, wrapping up Barbarian, um, 
Uh, everyone should just go into it honestly without even watching the trailer. I didn't, I didn't watch, the, watch trailer. the trailer, so I didn't. I, I went to see it with I, Austin because it was in so many movies. Sure, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to see it with Austin Dorit, previous guest, my roommate, uh, and we just had a blast. We clapped at the end of it. It yeah. was uh, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, now uh, moving on to my number eight, uh, which is sort of wild card, probably not on your guys' list. I didn't expect to love this movie as much as I did, um, and that is the. I believe the directorial debut of B.J. Novak, and that is oh, Vengeance. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, shit! Vengeance was a movie that caught me off guard. Um, it's uh, a comedy, a sort of a murder mystery. Um, I, it, you know, it, it's it's. I, I won't give a plot synopsis. You guys know it. Anybody can look it up. But basically, it's it, it is a commentary on like, you know, sort of East Coast liberalism versus like Middle America. You know. And the way it's sort of, uh, you know, like a, a BJ Novak is like this East Coast like guy who's like, oh, I want to talk about culture and I want to talk about America. And then, but he clearly doesn't know what America is, you know? And so he has to go, and then due to a series of circumstances, has to go to, uh, to Texas and kind of ends up being roped into solving what might be a murder. Uh, we don't know. Um, and uh, I just thought the movie was so shrewd and clever and poignant in what it kind of does with the division in the country with perspectives of you know like it's it wasn't obnoxious in the way that i think a lot of movies are when they do try to tackle this kind of stuff you know Mm. um it's very frank in a lot of ways um it simultaneously makes fun of middle america while also sympathizing with it i think that's a very difficult tightrope to walk um i i think i I was also really pleasantly surprised. Like, it is funny. There's a lot of jokes I laughed at in the movie. Um, But then also, like, when the third act comes, there's, like, not a single joke. Like, it gets serious when it needs to be. Ashton Kutcher is in, like, two scenes, but plays a very important character. And I loved him in the movie. I thought his character was so well handled. Um, And uh, just surprisingly well-directed for uh, uh, B.J. Novak. There was a lot of... uh, there were, there were a lot of metaphorical shots, just a lot of pretty shots. Um, uh, you know, the way he captures it as, like, a regional production. The movie also has, like, a little bit in it about, like, hookup culture, too. Which I, I didn't, you know, which uh, plays into it in a way that doesn't feel forced. Um, the opening scene of the movie, I would say, don't let it turn you off. Because the opening scene of the movie is B.J. Novak talking to John Mayer in a weird cameo. Um and the, you could watch that scene and think it seems very obnoxious, but I think once you get into the movie, you kind of understand the intents behind that scene. And um, yeah, it just really surprised me. Produced by Blumhouse again, uh, uh, you know, so they're really good sometimes at just kind of giving interesting, weird little projects to ambitious, you know, young directors. And so I loved it. Big fan of it. Uh, I don't know if you, you saw it in Doug, right? year. Johnny pulls this shit where I see 111 movies Ugh. and Johnny's like, hey, here's the Hey and Dago. You know, one movie you didn't see that you heard of? <laughs> it's on my fucking list, you fucking cocksucker. And yeah. that's the... I was like, are you fucking serious? Of course. Because <laughs> I was like, this year I had to have seen everything that you've seen. Yeah. And you always do this. 
Kid Detective. Or oh, yeah. Kid Detective was yeah. my number one, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I yeah. did see it afterwards. Great. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I, did you see? Did you see? I didn't see Vengeance. No. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. What, what a, it's a cool turn of the tables this yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Did Chris Stuckman have this in his 10? Someone I watched. Yeah, I, think he did. I don't know. Did Stuckman? Or he might have yeah, mentioned it in his. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, not a lot of people saw Vengeance. It didn't yeah. really do well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great supporting performances. Easter Ray's in it. Uh, I, Dove Cameron uh, is has a small role that was weirdly highly publicized. Uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that too much. Uh, Boyd Holbrook, very good in the movie. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, just had a lot of fun with it. Thought it was a great kind of commentary without being too smug. You know, it was very self-aware because it is by a comedy writer trying to talk about middle America. And it was very self-aware in that way. And that's, I think, what I really appreciated. So, um, was that my number eight? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was seven. No, that was eight. That was eight. Uh, so number seven is Triangle of Sadness. Nice. Uh, love Triangle of Sadness. Palm d'Or winner uh, from this year. Uh, also, speaking of a class, uh, movie about class, a movie class about division. Class movies. A lot of class movies. Yeah. yeah I think a lot of good class movies. Yeah, a lot of very good class, class mo- movies. Um, I, I just thought... Uh, yeah, the, uh, another one in terms of storytelling, I really love how it evolved. The chapters, I think, built on each other yeah. well in an we, unpredictable way. But we talked about we talked how, about this. Yeah, how it's just a very unbased opinion to think that the third act sucks in this movie. Yeah, because it's I, it's my favorite part of the yeah. movie. I think it's so funny. My favorite part, and this is probably the popular opinion. My favorite oh, yeah. part is definitely the middle section yeah. with yeah. Woody Harrelson as the captain. Um, I think that it got bustingly funny. I laughed yeah. very hard a few times. Um, the way that they third? illustrate... Oh, what's your favorite third? <sighs> Hard to see. I, I just re- That's one of the ones I just rewatched. I think I logged it. I just rewatched it. did like even more than I did before. Yeah, yeah I think I think Act 2 on the ship, it, it's so close. Yeah. I think I like Act 2 a little bit more. But Act 1 is so good. One of my favorite scenes of the year is in Act 1. The elevator shit yes. is the yes. funniest. That's so, when the, it, the, it closes and he opens it again. <laughs> um, that guy, Harris Dickinson, oh, who man. I had only seen, I think, at The King's Man. It was the only <laughs> thing I'd seen him in. Uh, blew me away. He was he was He's so great. great. Yeah. Um, plays a very well-illustrated, kind of you know well-rounded character. Um, I think Charlby Dean... Yeah, is the, the, lady, the female yeah. lead in the passed movie. Away. Passed Unfortunately away. passed away yeah. last year. Um, was it before, very I good think it was movie. after the movie. Yeah, it was after... It after, was, after the Palme d'Or win. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, like, it, it, that was sad because I watched the movie I was like, this she's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. And I looked her up to see who she is and then I found out she died and that was, you know, tragic. Um, but I... Yeah, she's fantastic in the movie. Um, and Dolly De Leon. Dolly yeah. Is the breakout star of the film? Yes, yeah. easily. Like the way she was, she, she, she comes in in the third act. Snubbed. I didn't notice. No, she's she in the she's in the she second act. Yeah, but you don't notice. You yeah. don't assume she's going to be she's an important character. Twice. Your don't horrible assumptions like. is just like, oh, this is just a side character that means and nothing. And I love how the movie does that because yeah. the movie it switches perspective in that way where like you're so with them, their perspective for most of the movie, you don't think any of these people, you don't think her particularly is going to be important at all until she or they matter in the context of the story. Yeah, like These people that work on the ship. Are like irrelevant almost to yes. the main story. Money, 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 money. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the people. Often. The people who end up important in the third act, it's a little unpredictable because yeah. there are some yeah. people that get a little bit more development that you think will, but they don't. Someone you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. When, 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, Woody Harrelson in particular, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the transition. There's a transition from the second act to the third act that's a, involves a, a wide shot. Yes, it's I, one of yeah. the hardest I laughed this year. <laughs> I thought it was because it just came out of nowhere and it's so funny to me. The grenade moment. The grenade is moment, hysterical. Yeah. I just, yeah. just everything about, especially like if you, I don't know, because uh, I was able to you know watch it at home the second I, I rented it second time. I I watched like twice in a row. And it just, it works perfectly at that moment, but also the speech Woody Harrelson's drunk yes. is yes. Uh, same. I love him because Woody Harrelson's a socialist American boat captain. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's arguing with a Russian capitalist. The guy who was in 2012, yeah. uh, which I couldn't believe. I was like, that's the same fucking guy. Yeah. I'll never forget John that John Cusack's 2012. <laughs> and they are, yeah, Roland Emmerich's 2012. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, it's the way it's very funny. It also just becomes a nightmare. Like, it just yes. becomes so bleak and so oh, it's scary. One of the, it's, it's a... It's a it's a hard recommendation. Yeah. Because oh, of the... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I mean, in the for, sense for of, like... For normal people. For no, well, no, no, no. Not that. Oh. Because for people who are sensitive to throw up, it is an oh, incredibly hard gosh, recommendation. Yeah. But also that, if we want to talk about some of the best Gross, scenes of the year, yeah. the throw up oh, scene yeah. is the centerpiece of the yeah. film. It's it is. Because yes. I know yeah. two people who are, like, really, like... I, I think really queasy? And they said oh, they were fine. Yeah. Okay. For, for some but reason. the movie does a good job of also making you queasy, too. Yeah. The way it's shot and those yeah, Dutch the, angles yeah, yeah, moving the, back and yeah, forth. And obviously, like, the symbolism... Obviously, it's the message is it hits you on the head. It's very clear. It's not a subtle movie, you know. Um, I do think I don't know if I share the worldview of the filmmaker who, I, yeah, I think he has somewhat of a more cynical take on humanity. Yeah, but I think we have very clear. Uh, the, I think the way he goes about showing that take is really. I haven't great. seen the Square Force Majeur yet. I've never yeah. seen the Square or the Force. No, I haven't yet. Seen I've the seen the Square. And I like, wanted to. Ruben. Ruben Austin is a guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I like Triangle Sadness so much more, which is funny because I know some people didn't who are like huge Austin fans um, with the Square and um, what was that one? I Force Majeure. Yeah, Force mm-hmm. Majeure. He has this style, uh, but it got my nerves when I watched uh, Force. Uh, Jesus, not Force Majeure. The Square. He has this. He he has this ideology of every scene should be its own story. Like there he he likes to have scenes that seem possibly inconsequential even, but they're telling uh, a story that's similar with the theme the movie's yeah. doing, especially if you watch the square. Like vignettes. Yeah, those. like the, yeah, they're all and they're so long. And like in the square, I mean, I I recommend it only for like at least one scene where Terry Notary, who does a lot of like the yeah, Planet of the Apes. Nope, he was Gordy. Yeah, yeah. He is this. He's playing this ape, and this is not. It's in like art world, uh, the square, and he's. It's one. It has to be probably in the top ten most uncomfortable scenes I've ever watched in my life, tense-wise as well. It's just a bunch of rich people in the room. They paid to see this performance artist, and he is playing an ape, and they give him rules of how to follow it. Mm. And Ruben Oslin lets this shit play out. And it gets to a point where it's like, is how is this acting? Is yeah. he not grabbing her hair and literally dragging her across the room? Because that's what it feels like. And with Triangle Sadness, I think he also has those scenes and just... Clear. They do play out. That play out for a long time. But I think there's there's a scene with a um, a hot tub, 
And yes. it just goes on for so long. Oh, gosh. Yeah. so uncomfortable. And the way it. that it leads to a whole nother... Like, it kind of leads us <laughs> into the end of the act because it just becomes such an ordeal for yeah. these characters, you know? I, I love... Like, it is farcical in the way that rich people are portrayed as the, the way they are in the movie yeah. mm-hmm. but it's it's so clearly in line with the the message the class message it is very funny um and uh you know like it's it's distinctly foreign too like you know left-leaning american movies don't usually go this hard on yeah. on really I'm really trying to really eating the rich. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and this movie does and and still tries to and I I was still endeared towards the main couple, towards even though there were things about them that you think are vapid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think particularly Charlie Dean's character by the end of the movie, I, I sympathize with her. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's what kind of, you know, makes it a little more complex. Did you and, what do you think I mean without spoiling, what do you think of the ending? Cuz I'm not Oh, I think it's I think it's I think well, I, I think the ending works. I, I, yeah, I've seen works. criticisms of the ending. Mike Saklasa on Red Letter Media said he thought the ending was a little too ambiguous. I can understand that. I can understand wanting a more less ambiguous ending, but I thought it worked for what it was, and, and I think it's, it's... It's similar to Tar in the fact that it's just like, that's the like that's like that's so funny almost. Yeah, but I also think that... The I understand the point of the ending. Yeah. I understand why it ends the way it does. And I, I think don't. It, I mean, we can okay. talk about that. We can talk about that. I have yeah, yeah, actually yeah. no idea. Though. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. At least that part with the... Like with if it ended right before that, I think mm. I would have maybe, but uh, yeah, but we can talk about it. Later. Yeah, yeah, sure. But anyway, yeah, I love the. I assume it's not on either of your top tens. So. It's not. Okay, it, it was, was close. Oh yeah. yeah, that was recently my, announced for Criterion release. Yeah, in my yeah. top twenty-five, I forgot. Okay. I don't know. What you, I mean, your ratings and yeah. stuff. But mm. I had twenty-six movies so far. I mean. Maybe if I rewatch two things, it will change. Twenty six movies that are four starring up. Yeah, this year was like it was a really good year. Insane. Yeah, it was uh, top twenty five. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna do my number six, actually. and we're gonna finally move on to Indigo. Yes. Uh, my number six movie is The Fablements, uh, which I think is... <laughs> Aiden's face <laughs> is so like the Wait. fuck. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I was, Johnny would like that. Oh, I forgot that you gave it a high rating. I yeah. was shocked at how much I liked The Fablements. Uh, I love Steven Spielberg. Obviously, I think we all, to some extent, love yeah. Steven Spielberg. Um, I think he underrated. Has... I'm going to say it now. He's underrated because of his recent oh, ten recent. or twelve yeah. years. But I think people... well, I think we take it for granted a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah, because it's like he. I think people like he's the fun director. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You okay? Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, but so here's the thing. I'm gonna say this about Spielberg. Ready Player One. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but even like the post, like I know the post is the same kind of yeah. crap. Yeah, it was actually kind of like okay for those kind of movies. For those kinds of movies, it was pretty damn good. Yeah. And and, oh, and okay. shot oh, expertly. You know, Bridge of Spies, I really like. Uh, um, I. West Side Story was really good. West Side Story is very right. good. I have. I, I think we talked about this last year. I have my criticisms of that movie. But here's the thing. Steven Spielberg used to make movies in the 70s and the 80s that were a lot more kind of, they were dirtier, they were a little grimier, they weren't as glossy. Um, his well, main characters, sometimes. yeah, his main characters were oftentimes very neurotic or edgy. Like they weren't your usual Hollywood leads. Roy Scheider and Jaws, yeah, exactly. or Richard Dreyfuss and Close Encounters, yeah. are not typical movie leads. And that's part of what I lo- the, the whole scenes he'd have where people talk over each other, you know. And, and he he would kind of chase, which is a little bit of like Robert Altman inspiration, you know. Um, th- this movie is very much in line with some of his more recent stuff, where it's much more for lack of a better word Hollywood it's much more glossy um it's it's very theatrical 
But I think that is what moved me so much about this movie. Because it is... It's an autobiographical film. It is about a young Spielberg. And he's talked so many times in the past about... Well, I mean, even more recently, obviously, with this movie, it, uh, t- talking about his childhood and specifically his parents and his parents' divorce was something he never really wanted to tackle head-on. It wasn't something he was ready for. And it's something that has seeped through into his other movies. There's a really great interview, if anybody looks up the James Lipton interview, where he points out to Spielberg... Yeah, I've seen that clip, yeah. the, uh, Have you seen this? In Close Encounters, he points out in Close Encounters, they use, uh, they use music to communicate with the aliens. Um, and this combination of music and science is a marriage of your mother and your father. Your mother was a musician, your father was a scientist. And Spielberg smiles, and he goes, you know, I never even realized that until you told me that right now. So it's something that kind of implicitly lived in him and came out through his art a little bit, but something he was never really able to tackle directly. And I think it's kind of cool how in this movie he does tackle it, but very intentionally does it in a way that is very theatrical and not realistic. And... um, it's a movie that, I mean, because like, and, and I think Paul Dano and Michelle Williams' parents are very good in the movie, and they're saintly in their portrayal. They're both portrayed as such good people, and so, they're such movie characters, but it, it's like, you and when you get into the point of the movie, which is that young Spielberg, the Sammy Fableman character, you know, he films stuff to try to control his fears. And that's why he makes films. And you see the way that he sees the uh, the greatest show on Earth's uh, tr- uh, train crash and he tries to recreate it. That This movie is him trying to control his fears. It's him trying to tell the parent this, the story of like his, the trauma of his parents' divorce um, and the traumas of, you know, anti-Semitic kids at school or whatever. And, and tr- try to reconcile it in real time and control that fear in this way that is... Very formalist. And Douglas laughing at anti-Semitism? <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking about a part in the movie. Uh, well, well, I was sorry, just going and, and there are two moments that really clicks for me in the movie where I think I it really hit me as a real good kind of... Were they the two one-character scenes? No. Uh, okay. Filmmaking. Well, one of them is one-character scene. Is it uh, ending or the... Yeah, yeah, I'll get yeah, to that. Okay, but yeah. first, there's the scene with... Uh, it's the moment after he premieres the movie that he made of the the kids at school on the trip, on the beach yeah. trip. Okay. And yeah. And there's this anti-Semitic bully who he makes look like a star. This glowing Aryan, uh, you know, like like this, this you know, perfect Lenny Riefenstahl hero. In his, in his, in his film. film. He, he makes him look that way. And the way that the bully confronts him and says, why did you make me look that way? And Sam is just like, I don't know. And that's such a great moment because Spielberg kind of is trying to figure out in front of you why he makes the movies he does, why he makes these big, spectacular, you know, Hollywood movies. And because that's something he also kind of moved away from. Every now and then he'll, if he needs a new car, he'll do, uh, or a new, new house or something, he'll do like Ready Player One, but then he wants to do stuff like The Post now, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, that was such a key moment that kind of made me understand the movie. And then obviously the final moment. Uh, the final scene... In the final with, shot. In the final shot. The, the final shot final the drove it all home for me. Yeah. There's that final scene with David Lynch's John Ford, which is one of my favorite scenes in any movie last year, and the final shot that capitalizes on that scene, which put the entire movie into perspective and made me just realize what it was really doing that whole time. And it's not just a simple, schmaltzy story about his childhood. It's, it's like really... Belfast. No, no, it's, it's really <laughs> him psychoanalyzing himself and trying to reconcile the past with the present and that's what really hit me about the movie and I understand why people might not see it that way and that's fine but 
yeah, it was something I just really walked out with, just going like I I did not expect it to hit me that way. I love how great this movie is because I like from what I heard you say that you thought Johnny was going to say different scenes, and I thought completely you would say a different scene too. Because to me, my favorite two scenes of the year involve the camera directly as well. Judge. Oh, Judd Hirsch yeah. being nominated is hilarious to me. Um, uh, good performance, but I'm like, really? Are we fucking doing this? Guys, we gotta fucking stop this. I don't give a shit. I would have nominated David Lynch before Judd Hirsch, but that's just me. But that's also, I'm biased. I'm biased. No, yeah. Biased. I mean, yeah, I'm a Lynch guy. Just seeing Lynch get success is okay. Really. Yeah. I, I was like, sure. I mean, I liked it. I, I'm not like a Lynch like guy, yeah. as you guys are. But I was, it's also, I'm a John Ford guy. Yeah, did yeah. you know? Well, did you you heard did you hear the story about how they got Lynch for the movie? Yes, yeah. through Laura Dern. Laura Dern, yeah. And uh, David Lynch requested that he get the costume two weeks in advance so he could so live he in it. it. Yeah. And so, right. and also that they have Cheetos on set for him. Did Laura yeah. Dern? I can't. Laura Dern acted as middleman between Spielberg. And I was going to make the joke that Laura Dern worked with Steven Spielberg. I couldn't sell it. Oh, okay. um, no, yeah, but my favorite scenes from the movie are. Um, the filmmaking when they're filming the war movie. Such mm-hmm. a great big scene. cast. I mean, yeah. it's like. It's. I think there's moments the in this planks. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love when he gives direction to that guy. Yeah. Oh, and that, makes him cry. That was, <laughs> that was amazing. I yeah. think. I think this movie. Uh, it, it's. I think you can be a regular person and love this movie, but I think when you're a film fan, mm-hmm. it's like an injection by one of our fucking greatest living direct uh, directors probably ever, and also just still right now he's one of the best of the best. And it's just like, here is how I started. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my god, it makes so much sense what you did with that. Or like, oh, the guns uh, look fake in this western shootout. What if I put poke holes? And then it's like, how would you do that? And it's yeah. like, that is literally like the... Uh, like the starting idea for so many people becoming filmmakers or loving film. And then also to me, one of the best scenes of the year easily is... Huh? I know what you're going to say, but say Yeah, it. is the revelation of watching the yes. film that he made on a family trip. Yeah. And it's just like... No uh, dialogue. No dialogue, scene. but yeah. the music is so subtle. Yes. And it's all John Williams' score, fantastic. Yeah, John Williams. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane because it, it's just... I mean, so many levels are so amazing between... Steven Spielberg making a movie about himself mm. and that like oh my god I yeah. didn't fucking notice this but well, also this, just this can't be your first Spielberg I have to no, say no it can't be yeah. no, you, it have can't... To, you have to earn it you have to I start think... with Rival Player 1 yeah right, right, right. <laughs> set your expectations low yeah. and then you'll watch Jaws and then oh man this guy's good yeah 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 and uh, I, I wanted to point out also the scene not long after that where he plays that video back and reveals information uh, with it yes. I think was so perfect scene? I yeah, was talking about when he's doing when he discovers oh, it. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's a great scene. That's a perfect scene. Yeah. I think the the closet scene also is one of the best because it, uh, w- once again, no dialogue. Intentionally, the way that it is about Sammy can only portray this through yeah, film. He, he can, cannot use it's words. It's like yeah, exactly. He can't exactly, and it's that's that's that's, that's probably with Spielberg is that he like he and he wrote the co wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. He probably couldn't communicate that properly through dialogue. Yes. You know, yeah. It's yeah. it's fantastic. And how he films and, the scene of him just sitting there filming. It, yes. It somehow and the edited and the yeah, sound yeah. and it's everything. It's dynamic, right? just like when he's playing with a train set at first and you yeah. see the, it's like, oh, it looks like a normal shot of a movie where someone just has a train set and yeah. then you can just, it, how it puts you in the POV of young, young Sammy when you've seen a train and it's like, wait, this is just like the movie. It's that yeah. shot where it's like a tracking shot and it stays in there and he's like, what if? Did, right. you, did, you, did you ever see my Letterboxd review? Oh, it was about... 
uh, Black Panther, but for white kids of door, that oh, is yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, one of the popular ones was Imagine Getting Cucked by Seth Rogen, which is also I, funny. Didn't I say that right after the movie yeah. ended? You did. Um, you but did. I am going to say also, obviously one of the big criticisms levied against the movie is Spielberg casts a handsome young kid as him. Uh, he's got like a six pack. Did you see? If you see young Spielberg, he did not look that way. Wait, uh, I think I have it saved. I feel like I said this in the group like, chat and I feel like I have it saved on maybe. my... But also the way in the thing. movie he's portrayed, like we mentioned that war scene... He is an OP character yeah. from the beginning. He's, yeah. Like, right out the gate. Oh, okay, that's funny. That's yeah. No girlfriend. That. Spielberg's classmates reveal fictions and fame. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we can always talk about that actress. Yeah. But she is the she's great. funniest. She's so funny. One of the, my favorite, like, performances, in a way, of the year. That scene shocked me how funny it was. Well, yeah. Yeah. Jesus! Yeah, yeah. Please! The sexually me. charged carpet uh, uh, inside of that house. Yes. It was I'm trying to think. There's, there's a scene that I'm trying to think of that's so similar to that. Did you ever see Book of Mormon? I haven't seen it yet. I'm familiar with the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I wanted yeah. to say also the way that, you know, he's portrayed. Me. That's what I meant. The oh, movie okay. portrays it as though from the outset, he was a perfect director. And yeah. and that's and it's not about his challenges really in terms of struggling to even find his vision or whatever. But that it, it, it that falls totally in line with the whole thing I'm saying about the way that this movie is, is a movie. It's not seeking to be an autobiography. It's seeking to be, like, to very intentionally mythologize his parents and his life because it's the only way he can reckon with it. And I think that's so clever. And the way the movie winks at you at the fact that that's what it's doing, I think, is very clever, too. The only time that it really gets a little too on the nose is when the bully's like... Don't ever talk about this conversation. He's like, I won't unless I make a movie about it one day. And then he almost, you know, breaks the fourth fourth wall. But yeah. Uh, Love the Fablemans more than I ever expected to. I think it's Spielberg's best movie since Munich. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Anyway. I I can't say that because West Side Story exists, but I understand. Uh, I think the one thing that I, if, it's funny, I almost gave this a three and a half the first time I saw this, but I thought the family drama was so strong in the film. The I only th- like the Sammy Fableman stuff more than the family drama. That was just mm. me though. True. Well, I didn't like all of it together. I, mean, I like just like the just the aspects that we get of the family. But I think, and if it wasn't for Spielberg being Spielberg, I I honestly don't like filmmakers making semi autobiographical films. Sure. I think a lot of times because it's your own life, either it's I mean, there's so many ways to go wrong. It's it's almost sometimes like a movie that's maybe so personal that it, it doesn't. You can't almost relate to it sometimes, mm-hmm. or it's a film like the only really criticism I have the Fablemans. It's too long. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice, and I was like, "It. We could cut some. We could cut some scenes down. We could yeah. cut some scenes." And if I think I would honestly have it on my list, it's close. Like the Fablemans was literally number. Um, uh, it was my number thirteen. Like it's so close, oh, wow. and. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. We just cut down that. I love Michelle Williams. Uh, mm. um, I love. Oh yeah, the scene where she's dancing from the car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. yeah. Just... I think. Well, yeah. Her character is very interesting because I think a lot of people just think she's an eccentric character, but I see her as a kind of very ill person. Tragic. Tragic character. character. Yeah. Yeah. Because is his mother still alive? No, th- he. They're both dead. They're both a lot of people funny. say he waited until both of his parents were dead before he made this movie. Yeah. His, his mother. 
I think suffered from something. Yeah, yeah, and he but he it's a started writing. Character, you're right. Yeah, and he started writing this with Tony Kirshner during the pandemic. It yeah. was because uh, oh, yeah, he was at home that recently. Yeah, 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 his mom was I think the last one to die, and so that's when he finally decided now's the time to tell the story. You know, yeah. um, so yeah. Anyway, I can talk about it forever, but uh, and Dengua, we're on to your number ten. All right, here we go. There comes a time in everyone's life where they have to understand who they are. I, this was not on my list. Sorry, this was not in my 10. I watched it again. It got better. And I was like, it was really hard. Like, then, like, 11 through 14, it was really hard. But this movie at lowest was at 36. I moved it higher, and it was at 20. Mm-hmm. And I watched oh, wow. it again uh, two days ago. And I thought about it, and though there's only there's only a tiny bit truly that does not work for me that well, but the rest of the movie it does. It's a film that was once said by a friend of mine, Johnny Mockney, that this is made. There's ten of these a year, <laughs> and that movie, which wouldn't make a billion dollars, it wouldn't hit a billion. It's not the fourth <laughs> highest grossing film of all time. That is James Cameron's Avatar: The Whoa. Way of Water. Oh my God! Now here we go. Are you that surprised? No, no, not really. <laughs> see, and that's the thing. I knew you guys wouldn't be, but I don't know if you pay attention to my... If, or I should say see it. I gave this three and a half at first. Yeah, yeah. I love Avatar. I gave it a four. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so, you know, I wasn't going to... I yeah. think... Sorry. Th- I think this one... I don't know what you guys think. I think this is objectively a better movie than I Avatar. agree. I disagree in so many ways, and I'll get into that right <laughs> now. Uh, you think this is worse than it's, Avatar? Well, worse is a harsh word. I mean, you, you can like be not as good. Two. He doesn't like it as one. Much. I mean, you can be neck and neck. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'll get into. I'll get into. I'll get into this. So, Avatar. I have a very interesting relationship with this film. I saw it in theaters, like everyone else, and I was one of the few allegedly that you did not. I did not. Because how old were you? I was eight. Yeah, I saw it on DVD. Okay, the first time. What Avatar. the fuck is happening? This yeah. is why. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> this is why this happened. Yeah, I was eight years old. I couldn't take. I remember the day I watched it. I remember watching it in the basement in Illinois with my mom and dad. I remember. That I watched day. it on Blu-ray for the first time. Yeah, that was how and I watched is, it a couple years this ago. This is uh, killing my soul. Um, but Avatar was an amazing. The- yeah, you did. Avatar is amazing. The actual experience. But it was one of those movies, and I mean, I when that came out, because I'm older than you guys, I was. Uh, this is, came out late 2009, so I was 13, just turned 13 was oh, happened. Yeah. That might be the best movie ever at that age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, I, at that age, I was like, eh, that's a pretty good damn taste, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I watched this movie <laughs> all the time at home. And I thought, this was great. I, I mean, it's a little cheesy at parts, but I was like, this is amazing. And then, you know, as the years went on in Avatar 2, got delayed and delayed and delayed. It, I feel like then people were like, you know, no one talks about this movie. Whatever happened to Avatar? Is this? I don't think this was as good as it was. But we should also point out it yeah. became cool to not like Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Now it's cool like, to like Avatar again. Yeah, yeah. And I was there day one, and I never fucking got off the goddamn track. I was always on the train, and I think the thing, and this might sound insane to you guys and some other people, but now people are like, "Oh no, it's good now." I actually genuinely liked the story and the characters. <laughs> And the themes. And I thought it was not just this spectacle, this visual marvel that had nothing under the surface. I was like, I mean, it's not like this is the deepest movie ever made. But I I still think um, 
like you said, how like once <laughs> I had the receipts. <laughs> once you said our group chat earlier last year, we we're talking about it. Uh, and like Avatar not being special, and then again, you hadn't seen it since theater, so of course, and you were right. even younger than I was. But like, I, when you because you said like they make 10, av- 10 avatars a year, I don't stand by that, but you can keep no, going. I know, yeah. I understand. I, <laughs> it was just in that moment, and I think because I watched it a lot, I was like, trust me, they don't. Because now it's like blockbusters have taken almost completely over, and now it's just Marvel movies and DC, and I love those sometimes, mostly, kind <laughs> of half the time, but like Avatar. There's no movies that are blockbusters that deal with, uh, that have the themes and messages of, like, conservationism and family and, uh... A, Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Fast and the Furious. Star Wars? Is, is just, It's like about this. family. It's about Ray Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not this Ray Skywalker bullshit. And then not being, like, dependent on technology. And I think one of the things James Cameron said... It was uh, about the first movie, because, uh, you know, you made the movie, and then the execs who saw it, they were like, so, can you, like, cut out, like, the scenes where Natiri and Jake Sully are flying? Because it, well, what is it doing for the movie? And he was just like, see, you know, that's a great point. If you're trying to be a producer or a film uh, executive, I am a director, and I'm saying as an audience member, I'm trying to take you into an experience. Mm-hmm. And I think Avatar The Way of Water, what I will say is stronger than, I will say it's stronger in character because there's more and it's more centralized with this family. Yeah. And I think, honestly, one of the reasons I watched, I mean, I watched it three times now, I like it even more, I think it's almost other people's love now for this movie. Like, there's so many four and a halfs for this film. There's so many people have it in their ten. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, and I watched the movie the first time. And a big fan of Avatar and the story. And I, I like Jake Sully's how he's supposed to be. Like this empty cup. But Natiri, Zoe Saldana, my God. She was amazing in that movie. And I was a little disappointed that we didn't get as much Jake or Natiri, especially Natiri, and it was like more of these kids. I was yeah. surprised he was in it at all. I didn't think Sam Worthington <laughs> would be in the new Avatar. I didn't think that's so. Wait, why not? I just figured he'd just make it take place many years later. Chris and Jake's Pratt. Like, and... Yeah, yeah. Just I just didn't. I'm I'm very. It's cool. It's cool <laughs> that Jim Cameron because at the time he stood by him. at the time yeah Worthington was on the rise and Jim Cameron's like no I'm sticking to him I'm staying by him. Yeah, yeah. he's he was the star of the movie. He's gonna be in this one. You know, I think that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably should talk about Way of War more too. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. I think it just stands out, especially now in all these blockbusters. I mean, it's oh yeah, it's besides the technicals, which I mean, it's 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 one of those movies. It's if you've seen the behind the scenes, they're not even on a blue or green screen. They're in a fucking warehouse with the yeah. dots and tiny cameras, and yeah. yet there's sometimes like real water. Yeah. yeah, there's sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it's real water, sometimes it's fake water. And it's this is really one of those movies where it's like, how the fuck did you do this? Like, yeah. I don't understand how this is happening and you were just in a fucking warehouse. But I think the character work, uh, having, uh, you know, um, uh, Corich. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen Lang's character. Stephen Lang's character back. Because I was like, why the fuck? How? He's dead. And then it's like, you know what? Sure. I'll, I'll take this. And I thought it was really interesting. Life they, finds a way. Yeah, life uh, uh, finds a way in Pandora. <laughs> and I think what they do with his character is really interesting. I mean, because, I mean, obviously he was so fun. as this cheesy, like, all right, America, we're going to kill these fucking natives. Yeah. But now, because he is one, 
it, it, like he is still him, but he's also different. And also now he has this. And that wasn't the movie. Fascinatingly enough, does endear you to him a little bit. I think that's yeah. one thing I liked about it. He has some moments where you kind of like him. Yeah. You know? yeah, and like Spider, which that's definitely one of my least favorite parts about this movie. The die. Oh yeah, this the part. white kid with dreads. That hurt me to a level. <laughs> but that's I just I don't know if it's the actor or the dialogue. Is he white? I don't know, but that white passing fucker is uh, not my favorite. And I don't know if he's actually a child or not because he's fucking. Oh, you know, he's six like pack. 14 or 15. He's a fucking sex pack! When they the made fuck? this movie, they was like 14 or 15. That's insane. Like 13. But, yeah, I think uh, it's focused on. Uh, yeah, I think the dialogue, the part I don't like about the movie is in the beginning. Uh, some of the dialogue is. I mean, people oh, say. the it's narration and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, no, not narration. It's like, guys, sometimes it's not. <laughs> Sometimes no, not uh, no, not knowing your dad isn't the worst thing. And I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck are you saying? Stop foreshadowing." Jim Cameron should not write these movies. But I see. Then again, as it went along, I thought it was great. I mean, also co-wrote, but I thought like what it did was great. Uh, you know, some people are like, "Why did the character say bro?" And it's like. Think about if you had a family member. This was also made like country. four or five years ago when yeah. they made yeah. this. But it's like you have Natiri, who's a, this person, and you have Sam Worthington's character as Earthling. So, of course, they would have some of the terms and have some of the accent. that Because mm-hmm. if you listen to it, it's like, why do they sound... It's like, he's not well, Navi. It's also vague. It's kind of Hunt for Rat October-esque, where you don't know when they're speaking Navi language and when yeah. they're speaking English. Right? I thought that was a really good moment in the beginning, cool. where it's like, now I know the, I yeah. know the language. And it like switches. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, uh, the obviously Spectral is just a beautiful movie, um, it just lets things play out, and at first I was like, this movie, this third act is too long, I, I'm like, I like it, but it's way too long, and I watched it again, and I was like, this is every movie James Cameron's ever made, like, this is, this is his favorite, yeah. <laughs> it's like, because literally, like, you got T2, you obviously got Titanic in there. True um, Lies. You got True Lies in there. You got The Abyss in there. Uh, you got Terminator in there. I mean, uh, basically, I mean, you have everything in there. And I think, um, like, you know, this family is our fortress. Yeah. Uh, like, I think <laughs> this is the family aspect is why people also like it so much. I think it's deeper than just its surface level technical Marvel, which is obviously, you know, uh, why a lot of people love it so much, but uh, I, I don't know. Like the third act was great. I loved Loak, you know, the kid who just is literally just like Jake, and he's like, "But Dad, understand me." <laughs> it's like, no, because you are your fucking dad, man. Yeah. And that Zoe Saldana, once again, I mean, like she has way less in this movie, and everything she says and does, I'm like, I believe it. She's probably mm. one of the only characters that I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, oh, interesting. One. I'm excited like for her relationship though. with Spider. Like, I'm really interested to see where that. I mean, that goes. moment too yeah. when she. Oh, okay. Oh, that was it. That's <laughs> it. There is a great third act moment with her and Spider. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I should. Spo- this is the fourth. This is like Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm gonna spoil this because it's fourth highest oh. grossing movie of all time. If you're listening to this. And you haven't seen Avatar. You, you don't care. And I don't care about you. So, um, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, guys, mom. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, when she when they lose their son, I thought that was a powerful moment and. Um, how it was handled when, like, the sun is having the eclipse, and then he's like, Dad, I, I, I'm so sorry. And he's like, where were, where were you? Or, like, what? I told you to stay over here, because he never fucking listens to him. And when, you know, Zoe Saddam was, like, crying and everything, it was really sad. And then you just hear on the fucking, in the earpiece, you here, hey, Jake, mm-hmm. I'm still here. Another kid doesn't have to die. And then uh, when 
Zoe Saldana gets on that fucking shit. She, she, it reminded me of The Walking Dead when his wife died. It's just this, this great switch that they have. Like, they are fucking gone. Like, I am going to kill every person I have to to get my family member. And it's terrifying. And I'm so interested to see what, yeah, like you said, I'm so interesting to see because I feel like she might die in the next one. Because uh, she, she's There's like, volcanic people in the next one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And the ash people. Yeah. Right fire, fire. Yeah. And then yeah. air, and then they're going to all team up in the final way. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's uh, the Sigourney Weaver thing. I vacillate yeah. between. It is funny. Yeah. It is funny that she's yeah. playing a teenager. I think she she's plays it. My brother, yeah. so my, I saw it with my brother, and he does not know who Sigourney Weaver is, and even he was just like, that's weird. That teenager did not sound like a teenager. Like That's what's weird. weird. I think, yeah, I, I don't like it because her the voice, but she portrays a teenager really well. Well, did you know. Sorry to reference Polar Express one more time. <laughs> but Tom Hanks actually did the mocap for the kid. Yeah, the yeah. Movie. Like the adults did adults did mocap for the movie and then they voiced it over oh, with yeah. actors. Yeah, like Josh yeah. Hutcherson, I think, was um, the kid in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just wow. a, sorry. No yeah. motion cap fact. So I, I'm going to say this. I, I, I did see Avatar the, the Way of Water. Is that the title? The Way of Water? Oh, come on. Is that, no, so I just want to make sure I was. That's the title. Yeah, that is the title. Okay, I, I saw Avengers it. Endgame. I saw it the way I was supposed to. I, I was I wasn't sure oh, yeah. if I was going to see it, but uh, Degwa and I had a conversation that shook me to my core. Uh, uh, he uh, he really he really seemed to have said that I wasn't going to see it, and purely out of friendship, I decided to see it just so we could stay so friends. So disappointing. Uh, and, and, and I went to see. I, I saw it in IMAX 3D with yeah. my younger brother. Did? I think the, the way it's meant Man, to be seen. I, you couldn't not see this in 3D. Well, uh, you made a very IMAX, good point sadly. to me. And that's uh, You said if you don't see it in theaters, you're never going to see it. And I was like, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm probably not going to catch it. You're going to put it on all. Disney Plus? On yeah, yeah. So I, I, I went to the theater and. You and Grace <laughs> watching out. So, hey, the fam's coming too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's. Look, it, it, James Cameron is. Undisputably, I think one of the great American action directors. I think he knows how to do a, a, a set piece like nobody else. Um, I, I I still love like I love the I love Terminator more than I like Titanic or anything after. And, you know, I, like that's just gonna be always gonna be me. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I loved, I, I understood watching this movie why it's not Marvel. I understood why it's above that. You know, I, I think especially this year where we had uh, Wakanda Forever, which had a similar climax in terms of, I was thinking about that too in terms of the, you know, yeah. the, the logistics of it. I, that I, means I no see, fucking right. I see why Avatar is vastly superior in terms of how he handles an action scene. Um, and that coming out of the movie, that was what I felt. I felt this was cool. I yeah. felt everything about it was cool. It was cool so did you well feel anything else, though? So That's what I was going to say. For me and you, this is like a reverse tar, because I felt nothing. That's so I funny. came out of this movie saying that was cool, and that's about all I can say about it. Mm. And like, I understand why it I'll is better. Yeah. yeah, no, I'll sure. I'll you, so you didn't feel anything either? No I, no, no, I didn't say that. Like I said, I was invested in some of the drama, and I thought the visual effects were really cool. And I, it was, it was like, there was a lot of cool vibe moments. Mm-hmm. Like with the whale or whatever that. Thing I did was. like the whale. I like the whale. That was a really cool moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know it was. Yeah, Avatar. I you know I like I watched the first one. I w- it went back when it came back to three IMAX three D. I went and saw it because I wanted to see it how it's meant to be seen. And I just thought like I was like this is actually kind of interesting for the first like half of it, and then it like just takes forever to end. Yeah. And then I was just like, man, I was like, I I don't think this is for me. 
But I was excited to see the second one because it's like, it's right, it's different. It's a franchise blockbuster different than the Marvel superhero shit that gets thrown out every year. Yeah. Um, it's special in that way, and I, th- I think that's true. Um, but watching it, yeah, I was like, I, I liked it, and I my mom liked it, and it was like, yeah, it was nothing <laughs> nothing too amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Hey, you know? That's how I felt. Avatar. <laughs> I want to get that shirt. Yeah. I've seen that logo, the Avatar. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I didn't see that. That's I'm, cute. I'm fully in on this world now. Like, I, I, I think people even got to me. I think you guys and those fucking general public. You were fighting a revolution <laughs> since since I this was time last Fred year. Captain of the Avatar. <laughs> since this time last year, and Degel was like, like early on, it was just like, I think Avatar. How about you were saying? I asked make a million if it was fifty percent. Over and under, if you thought, yeah. and you all said no at first. Yeah, yeah. But then, as the year yeah. went on, we all realized it, it oh, became no. more clear. And then also, when Degwa got a little crazier about it, like I remember, <laughs> I remember you, our heads, we had to agree. Yeah, I remember you posting. You. I remember you posting to one of our to John's movie thing. group. You were just like, you posted a poll, and you're like. Well, I'm trying to make it for a million dollars. If not, why? See, this is supposed to be a discussion. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Well, you guys, you didn't give them an option. What do you mean? It's a yes or no question. <laughs> no, you, said, you didn't say if yes, explain. You just said if no, explain. Well, why would you if need yes, to explain? <laughs> okay. You he, and Degma had done his studying. No. He knew for a fact it was going to. No, wait. No, there, yeah. I think after Top Gun made a billion dollars, I realized, yes. oh, man, I think Avatar well, made a billion like, dollars. If you're right, look, you were right. Yeah, I'm not going right. to No, I'm saying, like, I didn't say why for yes, because it's like, why you think this movie that made is, was the highest grossing movie of all time is going to make a billion? Mm. You don't really need to justify why you think it would. If mm. you think it's not, to me, that's why. I mean, like, oh, why not? Because yeah. it's, it's not like this mm. movie. It's not like you're talking about, oh, well, Blade Runner bombed at the box office. Do you think Blade Runner 2049 will make some money? Yeah. That, it would be like... Interesting conversation, yeah. 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 And to yeah, me, it's like James Cameron. You just never count him out. Because Titanic, same conversation. People are like, this is a bomb. I heard it's off on set. Like, um, what's his name's new movie? Apocalypse Now. Oh, Coppola. Yeah, Coppola. That's how you know that movie's going to be a bad Yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. Also, why you know why Grace Randolph is a stupid asshole. (laughs) I can't. Oh. Do you see what she said? Yeah. Oh, Grace Randolph was like... she was like, she's like, please. Oh, she was like, aha! This is what happens when somebody tries to make a Marvel level movie because she's like a Marvel fangirl, and she was just like, Coppola doesn't know because you know Coppola had a pretty hot take, uh, anti Marvel take. He was oh, yeah, yeah. what yeah. Coppola said about Marvel is what people think Scorsese said about Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he Steven said. Dorf, who because he oh, was just yeah. at Sundance uh, for a movie that I did not like and think it worked at all, but it was experimental, sure, whatever. Mm. I was like, what the fuck are you at Sundance? He he was like, I fucking. I think even though he's talking shit about Blade, which is really weird, but then he was talking shit about I think Mahershala Ali as well. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, you don't have to go Look, I love Mahershala. I, I like yeah. look Wesley Snipes' Blade is one of my favorite. I don't know why this tattoo. I thought this was supposed to be Mahershala tattoo. I thought you were like I love. <laughs> sure I you just, that's so weird. I just noticed that tattoo for the first time too. Oh yeah, this is my Mahershala Ali tattoo. Rainbow tattoo. I'm already. Is that blackface? I came. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I came. Uh, I um. J- uh, cosplaying is my favorite character from Moonlight actually so uh, no but yeah no look Avatar you were right cool, yeah. you were you were 100% right I think yeah. I, I, I cannot overstate how 
how little I cared about whether or not you were going to be right from the beginning, but I'm happy you were right. God yeah. damn. This is, what, this is what everyone says, though. They're like, hey, I didn't care the whole look, time. Look, look. Maybe I, you didn't. I'm not I, sure. I genuinely didn't. I understand why you care. <laughs> and I thought, and I did like the movie more than I thought I would. So This is what, this is what I mean, though. Yeah. Because, and this is what, like, you guys are really, I know, we can't kind of but like when you're like, it's okay not to like the movie. But I'm saying like, mm-hmm. so many people are so set in yeah. their mind. Like I'm not gonna like, and I do the same thing. I literally have not watched any of Joanna Hogg's movies, the souvenir, because I've just <laughs> heard so many things. I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna fucking hate this. If you yeah. people don't like it, some of you, I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. But I said that about Spencer, and I fucking saw it. That was my number ten. So I yeah. need to. But like mostly, I try to like I try to take risks. You be like, I'm just yeah. interested in what people say. Yeah. I've said this a million times. It's not like a you fucking idiot. It's like well maybe Avatar, <laughs> but I'm just like I genuinely like the movie discussion, right. and 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 I'm so curious more than my own thoughts. More importantly than the numbers discussion and the box office and all that stuff, I think what's most important that you were right about that I was wrong about is that this movie does stand out from. The, the the Avatar in general stands out from the modern hive of those blockbuster yeah. movies. I was oh, wrong yeah. when I said that I think ten of these come out a year. Having gone to see this, this is not that's a like, Marvel I mean, movie. That's, it's not I, not to yeah. reference it again, but that's similar to like Top Gun. Yeah, no, because you go you look yeah. at you look at that trailer and you go, well, they make one of these fucking Tom Cruise movies every year, mm-hmm. and then you watch it and you go, oh, this is actually actually kind of special yeah. compared to everything else. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, number nine? Well, we, we, we gave away your nine already, did we? Oh, oh yeah. we gave away your eight. eight, eight oh, eight, right. Eight. I, no, no, and nine. My yeah, nine and my eight. So, my nine... Oh, God. Sorry, I was deleting. Is your nine titles. barbarian? Yeah, my nine was barbarian. Okay. My eight was decision to leave. Okay. Okay. All right, my number seven. I'm not even sure if you saw... ended up seeing this one. Um, but this was... It, this somehow is my third favorite of the filmmaker. And it's still my number seven of the year. Uh, this I was this got pushed back. Uh, it's one of those movies that got pushed back to this year. I was so excited after this being one of my favorite movies in one of the previous years. This movie is one of those movies that like I I want to go work out and then you're not. Um, it's Robert Eggers, The Northman. Oh yeah, The Northman. I did see that it. That is my number eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. It ju- it I saw it this week. Yeah, it just popped oh, down. What you think? I didn't see. It. I liked it a lot. Yeah, okay. it was great. Yeah. What did you give it a score? I mean, three and a half, probably. I think you gave it a okay. four. Or maybe a four. Yeah, yeah, I did give it a four. Yeah. Is it like lower-ish in your... I mean, I don't know. It's like a little four. So oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. In your rankings. Is it like 20? Oh. I just had no idea. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. curious. Yeah, keep talking. Let me look it up. Yeah, sure. Give it. Um, yeah, this movie, I think it worked less for me. But I was just a little bit. Less for me because I think it was so... It's so ingrained, the Viking mysticism in this film, that... Uh, so I feel like it also isn't trying to be as character based in ways that the last ones were. Clearly, where like I like some people thought the last of Robert Eggers movies. Yeah, like the okay. lighthouse is literally like yeah. it's two people. In the it interested island. me that this was the direction he was going with his third movie after yeah. the original. This lighthouse. is his blockbuster, which yeah. is a really cool. Yeah, very interesting way unfortunately, did not end up being a. Uh, but like the fucking scale and scope of this film i mean it's so weird also seeing more than like five people in the robert eggers movie yeah um especially on screen at one time big stars Uh, too yeah huge stars i mean oh my god just let's just talk real quick uh ethan hawk just shows up in the movies Mm. yeah glass onion like one fucking nothing scene and it's just like 
I well, you know why he was in Glass Onion, right? <clears throat> he was oh, he was filming, filming he was filming Moon Knight in like the same place, and so he <laughs> just ended so up. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, but he's no, he's great in the Northman. Yeah, his one. See, him and Willem Dafoe are both in like the first. 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which was more default, which was more him, but uh, yeah. Nicole Kidman, who at first I was like, oh, She's this is it. Great. Yeah, she has people, There's a scene, shit. people walked out during my showing of it. With oh, Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought... Alexander Skarsgård. That was people her best scene. That was the moment <laughs> where I was like, oh, Nicole Kidman rules. Yeah. <laughs> like, in that I mean, scene. I mean, Nicole, the AMC yeah. Ad, you know, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think Nicole Kidman, she's always... I feel like I maybe because also my mom doesn't like her for some reason, but I think there's this thing like oh Nicole Kidman's one of those actresses who's actresses and stuff. they do the thing and then all that. She's like a Reese Witherspoon. Or... <laughs> she works with consistently interesting directors yeah. all the time, and I feel like we forget like she does daring work all the time. Interesting people she works with in the films. I mean she she's in the fucking Northman like the fuck. Yeah. And uh, Alexander Skarsgård uh, is just like. A force of oh, nature. Fantastic. Uh, There's so the much film. grunting and yelling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when he's like, "I am not left the bear wolf," <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This and I am his vengeance." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck!" It's a very like very. I don't know. Did you ever see Game of Thrones? I I. No, I, I've seen some of Game of Thrones. Very Arya Stark kind of character. Like, it's a primal plot, character, yeah. and that's the thing yeah. I think he was doing. I feel like these characters are more elemental than they are uh, people you know yeah. i think that's what he's trying to do it's kind of you know it's a uh, basically it's hamlet you know yeah and i i think slash the lion king yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think just the craft of the film is so strong oh, yeah. um the performances uh you know if leo can win a fuck i mean not saying he should win an oscar but if leo can win an oscar for the revenant i mean it because it's a great performance still i, mm. I think and it's almost like action movies where someone once was like I think we think of Keanu Reeves as like great as John Wick, but we think it's not like great acting because he's not doing. It's not like based on like the dialogue and stuff. It's like he makes the character of his own. Yeah, yeah, you still physically embodying a character is acting, mm-hmm. and he does that amazingly well in John Wick and Alexander Skarsgård kills in this movie. Uh, I just think it's a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, I yeah. said to Austin because he while I was watching it, he came and he watched like the last third of it with me because uh, he had already seen it and. Something I, I just said was like, it's amazing when you watch a movie with real environments, yeah. And, yeah. and you just notice it, it kind of takes you off guard for a like second. Natural lighting. Yeah, you're so used to green screen that when a movie's really shot in nature, you know, it's like you're like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Like in yeah. comparison, you know, the raid on that village in the beginning of the movie is just a fucking marvel yeah. when they're just he catches the spear and then they're fucking the track is oh, yeah. they're climbing up and yes. he jumps down he's covered in blood is that water? yeah it's a one take he like bites and, a dude's neck yeah it's <laughs> and he's just howling at the, yeah. and it cuts and it's you get, you get the come and see moment I was about to say that you get the come and see moment <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know and the ending is just I was like holy shit we're just yeah. this is yeah. so cool this is that's yeah. kind of a dude drag movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's the it's like a great dude movie like yeah. in terms yeah. of when you call it a dude movie it's not the Expendables which I do love but it's not you know it's like yeah I I get what you're saying where it's one of those ones where like everything about it's firing off everything about yeah. it is pretty much as good as it can be you know yeah. next I up think. is Nosferatu I'm in I mean I'm in yeah. Defoe's back in it but I don't think he's playing Nosferatu now but I'm oh interesting yeah yeah it's yeah. like it's like Christina Ritchie showing up on Wednesday, but not playing Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, no. 
I yeah, I really like the Northman. I I, I didn't, but I, I checked. It was number eighteen for me. Oh okay, cool. So yeah, pretty pretty high. I yeah. I, I like the movie a lot. Uh, you know, I didn't. I definitely I definitely wish I had caught it in theaters. I do want to point out I did buy tick because I have the VIP pass. I did buy tickets to see it. I never ended up getting the time to see it, so I did support it. Yeah. Uh, but I wish you got the experience. I wish I got the experience. That would have been great. Uh, but yeah, I did really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all around. So it was cool. Good movie. All yeah. right, it's still me. <laughs> it just bumped down to my list today, actually. Ah, uh, that oh, something just happened. It was, it was number number ten for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six uh, is a film. I I'm I'm gonna regret this, but it's okay. It's just a podcast. It's fine. I didn't see the original like I wanted to before or afterwards, so I can have a comparison there. But uh, yeah, I think I watched this movie and I, I liked it a lot. And I watched it again at home, and because I kind of was like dozing off when I was on the first time a little bit because I was a little tired. And I watched it at home again, and I was like, this movie's incredible <laughs> this oh yeah this is the start of my four and a half so my number six wow. is the start yeah. what a year for me um uh i was just in i was moved by this i think it's a technical marvel but also i think i'm gonna say sure it's one of the best war movies ever made to me it's all quiet on the western front of them this year oh, nice. uh, cool. i i was shocked i i mean because when we saw it, I was also a little tired. I, 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 I dozed off a little bit, and I'm going to say. I watched it at home again. I was like, oh, I missed this whole scene where um, the lead character is reading the letter of the other character. Um, I must have missed Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because he can't read, and so he's reading the letter of like his uh, wife talking about their child um, that was just born, and um, it's an amazing scene. And I, I don't know, it's... It, I think anti-war films, or just war films in general, um, I I do love, which is weird to say, uh, in, in a way. But like, I think this is one of the best anti-war films. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a downer. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes people try to make anti-war films, but they, Fury, they, Fury, or like even American Sniper, Clint Eastwood was like that's yeah. supposed to be an anti-war yeah. movie. But you come out of those movies and you're like, I don't really feel that it's that anti-war. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, and I, love, it's like war kind of sucked, but. They aren't these guys cool? These guys yeah. are pretty sweet. Because yeah. they're still bro time. Yeah, yeah. they're still bro time. And not knowing yeah. how much this is different than the original film. Uh, but but people who love that film also love this, which I was happy to see. Um, but um, I just like how it kind of... Especially the opening, I think, almost wraps up in my, my thoughts about it. Because it's it opens on just like nature and like this fox and um, her like baby... And I, I think it's just showing like this it's stillness. There's just no sound. Yes. And then you start hearing a sound in the distance. And there's a shot that's like coming down on these bodies that are just, you know, they're dead on the ground uh, in the trenches or near the trenches. And like, there's this um, uh, uh, like fog around them. And then we get into this incredible opening sequence that ends. And then we get into thing with our lead character and before that though just seeing this person these people their clothes like they died they died and then you're seeing their bloody clothes just cleaned and washed and shit back up shipped back off i love the moment where they take the name off the yeah yeah when he comes he's like hey i think this is my uniform it's like oh and it's the name of 
well, this is, a, this is the beginning of the movie. The name of the person we follow, we think, oh, maybe this is the lead character. They fucking die in the beginning of the movie. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That was their fucking clothes. Yeah. And I love the juxtaposition of the scene. And, and this is, happens in war movies. Uh, where it's like, you know, we have to fight for our nation, for freedom. And mm. these young boys who know nothing out, uh, nothing about what's about to happen. It yeah. reminded me, in a way, of watching Till. Where, except, because it's like, I know what's about to happen. And I honestly, I'm just like, oh my god. Just fucking get this over with. Because, like, the anxiety of what's about to happen is so yeah. bad. Like, you just don't know the what's The movie builds up that anxiety very well. Yeah. And yeah. I just, the score, which it's timed. It's very modern. I'm like, I'm like yeah. but mostly I think that the dun, 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 worked mm. a lot. Um, it's it's yeah. like brr, 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 brr. it's yeah. kind of electronic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electron yeah. legacy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just uh, the lead actor's performance I thought was amazing, and also the guy who plays like the, the guy who's with him in a lot of the movie too. Uh, they're great. I honestly wish for acting awards they could maybe get in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it it just it doesn't. Uh, even though it's beautifully shot and like a technical marvel, I still know how they did the shit with the tanks and stuff and mm. the VFX. I'm like, where was this not real? Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't think it's one of those movies where like a movie like Women Talking where people are like, oh, I hate how the color grading is so great. But it's on purpose. But some people are like, I still, even though I know the purpose, I don't like it. And Sarah Polly for that movie... Um, she didn't shoot it like a Hollywood-ish movie yeah. just because it's like it's about the characters. And even though this movie looks really amazing and everything, it's still like, um, I don't think that um, it takes away from the severity of what's happening on the screen. And mm-hmm. I mean, I assume the ending's near the same in the original, but I was like, this is great. Yeah. Uh, and it's so depressing. And I was like, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, it's very you, good. World I War One is not. It. You never finished it. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, World War One is not oftentimes. I, I think like there's not a lot of World War One movies. There's and the hundred World War Two movies. I mean, I assume the original too, but the Germans are the protagonists. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's. I think that's very in, important when you yeah. cover World War One because people need to sometimes acknowledge that. The Germans are the underdogs in World, World yeah, War yeah, yeah. One, and 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 we. It's very easy to jump to World War Two where they were taken over by the Nazi Party, and they're unambiguously evil, unambiguously yeah. the bad guys. But World War One is very interesting in that way that uh, you know, they, yeah, they're not so much. You know, it's yeah. a little and really World War One was born out of bureaucrats and right. br- the cousins arguing. You know, yeah. and yeah. and so. Um, it's a really great movie to make an anti-war film about because also cinematically it's so dirty and gross. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing you can really glorify about a World War the One battle scene. The mud fight, the yeah. solo one-on-one. Oh gosh, and yeah. A, a different director because Edward Berger directed this. A different director would just like, like, oh, this person got stabbed, and it's like, ah, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. and then you like maybe you cut away to later or something. But he, he the way that scene plays out, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's someone just gurgling. They're dying, and then like a protagonist is just like covering their ears they're like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up he's putting like yeah. dirt in his mouth to stop yes. him from but then he's and he realizes like I can't I can't just sit here and he tries to save him and then you know, yeah. obviously it doesn't work and it's like it's, it's uh, right. <laughs> and yeah it's fine uh, but yeah. yeah it's great yeah I, I really liked it very yeah on the technical level just incredible mm-hmm. um I I want there to be more World War One movies uh, I would recommend this to anybody who likes war films um I think uh as far as storytelling goes, it's so I don't care that it butchers the novel. 
Like, I, the, to me, I don't, oh, you know, it's yeah. an adaptation or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But I'm kind of thinking, as long as you're telling your own original kind of take on the story, there's certain things about it I would definitely have changed. Like, I feel like the subplot with Daniel Brule reaching the armistice, it, that kind yeah, of it weasels out that. once that ends. And I'm kind of like, I, I don't understand why so much time was devoted to it when it just kind of goes it that more feels like a recreation of a wikipedia article on what happened in history you i know, know what you mean I, uh, it worked better for me the second time i saw sure, it sure yeah. i was like mm, maybe let's get out of here i also want to point out earlier this year i did watch a movie called joy of noel which is a world war one movie also has daniel oh, Blue on it yeah i've been watching it in school yeah yeah i uh, and that this movie... Is that the th Christmas movie? Yeah, that is the worst thing you could do to this movie is watch that movie first. Because I felt like that movie, really more than anything, emotionally got me as a World War One anti-war World War One movie that really makes you hate the bureaucrats and really drives home that message where everything about this movie, it just, it really hurt this movie that I saw that one first uh, this so year. So you feel that here, but just to a lesser extent? Exactly. Okay. And I think had I not seen that, it, this would have hit me harder, right, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, everything you said about it, I totally agree with. I think it's, yeah, it's great. So, uh, is that, that's your six, right? That's my six. Okay. Top five. Uh, Aiden, we're on to you with your Shoot, number poop, five. Poop, poop that late on there. All right, number five. What do you think it is in Degla? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, Let's take a guess. Top Gun? Nope. Oh. Oh, the movie! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some bits work. Yeah, Some bits actually, work. I'm going to... Uh, I won't bump you, but Nope is wow. my number five as well. I did okay, not cool. know you were Nope on that sh Wait, wait, wait. What? I Yeah. Did I you agree. see it again? Yeah, I've watched it. I watched it the other day. Oh. And I loved it. Yeah, wow. it is. I adore. What's your rating for it? It's a four and a half now. Yeah, I love Nope. Yeah, I think it was like all of his films, Jordan Peele, and all of them, three of them. Mm. Uh, the three of his films, each one has started off with me being like, "That was really good." Yes. Then I'm th I think about it more. Yeah. And I think about it more, and this one I think is his best film. I, like, I agree. Um, I agree. for me, uh, just because I think, and I think watching it again. I realize, like, I remember, I think I was talking with you about it. I can't remember if I talked about you with you about it. But I remember walking out of the movie and I was like, that movie was about animal abuse. And I thought it was so <laughs> smart. And then I rewatched it and I'm like, Aiden, it was about spectacle, you fucking dumbass. They say it 10,000 times in the movie yeah. about how it's about spectacle. Um, it's and, also about reclamation yes. of cinema. Oh, like, yeah. That, you know, the, the, the way that the, even the. And the way we profit off of trauma and the way we profit off of exploitation exploitation yeah yeah, yeah. um i know you're not a big fan or, you know, i know you really you enjoy it um but i know you're not as much on the train as we are yeah. should i get it should i just hop i don't know how okay let's, let's i'm gonna it. let this... can we love it first before the... i yeah, yeah, like the movie first. guys the, yeah. there's just the, okay jordan field realist if you ever if, I don't if get someone, the stuff. If, someone yeah. <laughs> if someone ever clips this out if i ever get any type of fame just let you know you're probably clip this part out though and not include it. I love you, Jordan Peele. You're a really great filmmaker. I would love to work with you. Please. If well, any of us is gonna work with Jordan Peele, it's gonna be a dead one. Oh yeah. Unless he means a wacky sidekick, I can be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I my Maybe Steven yeah. My one. issue with no <laughs> token white guy. My issue with us and an issue lesser extent with get out is I think Jordan Peele you know how they have like different, uh, like they 
E N J T that shit like you're an extrovert, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, failing yeah. type. Yeah. I feel that Jordan Peele. I mean, I love Get Out. It's a four star for me. I us, I, I gave a four star, and then I went down actually a three and a half, and then nope. Saw it three times now. Firm three and a half. Probably not going to move. Um, I think my thing with Jordan Peele, he has such a knowledge of film. He's so smart. He knows what he's doing. But I think, and that was lesser extent with Note, funny enough. I think, what we talked about this in our group chat. My issue with Jordan Peele mostly is I think he's so focused on themes mm-hmm. that the characters lose out. I feel when he's referencing, obviously, clearly, Close Encounters the third kind. Mm-hmm. There's so much spectrum in that I movie. It's Jaws. It is well, more Jaws. It's, more it's, Jaws. Definitely more. it's also definitely Close Encounters. Oh, yeah. Stephen Yeun is the mayor from Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Well, even in, I was going to mention Jaws, though, but like both of those movies, they're spectacle, it's really fun, but it's the character. The Brody, it's it's the three people on this boat. It's yeah. this person who's obsessed because they can't get over this literal. It's like a fucking claw in their mind for close encounters. They can't not escape this, and their family is being disillusioned. And I feel like mm-hmm. with Nope, I feel like they're almost placeholders for this catalyst to push what I'm trying to show you. And I feel like he's really he understands what he's trying to do. Well, I feel like I I, do, I I know Kiki Palmer's character, I guess, and I I know less than Daniel Kaluuya, but like I'm like these. I, I feel like I need more focus on the character than Stephen Young's, and I get why he did that. But I I need to like get invested in that. I think he did less the theme thing, like us. I don't think us worked for me and other people to a huge extent because maybe it was a little bit more. Here's this shit. Here's that shit. This is what this means. I feel like we're all... People talk about that more than the mm-hmm. actual movie mm-hmm. as like a whole. Like, oh my god. You know this meant this and this meant this. I'm like, yeah. that's great. But I feel like I want that in the movie to support the story okay. and the character. Yeah, well, I, but that's, I, yeah. I understand that take. Yeah. I, I think that in the case of these movies, though, I think he also makes incredibly entertaining movies. Like, I, I do think... Same. Uh, like, I, think they're, they're, I think they're funny. I think they're exciting. I think in the movie, the, the spectacle scenes themselves are very good. Yeah. I think some of them... There's a scene in this movie, we all know what the scene I'm talking about, is legitimately terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the well, digestion. Like cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Which yeah. really... I talking about the Oh, yeah, sorry. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene I, terrified me. What's um, the Gordy? Oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about the nighttime... Oh, yeah, I guess there's a oh, couple scenes There's a the number movie, of scenes that are really... Yeah, yeah. but um, I think... I guess my takeaway is, like, I do think the characters are good. I do yeah. like the characters. I think... I think I actually, as far as what I was saying about Kate Blanchett and like subtle performances, I would more so say that for Daniel Kaluuya in this movie. It's a very, it's a very reserved performance, but necessarily yeah. so. Yeah. I think, and I also think that, like you said, and I think this this will help me because what something that you just said will help my point about how you you don't really get like you don't like these characters aren't really special in that way. Like in his movies, necessarily, like they're not like extravagant or really well developed in a sense. I I can understand that argument, and I think it's well made. But I also think that his movies, all of them, the characters in the story, like you said, you know those characters, like you know those people. People like those characters, like Kiki Palmer. They are placeholders for everyday people. Every he makes mm-hmm. movies about everyday people put in these extravagant situations. 
and the kind of drama that comes from that and their reactions like him literally going them when they say nope like that's like that's just a (laughs) genuine like reaction based in reality and not like a character thing yeah it's it's more like so these movies i yeah like i said he's putting he because he wants general audiences to enjoy these movies he's not trying to isolate people and make like an indie movie that only old people will like he's trying to make movies for everyone and but with the themes with the that themes, an indie movie would exactly. have. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to make these intelligent movies that like he's trying to like almost like like Trojan Horse it of just yeah. like he's incorporating all these really intelligent and smart themes in these movies. It but putting it in a entertaining, crowd pleasing blockbuster, yeah. which I thought to a lesser extent when I first saw this movie in my review, I was like, I don't think people will like this movie. And I was right. Some people just didn't like this movie. He might have gone a little step too far in that mm. sense of just like the Trojan horse didn't work. Yeah. Like Logan Paul, I remember it was just like Logan Paul is the single worst it. movie review I've ever seen for a movie. For it me. was awful. It's legit. It's <laughs> worse was, than any Ben Shapiro movie. It review. was yeah. It was because well, like that's one of the things that I think we all hate about criticism is just like I didn't get this, therefore it's bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like CinemaSins lives on in people like Logan Paul. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. I'm I agree. glad. Yeah. And like yeah, I yeah I I loved no. Yeah. I, th- I really liked it when I first saw it, but it's just, it's grown on me yeah. more and more. My first feeling coming out of it was, I I know I really liked it, but I don't know if I got all of it. And then as I started to get more of it, I realized that I loved it more. Like, yeah. it all kind of fell into place. And and uh, also, side note, every time Keith David's in a movie, it's in my top ten of the year. And yeah. this is, without, you know, the nice guys, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think, yeah, I also think with Nope, we have, I think we're going to have a very similar top five. Maybe. Yeah. Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, there's, not, where there's like one exception. We're getting to the thick of it. What's your number four? My number four is a movie that no one saw, not even <laughs> in its country of origin, because it bombed there, because of some anti-Semitism from the star, which I did not know until after watching it. Oh. This um, isn't Black Panther, is it? No, this is not Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Uh, it's a movie that I really, I, I think you guys may try it. I don't know. Oh, I know. It's, it's going, it's a Law Singh Chata, which is an mm. Amir Khan movie. Uh, it's a, it's the Indian remake of Forrest Gump. And when I first, I really saw the movie because I heard that kind of, that elevator pitch. And I was like, I gotta see this. Cause I didn't watch the trailer or anything. I was like, that just sounds very fascinating. Forrest Gump's one of my favorite movies. And I, I don't know what you guys think of Forrest Gump, but I, I mm. think it's a great movie. Oh, um, I do. Yeah. yeah. Like I think I, I think it's a very entertaining movie that's kind of evil, but we can talk about that. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, it's yeah, I know I get what I you mean by that. I just think it's a, yeah. Um but Lawsing Chada, I really was curious going into it because I didn't watch the trailer. I was like, are they just gonna do going through American history but from with just an Indian guy? Mm-hmm. But no, they reinvent and it's one of the best adaptations of a movie I've ever seen in remakes. Um, because the film, instead of going through American history, he goes through Indian history in a contemporary sense. He goes through Indian history in the 80s and 90s and 2000s and 2010s. So, it's, there's like, like, instead of meeting Elvis, he meets like a very popular actual celebrity from India. And I, there's a really great emotional core with the romance, and I just think that it's, and his performance is very, like, eccentric, but in a in a fun way that Amir Khan has done before in movies that I've seen, like, Three Idiots or uh, mm-hmm. Lagan. I'm trying to get more into Bollywood movies um, in Tollywood. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just really, like, I really just loved it. And it was just, like, it was a really beautiful film. There was really good music in it. Like, there's a number of really great songs in the movie. 
because in a number of if you don't watch Indian cinema, there's a lot of scenes of montages in a lot of these movies where they just put songs in as placeholders for like musical numbers or there'd be musical numbers, dance numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love Saint Chata. It's just I sh- I've shown it to a couple people and they just instantly fell in love with it. It's just one of those movies that like. It's 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 pretty. Uh, I don't know. It's just yeah. There's like there's the, you can there's obviously like the Forrest Gump character beats or like the story beats of Forrest Gump like the the mom dying and Jenny and stuff like that. Those are all within the movie, but they recontextualize it in just a really interesting, fascinating way that I think should be studied about how you adapt something or how you yeah. and how you translate something because I think it's less an adaptation of the book and obviously more of an adaptation of the movie, but um. Yeah, no, I think it's just a really, really entertaining, really heartfelt, great movie that I've I've thought about a lot, and I'm really happy that I saw it in the theaters a couple times. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. Oh, nice. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I might cancel my Netflix subscription. I just hate Netflix so much. Yeah, Netflix sucks. Dude. It does suck. I use my mom's Netflix, so now I'm terrified. I'm no, like, it's gonna you're gonna lock her out yeah, of it. Yeah, or she'll lock me out. You of she'll it. lock you out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, is then anyone gonna have any motivation to purchase Netflix after that? No, you know? probably not. No. Yeah. Um, right, number three. Three. Number three. Uh, I don't know how high this is, or if it's even on some of your lists. I don't know if it's on your list. I know it's on your list. Is uh, a very it's one of the funniest movies of the year, but it's also one of the bleakest movies of the year. I mean, you know what it is, probably. Um, it's a, it's the old Irish goodbye, mm. Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is my number two. Have, number two. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it on your list? No. Okay, that's, <laughs> right. that's okay. I just yeah. watched it for the third time right before we got here, and I watched In Bruges right before again. This okay. Give my yeah. comparison. Yeah. yeah. No. It's close. Close. Right. 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 fans. Or fourteen yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 No, I think yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. And you were in a Martin McDonough play, The Handing and Spokane. The Handing and Spokane, yeah. What is called the N word? (laughs) Three plays. By white people? Oh, yeah. Three separate plays, you were called the N word. Oh, yeah. What's well, one of them was a slave. And the funny, the slave one, I wasn't called the N word. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, nice. Really funny. So turns the table. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Progress. Good. Yeah. Um, but no, do you want to. We can wait till, till you talk about it. If you, if want, you want. want. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy talking about it now as well. It's, um, um, we'll wait because you have it a little higher. We okay. Can wait. All right. Um, and my number two. I know I, I don't know if we want to bump it or wait for it because I don't know if it's any higher on anyone's list. But my number two is easily, oh man, I really was struggling because it's like my number one and two are so close. And I almost I almost flipped them. I you guys are on the edge of your seats now because you don't know what it is. Mm. Uh, it was so close, but at the end of the day, my number two is RRR. Um, it's it is on my list. It's on my list too. Uh, okay. it's it's not as high as two. Okay. So. It's also not as high as two, but it's high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what um, do we do? It, it's, it's my number. As... Okay, it's my number three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's my number four. Oh, okay. Let's okay. talk about it now. Okay. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, now. we'll talk about. I mean, it's uh, high as well. Yeah, my yeah. yeah. I mean, what can what honestly? No, no, not to, not to, not to, not to. I mean, that's if we're talking about best scenes of the year, not to, not to has to be on the list. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I mean, RRR is just, it's just, it's a dude's rock movie. (laughs) It's a, it's a musical. Is this the first one on all three of our lists? Possibly. We had two and two and two. 
Yeah, I yeah. think this is our first one. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. we'll we'll have another one. But yeah, this oh, is our this first, is the first one. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. This is our first one. Um, but yeah, I mean, all right, all right, what can you say about it? I I watched it for the I didn't I, I I remember I distinctly remember when it was in theaters, and I'm so pissed off that I didn't see it because it was yeah. at, it was they they Same. had it in Telugu, the original language at Regal, and they had it in Hindi and uh, Tamil. And I remember just being like, I just, I just thought it was another another Tollywood movie, and then I heard everything amazing about it, and I popped it on Netflix, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then it's even better on the second time, because mm. you just like, because yeah, first time you're just like that expectations of like how good it is like from everyone, it's like it's gonna affect your opinion of it because you're just like maybe I should like this more, and then that second time you know what's going, you know what's gonna happen, and then you just can embrace everything and embrace its wonderful goodness. It yeah. really was everything everywhere, all <laughs> at once. It was. I mean, it has. I think one of the most. I mean, people will talk about the the shoulder riding fight scene yeah. and the tiger fight scene. I think one of the most underrated moments in the whole movie is the prison catching scene. It is one yes. of the most incredible yeah. set pieces I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm. It took, what, this movie took seven years to make, I think? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it took a yeah. while. Um, but, I mean, just just like, just like everything about this movie yeah. is like, I think it's one of the most perfect movies I've seen Once in a while. again, title card later in the movie. Oh, but yeah. Builds up 40 plus minutes in the movie. 40 plus minutes in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. When they join hands, I felt like yes. oh, that's just God one of the best scenes of the whole year. to the yeah. earth to be like, no. I'm here. RRR is, in one movie, the reason movies are made. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, one of the best action movies I've seen in years. Like you said, the set pieces are incredible. I... A movie that's so... And I know this is very common in Indian cinema, but not... To the extent that it is in this movie, so formalist. So every single shot is an adventure. Yeah. Every single moment is the most over the top version of that moment it could possibly it's like, be. It's it's like maximalism is in this year. Max. Yes. Yes. But it, and I think people and miss we'll maximalism. Yeah. People miss maximalism. But really. the great thing about it is maximalism with the just most sincerity. Yes. Yeah. Like they're so the sincere. They, they never the wink year. at you. They yeah. never say, oh, we know this is ridiculous. We're just like, no, this is, re- we're making a ridiculous movie. Ridiculous movies don't acknowledge they're being ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Like it's, and like you said, it's so sincere. Once you're brought into that diegesis of the movie, you feel everything. I was invested in the friendship of these guys. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, and Raju, yeah. Exactly. I, I felt like, I've never seen either of these actors in another film. I haven't seen what's the, the director's name? S. S. Rajmouli. Oh, S. S. Rajmouli. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really wanted to see Ego when it came out. The one about the fly. Have you heard about that one? No. It's about a guy who gets killed and reincarnated as a fly and goes to get his revenge. Nice. Uh, but I've always wanted. Yeah. So I, this is my first film of his that I've seen. But I, I knew he kind of made some pretty wild, fun movies. But this is a movie where I watched this and I could tell just from this being my first experience with these actors. That they are huge movie stars. Oh yeah. Because this is a movie who knows that knows how to shoot movie stars. It knows how to treat them. It knows how to make you feel the weight of the stars. Of it made me feel a way that I wish I felt about most superhero movies, where you feel like you're watching a hero and you yeah. root for every single shot of them. You know, every every time it cuts to them, you pump your fist. And, and it's, it's and there's like this tragedy sense to the movie. Yeah. And like. Uh, it's just like, and then surprise, or not surprise, but Ray Winstone just is in it. And no, it's cool. Ray Stevenson. Ray yeah. Stevenson. Ray yeah, Stevenson. Yeah. Not Ray Winstone. The Punisher. Yeah. Uh, the Punisher. Not, uh, Ray Winstone from Cats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, just I mean, yeah, 
uh, best chem- one of the best chemistry of the year. Yeah. Also, the Nazi lady from Lady from uh, uh, Blast Crusade. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And, it, it, yeah. Um, and just yeah, like the. Uh, I think. I think. I mean, it's just like I think it's. We can all agree that Indian movie stars are cooler than American movie stars because yeah. they're more talented. And... A, a couple years ago, I think it was on your podcast in Dagoa for the 2020 list. I listed Kaithi yeah, as did. one of my favorites oh, yeah. of the year, and that's like. Every now and then, I'm not, like, Indian cinema, for the most part, is a blind spot for me. Yeah. But whenever somebody, like, I do get a strong recommendation for an Indian film, I watch it, I'm like, this is far better than our version of this ever is. Yeah. You know, our action movies don't come close to what they're making. And it's so funny, because this did you see did you see my review where I said, imagine Chris Evans and Ryan Reynolds doing this movie? Oh, no, <laughs> God, no, yeah. No, that's so never funny. Could. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like this, this is the year of three-hour movies, but this and Babylon and Avatar and I think like two other things I'm forgetting about, or at least like two and a half hours to three hours. Movies movies getting too wasted long. People gotta cut the shit out. But I mean, I didn't feel this length when I because yeah. at first I didn't watch no. it. First, I, I was like, like I, 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 I watched this two days ago. For the first time. Oh, okay. Uh, and once again, another movie I regret seeing in theaters, but also wish I could have seen it in like a packed theater. Oh, yeah. Where people were cheering. People in India. Oh, my God. With the confetti. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doing the nacho nacho dance in front of it. I mean, yeah. That yeah. awesome. And I... I uh, was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch half this movie because I got to go do something. I canceled plans because I was so into this movie and I couldn't take my eyes away from it. I couldn't find a spot that I wanted to stop in. I, I constantly yeah. wanted to know what the next scene was going to be. And that's yeah. so rare that that happens, especially with a three-hour movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. And a lot of people say that with, the movie, with movies that they love is that, oh, you couldn't feel the runtime. This is genuinely yeah. one of those movies mm-hmm. that even if I didn't love it, I feel like it, it flies by really fast and the pacing... I mean, there's like, I mean, I think one of the craziest, a lot of people say this is one of the craziest movies they've ever seen, and they probably just haven't seen much Indian cinema, because I've seen sure. some pretty bad shit crazy things <laughs> yeah, yeah. in that country, but there's literally a scene where they're flogging and whipping someone, and it's a musical number, yes. and it's just like, what the fuck and is I this? I felt every emotion in yeah. that. Oh, yeah, just like, like watching it yeah. cross their body, yeah. and you're just like, what the fuck? Because I can but see, it's so inspiring. I can see in my head the alternate version of that scene. That's a more realistic take, and I can yeah. see them going for the exact same mood, you know. And I can yeah. see that working. I definitely can. But to see a movie fully embrace this is a movie, like and and take that scene in the total opposite direction, but almost accomplish more than you could if you played it realistically. Yeah. Because once almost again, like, maximalism. Just, yeah, and yeah. it's like. You know, it's it's I what one of the things that I thought about is you think when when you think of like a, a scene like that you think of Glory and Denzel mm-hmm. Washington, and it's like it's a graphically more grotesque scene in a way mm-hmm. just because of like the spikes and stuff, but it's like it's obviously not as emotionally resonant and powerful as that scene. But it's like slavery still. that doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, I've come during this park. <laughs> no, but what, what do you want to say? I always just slavery movie? because that was not slavery. I just uh, forget everything I just said. My people. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you guys said a lot, yeah, great movie. Uh, for time, I'll cut what I was on this. I don't know what else I would. Uh, it's uh, music numbers great. Uh, shoot yeah. it. What's that story? Just like this. Let's shoot people fucking dancing and stop doing this weird bullshit yeah. and this like love letter to india in the final scene it's just <laughs> yeah. like oh my god this is kind of amazing yeah, i, I yeah. became so patriotic for india yeah, I, yeah I, I was like i will fight in the military fuck uh, i'll find a western <laughs> front whatever india does i'm with them yeah yeah 
Yeah. All right. Perfect. All that right. was number Dude. three. And two. that, that okay. was that was my uh I actually bumped it up to a five star. So I have two five stars yeah. this year. Oh, that was a five star for shit. me too. Yeah. yeah. Um my number four I have a feeling we're gonna What was number five? Oh sorry, I didn't say number five was nope. What about six? Okay, yeah. Six was the Fablemans. Oh, yeah. right. We already did that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So four, yeah. I, yeah Five is nope. I know what you're going right. to say for four, and we can bump four it. Four will bump it. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Uh, I assume it's going to yeah, come later. Yeah, let's bump it. We'll bump it. Three is RRR. <laughs> so yeah. we said everything we can. Okay. Two is the Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, perfect script, I think. Yeah. Um, such well-done characters from the writing to the performances. They're so well-rounded while also fitting p- spots. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're perfect pegs in a hole in terms of the roles they're playing, but also feel like perfectly well-rounded characters. It's the perfect use of Martin McDonough's uh, bleakness, but also his sense of humor. It's such a funny movie without ever coming at the cost of how bleak it is. Like, I think that's really important. Sometimes people think that humor in a bleak movie means relief from that. And that's not the case with Banshees. Like, the humor doesn't relieve you of how bleak it is. It sometimes supports it, you know? It, it goes hand in hand. And I think that's a difficult thing to write, but it's a much more real way to write, because sadness is, and and humor can coexist, I think. And Martin McDonough handles that so well, and I think no movie he's done up to this point... And I, and I love all of his movies. Um, I think no movie he's done up to this point has encapsulated that as much as Banshees does. Do you um, like this more for this both of you? In Bruges or this? What do you like more? In Bruges, yes. I still like a little more. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I, in, Bruges, in Bruges is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, but, I can see that. Yeah. It's my favorite of his movies. Yeah. In Bruges... This is second this place. Is second. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, for me, it goes In Bruges, this... Than probably three billboards and some psychopaths, mm, yeah, personally. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, uh, yeah, beautiful movie. Uh, oh, again, yeah. in terms of you know shooting in real locations, I, it kind of goes without saying for this because it's not an action movie. But you know the 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 scenery is gorgeous. Um, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, you know one of the great screen combos of all time. Yeah. Uh, was Barry Kagan? Keoghan. Keoghan. Okay, Barry yeah. Keoghan, fantastic. I was never a huge fan of his until this. Really? I still, no, I still haven't. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because oh, I still oh, haven't oh. seen Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. You've just seen Eternals. Rock your okay, yeah. You've seen Eternals, though. Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think all I had seen him in was. Uh, Eternals. The, 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 oh, Eternals. I think yeah. you said Turtles. No, I'm I have seen Eternals. Like Turtles? Yeah, yeah. I've seen Eternals, and I think I've seen a couple other things with him. But I, I never didn't like. Oh, him. Dunkirk. Oh, the Batman. Right. Well, the Batman, obviously. Yeah. But I had never, I never didn't like him. But this was the time where I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get why he's great. Uh, Carrie Condon. Carrie Condon's fantastic yeah. as well. Like it's everyone's firing off. Um, she was my standout. I, I, I know everyone like loved like. Um, uh, well, all the other ones too. But Carrie, I was like, this. I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Maybe you're already famous, and I, I don't know. You're a fucking. You're the one favorite part of this movie. Like she just her emotion. She's, her, she's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Just like this. fucking boring. This was a movie where I my dad watched it with my mom, and my dad did not like it at all. And because it's not his type oh, okay. of movie, right? My dad's more. Uh, you know, he likes more typical stuff. He likes. I, I've called you know. it. There's dry comedies and there's wet comedies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and my my dad, my I talked to him about this day after he saw it, and I could, there could be a whole podcast about me talking about 
every moment in this movie and particularly the messages of it and obviously the politics because it's, it's against the backdrop of the Irish Civil War and all this yeah. stuff. But once I kind of explain my takeaway of why the movie goes in the direction it does, why it ends the way it does, my dad liked it. After I explained it to him, and, and I don't want to make this sound like, oh, I'm smarter than my dad or anything, but oh, what I'm trying to say is like this is a movie that is so layered that on the surface I found it very enjoyable, but just just... I sat there in the theater when the credits started rolling. It was one of those movies where you just got to sit there. And I was thinking about everything I had seen. And it was all kind of still coming together in my head. And by the time I was leaving the theater, I realized, like, I loved the movie. You know, it, it took me a beat. But then once I was able to get back on my feet, I was thinking about how perfect it was. It's, so. it's, it's gone up for me. It's a four and a half for me. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... The one thing that I don't like... I think is the well. I think it's like if you cut this, I you might disagree. I, I, if you cut the banshees part of it, to mm. me, I think it still retains its depth and its theme as well. Yeah. I, I don't. I think I think his McDonough, his especially watching in Bruce literally today as well. Yeah. Um, there's also this looming thing in Bruges of course I mean that's kind yeah. of like the whole purpose of that movie that in Bruges in is kind of like uh, purgatory, purgatory yeah, 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 and, yeah and I was thinking I was like huh okay when like the old woman's like there may be one or two deaths I don't know why I didn't do Irish accent oh. um, yeah and I was like that's okay, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. I, the actual the titular banshee yeah yes. and I was like I, I, I could take her or leave that but yeah, yeah I think like you said the those two are great um I, I I was not not a fan of Barry Keoghan in this mm. movie, his character. I, I, I wasn't like people were like, holy fucking shit, yeah. that, that scene killed me when he I, I think his character was so weird. Mm. I couldn't and seeing him kill him was like a I mean he's weird too there. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be like, like a teen, a young man, because he's like thirty plus in real life, so I was like, How old is he supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. It felt like Denny. It's <laughs> Denny from the room. I was about to say that. A little Denny from the room. Yeah. yeah. But but I he's, I, he's, good he's my least he's favorite doing. of the four. Yeah, I agree yeah. With I, you. Um I think that uh, I also I, I, as far as the banshee goes. That to me was one of the most effective parts because it kind of that was kind of part of what kept me hooked is hooked is that for the most part it plays out like one of his plays you know yeah. and then the addition of the banshee felt like a horror movie there were moments there's one moment with Carrie Condon and the banshee across the pond that sent a shiver down my spine like, oh really my hair stood on end I was like this is terrifying you know and, mm -hmm. and, and similar to Tar where there's like one or two scenes in Tar where I was like this fuck is like I missed that okay yeah. we'll talk about that. I have okay. a question about that. Okay, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I just loved, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what else I could say about it, but I love the movie, and, and I, I, in addition to what it's saying kind of about petty human squabbles and and the, uh, you Niceness. know, destruction of each other, but, but, yeah, but also the conversation, it kind of opens up about what life is even for. If it's for the legacy you leave or if it's for the time you spend, you know, like, I, I think it, it does really interesting things with that too so yeah. uh, two words worse than english language than good job yeah 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 i yeah, it, yeah I, I and i also think before we move on just about how i mean criminally underrated but how good of a year colin farrell had and how terrific mm. he is in this movie Four he's my favorite movies. like leading yeah. actor performance what's the year? fourth one because i know after yang this one in the batman, batman what's the 13 lives oh, oh yes yeah, I, saw, I saw 13 oh lives. yeah you saw you, because it's about Thailand. 
I saw. The, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw Thirteen Lives. <laughs> Thirteen Lives was pretty. It was fine. I liked the documentary that just came out. Yeah, the Rescue. Better. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it was like really done well technically. Like the fact, like how they recreated that, especially yeah. watching the documentary. I'm like, how the fuck did they do this? Like the divers who were there, were like I don't get how you did this. The only thing they said was uh, more for the movie is they couldn't see anything. It was completely black, which is also yeah. insane. Also, I never heard of this. Before that documentary came out, oh, you didn't I know never about heard it. I remember when it happened. I remember when I remember when the kids were still trapped and they hadn't been saved yet. I oh, remember that when that story was coming out. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, but yeah, I think he was the actor of the year. Also, Jenna Ortega. I don't know. If I doubt X or Pearl's on your list at this point. But I think they were the actors of the year between Wednesday and yeah. uh, the Fallout and Scream. X and Scream. And yeah. I was like, she had a good year. Yeah, and Farrell obviously. Great year, yeah. yeah. So I think Adeg was time for number five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five. Okay. Went away on this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Because you know it's his number one. It has to be at this yeah. point. Okay. But I don't want to. You, yeah, know, no, you can no, skip it. You can skip, you can skip it. it. I don't yeah. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this is my. I if if we're talking if we're all talking about the same movie, hot take. I've never seen it. Oh. I didn't watch it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Let's uh, number four. Number four was RR. Number oh. three. Oh. Highway to Top Gun Maverick is on so many lists. I for know. A reason. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the pinnacle. Okay, besides the other two I have before this. The pinnacle. Of cinema, no. Um, <laughs> this was a movie I, I watched Top Gun for the first time like a few years ago. It was fine, whatever. And I watched it again. I was like, I like how cheesy this is. Just three stars, solid, sure. You know, yeah. Top Gun Maverick. I actually did have expectations only because I was like, this looks fucking amazing from the trailer. Yeah. Um, but what Tom and Joseph Kaczynski did with this movie. and Christopher McQuarrie and yeah, Christopher yeah. McQuarrie possible ghost director yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris McQuarrie uh, ghost protocol <laughs> yeah. it's, it's absolutely incredible um, I think this saved cinema it, it, it did, it did. Yeah. That's, there's no easy yeah. way to beat around that but it was did in save theaters for so many months mm-hmm. uh, I mean obviously it made over well over a billion dollars I think it's just it elevates a story or in characters that you kind of have seen done before. Yeah. But it it works like it somehow you don't. I didn't roll my eyes with him and Rooster. Uh, Rooster. Or Rooster. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, man. Yeah, Miles, Miles son. Miles oh, oh, okay. Miles that was Rooster. Rooster. That's Rooster. That's Rooster. Who was the Goose? Dad? Oh, Rooster's dad. <laughs> right, Goose. Oh, that's why. Yeah. yeah, Rooster. I was like, I, don't know, I wanted more Miles Teller, but then eventually you do get more. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it looks fucking incredible. I own the 4K. That 4K. It, it is good. Is yeah, it's a good 4K. Rock my fucking world. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise. I, I mean, the opening scene of this film uh, when he's doing the the Mach Ten. Yeah, yeah, like, that's why, a sweet scene. Maverick, yeah. why I got that looking? And Ed this? Harris is like, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shot when he flies over Ed Harris—that was the only take they had because yeah. he de- they destroyed the building. The building. Yeah. yeah, like the fact that Ed Harris stood there didn't yeah. fucking flinch when a jet flew over his head. Don't understand how it's possible. Yeah. Um, I think Tom Cruise gives a generally great performance, uh, especially in the scene with him and Iceman. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked that he was actually acting. 
Yeah. You know, because Tom Cruise is one of those guys who used to do a lot of... He used to work with, like, Paul Paul Thomas Anderson and, you know, like... Stanley and, and Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. And, and now he, you know, now it's like... He does the Tom movie. Cruise. Now he does Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. yeah. You know? Not since American Made have we seen anything different right. than his And even in American though. Made, he's, he's being charismatic and funny. Yeah. But I haven't got to see him, like, cry... In a movie? Yeah. I never thought that day would come again. Yeah. And you know? I... I'd love to yeah. get him in, like, a real movie. Yeah. I mean, this is a real movie. I don't think he would. Yeah. I don't think he would. Because now he's... There's a lot of why he probably Because, well, now Tom Cruise is the guy... He's tech, He's really the auteur behind Tom Cruise. He's the Cruise movie movies. star. Yeah. He's the producer behind all the Mission Impossible movies and this and stuff now. He's it's very carefully calculated. Because yeah. he's the last movie star, and, and obviously... He has a very carefully... They worked very hard to get him back on track after Oprah and Scientology, Scientology and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and and they succeeded in spades, you know? Like, he's, he's a brand. Yeah. The, the he one, is Marvel. Yeah. He's, you know. One yeah. of my favorite scenes of the year... Uh, is it... Wait. Is it... Is it your favorite scene in this movie? Huh? Is I said one scene? of my favorite scenes. Mm. In this movie? Is it your favorite scene in this movie? Yeah. Oh. Well, do, you, do we all have the same one? I don't know. What? Uh, is it favorite the, scene in this movie? I mean, oh, I mean, oh. I guess it, I think it's the two uh, minutes and fifteen seconds. That's my favorite scene. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that is just I remember the first. I remember every subsequent subsequent time too. But the first time I watched that in extreme, I would like the characters was just like leaning in watching because I couldn't fucking believe this, and I think. It should have. I mean, I, the fact that they didn't even get a cinematography Oscar makes That's no fucking so sense. Mm. They literally had to invent rigs <laughs> yeah. to get in the plane. And I love mm. seeing when they're doing the the test on that run. When like you see the fuck, you see the actors like their faces, their skin <laughs> yes. getting stretched because they're really feeling it. Yeah. And it like, oh, we're not thinking of the same scene then, huh? No, I was saying that as well. That and oh, okay. watching that scene where he's doing the two fifteen himself. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite in the movie. Is yeah, yeah, the yeah. Is the test? I'm sorry, yeah, I yeah. didn't elaborate. Like when he's doing that, and you see Tom when he's like, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> you yeah. hear it, and you see his face, and it's like it, it's probably one of the most rousing sequences I can remember in recent memory. And then of yeah. course the final act. Well, the way that there's like a secret fourth act, and yeah, because that's when it went elevates to the film. Great for me, yeah, because yeah. because I, where I thought was the third act, I was like, this movie's really good, and then yeah. once it got to that fourth act, I was like, oh, this movie rules, yeah, like it clicked, everything fell into place, it felt like the perfect way for it Don't to go. Think, just do, yes, and it's like, oh, oh my fuck. gosh, when, yeah, and that moment when the enemy pilot does like a maverick move and pulls back and goes behind him, and yeah. Miles Teller is like. What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's the PG thirteen F bomb. Yeah, I was it's like a good PG thirteen F. Yeah, it's great. Me too. I and I know some people that made believe this genuinely because I was so caught up in the moment. Near the end, I thought they maybe with the thing, and I was like, "Are they actually gonna?" Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, "Okay, okay, that makes sense that they wanted." But also, I was like, "I don't know." And also, yeah. I thought Tom Cruise. Well, I don't know if this is. Because he's made so much money, yeah, whatever. Sure, I guess I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's a great film, great filmmaking. Uh, cinema, yeah, yeah, fuck man. No, th- this is the definition. You know. This is uh, beyond, I think, what I was saying about Avatar. This is where people just want a old fashioned movie, like a movie that ticks all the boxes, but in every every single box, the best version of that. Yeah. Jennifer yeah. Connelly, this is maybe the best romance he's ever had in film. 
Like, so many times he feels so weird with women in he's movies. Well, I think he's had better chemistry with women. Like, I think he, I, I like him with Demi Moore and uh, A Few Good Men, but it's not really a romance, you know? Ah, uh, sure. I know what you yeah. mean. But I thought Jennifer Connelly, I mean, she maybe had a nothing role in a way. But yeah. also, I was like, you're... Uh, I am... Well, she's closer to his age, yeah. and also, yeah, that, yeah. And, <laughs> and I love that it feels like the age. Like you feel he's obviously oh, yeah. in yeah. shape. The beach scene old. when he's like yes. takes off his shirt, I'm like, that's an old man right there. That's, that's a sixty year old man. One of the best <laughs> things about Tom Cruise as a movie star too is that he is willing to be vulnerable. He's willing to play a guy who's weak sometimes. That's why you root for him. That's why you root for Ethan Hunt. You root for you know these characters that are yeah he is really good at what he does and that's a huge part of the movie but also like you know yeah the movie acknowledges like yeah i'm getting a little older you know like he's he he's sometimes old man sometimes he's baffled yeah. he's he's got the body of an in-shape old man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's had the for, for a while the movie took a while. Oh, well, they CGI'd it in The Mummy. <laughs> Infamous. They're a young man. Yeah, they put on... They, they, they cleaned him up a little bit in The Mummy Ooh, when he was shirtless. Know, yeah. That. Yeah, but I liked it. Now he's full embracing. Yeah. This is how I look. Yeah. And they wanted to put this on Paramount Plus. Oh, dummies. gosh. Imagine. No. I, I went to, with my family. We went to... We were going to see, like, a free screening of Jurassic World Dominion because it was, like, for the real estate company that helped us move or something. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, you get, like, a free... I still have the portable cup I got, like, a cup and some free popcorn. And we showed up. And I remember saying to my whole family, I was like, do you guys want to see Top Gun instead? And they were like, hell yeah. So we got all the free popcorn from there, and then we bought tickets to go see Top Gun, and none of us regretted it. It's oh, one of those man. few movies where all five of us walked away loving it. We were just like, yeah, this is... I, after we do this, my... Or maybe during my honorable mentions... Or no, I actually don't know when I'll do this. But I um, I asked my family, because they actually watch a fair amount of movies too, what their top five was. Oh, yeah. I can round those off. I'm curious. Talking about families. That'll be funny, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, this podcast is about family, so... Um, Have you seen a Fast X poster? Wow. I mean, <laughs> the Seventh Seal ripoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Was that your th- number three? That was my number three. Okay, what's your two? All right. Go. My number two is... Johnny talked about in previous podcasts, like uh, like um, this the, this is a movie made for me, uh, and that was you know the Kid Detective. Like this, this is the movie that I would want to make. That's a quote from the podcast I just listened to uh, again that we were on. I said that earlier today too. With yeah, and then you said yeah. Uh, so that's seven hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> this movie uh, was I was I think it was the, the second most. Or the most anticipated of this year for me? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited for so many reasons. I know um, it it's... Yeah. I want to say the, this so I can say why. It's The Batman by Matt Reeves. Uh, the greatest. Dun, 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 You know what's funny? You know what's funny about that? What? Is that when Indegwa and I were doing Lobby Heroes, so that opened in February of last year. So mm-hmm. it was a little before that. But Indegwa would literally, I kid you not, he'd get in the car and he'd be like, the new Michael Giacchino score just dropped. <laughs> Because <laughs> they released like some like the themes that's what Twitter was like. It they, was so funny. They, they released the themes of some of the characters like a little early and before the movie came out. Catman, and he was, he was like, Catman. "New one just dropped," and yeah. so he had to bump it in the car. It was yeah. like the coolest thing ever. Uh, I I knew this movie was. I was so excited for one thing. Uh, I'm not even, of course, like I'm not a huge comics person. So like I like I do love the character of Batman, but I'm like I'm not gonna say like I'm the biggest Batman fan of all time. Well, you love the Nolan Batman's as well, right? But the Dark Knight. 
was and now is now that was my first and now is my second favorite film of all time. So obviously I do like the Kids of Batman to a certain extent. I my favorite movie of 2017, directed by Matt Reeves, was War for the Planet of the Apes. My favorite movie of 2019 was The Lighthouse, starring. Robert Pattinson, and one of my favorite composers of all time is Michael Giacchino, and also one of my favorite films of all time is Seven. And so, knowing all of that, I was like, this movie is made for me. Not, like, maybe Batman fans would be like, oh, the Batman movie is made for me. Like, every aspect of this film, I was like, I can't not like this. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for me to not like this, and if it is, I'm going to fucking put a bullet between my eyes. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm alive, I think, unless this is in Bruges. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I can't honestly say ever that's better than The Dark Knight, because this is The Dark Knight for me. But I will say, maybe as a Batman movie, technically, this is better. This is more focused on him. Yeah. Um, I also like the, just the focus on Batman more than Bruce Wayne, because we usually don't get that mm -hmm. um, as much as the... Um, as uh, before, and uh, yeah, I thought Robert Pattinson was great in the role. Um, the one thing, the one thing I'm not 100% on is Paul Dano as the Riddler. I really, really, really like him, but there's sometimes he, he turns it up a little too much. He's going a little too hard. He's going to, like, uh, I'm just like, you gotta pull it back, pull it back a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But learn from David Day Lewis. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 what's her fucking? Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, I almost said Zoe Saldana. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. I I loved her as a uh, Catwoman. The chemistry they had, my god. Um, yeah, I just oh yeah. Uh, the Colin Farrell's the Penguin. Um, unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, never could have, I, never I in a still years. cannot figure out how that's him. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> what? What are you showing me? Open yeah. your eyes. Take it easy, sweetheart. Like, am I the only one who knows the difference between law and uh, what is it? Law and uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, uh, lay and law, or whatever the mm. fuck. Yeah. Uh, world's greatest detectives. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. I just think I'm excited for that TV show. Yeah. It's just it's so close to a five star for me. If it wasn't for Paul, I mean, it really is. I just because it's the only thing I really just am not a hundred percent in on. Um, mm -hmm. I just think the like it's one of those movies. It's so dark. One of my friends was like, "You really like this?" I mean, I couldn't even see some of it. It is dark. It works for a four K TV. You got you got to have the OLED, which I just got. It's mm -hmm. changed my life. Um, it's I don't know. Yeah, I just love every part of it. The direction, the writing, the script. Uh, I like I said, I love Seven. I love the detective story. Um, the brutality that he brings Robert Pants and his Batman to yeah. people, like when he first had the scuffle, when he's like, "I am, the, I, I am the shadow." When he first comes out of yeah. the yeah, oh, it's amazing. That opening sequence is fantastic. Yeah. Where yeah. people keep thinking he's gonna come out yeah. and he doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah, the yeah. movie's trying to trick you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's no score there, and this is wide shot, and it's like you see, like, yeah, he's Batman, but he's still a guy. He, he can't hit everyone at once, and he does get hit. But he, he, he's just more skilled than them. Yeah. Also but, an anti-cop yeah. movie. <laughs> pretty anti-cop. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. anti-cop. And I love... Oh, my God. If you guys, if anyone listening uh, watches the uh, Our Flag Means Death, the guy who is the cop, um, who they have the confrontation in the uh, with all the cops in that um, interrogation room, he's yeah. like, what did you just say to me? He has this like raspy voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's... 
in that show, he's so funny. He's British. He's great. I love the kid. Um, yeah, uh, I love the movie. Every aspect of it. Uh, the cinematography, I'm just baffled that this didn't get nominated. I'm more upset about the score. And the score mm. is absolutely phenomenal. I think it may be Giacchino's best. Mm. I The themes... Beautiful, how they blend in the Catwoman themes. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. characters having themes is kind of a lost art. I know that's why I love Lord of the Rings so much. One of the reasons, yeah. and oh, I'll never forget Rise of Skywalker. I can't, I can't go Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, it, I'm in. I'm in. I can't yeah. wait to see. Uh, I Part the two. only thing I don't, I wish we had more was, uh, and we'll get more. Spoiler uh, is uh, Alfred. Didn't get a lot of Alfred, yeah. and mm. I was like, I need more circus. Mm. Give me more circus, please, Christ Almighty. Yeah, yeah love the movie. Uh, yeah. I loved the Batman too. I loved it. Was it. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, what, what, I think the biggest takeaway I had from that movie is it's a perfect example of kind of playing it both ways in terms of tone, where it is very realistic and dark, and more realistic take on Batman, obviously, where. You, you see the eye makeup, you see he's just stretching yeah. in sweat, you know, like a, a lot of happens it. happens to me. Yeah, a lot of it's more lower stakes, but at the same time, really plays up the moments where you're supposed to cheer. Like, it still feels like a superhero movie, you know? Like, yeah. there's still. Yeah, the guns shoot when, like, the, when the, the muzzles of the gun are lighting up the hallway. Yes. And walking down. Fantastic. Fucking, yeah. I mean, same thing in War for the Planet of the Apes, but it's, it's great. I mean, the, the yeah. moment when the Batmobile first shows up is is yeah. an all time. Is, is that the that's the that's the that's the when they're robbing the yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's the first dropheads yeah <laughs> that fucking turn. It, it's so like you know yeah. for a movie to really successfully do both things and 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 obviously like look I I love the Christopher Nolan movies I'm not necessarily saying this is better or anything because that's not the type of movies he was trying to make but something that I always felt that I like. That wasn't in those movies. That is in this movie. Is that like full embrace of not quite maximalism, like we were saying, but more formalism. More like mm-hmm. we're gonna let this pretty shot linger. We're gonna shoot this guy like he's a hero. We're gonna really just like revel in how awesome this moment is. Yeah, and, yeah and, runtime. And he think, takes his time with the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that I think I I would say. I don't know, maybe it's a recency bias, but I think I might like this more than The Dark Knight. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's my favorite Batman movie. I just think, I think mm. that a lot... I might you know, agree with you. I might. Yeah, I mean... Well, okay, you no, mean no, favorite okay. Batman movie, or you like this movie more? Because those are two different things. Yeah, no, okay, I get what you mean. I would have to rewatch. The, I'd have to rewatch The Dark Knight. I think that's probably a better movie, but as a Batman movie... This one fucking rules. It's just yeah. like yeah. it's just like that. I think everyone talked about how it heightened up the detective aspect. Yes, yeah. Of Batman. There's a real detective. Story. Big knock. I know Batman fans in the Dark Knight, which once again, I literally am a superhero movie person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He's he doesn't do a lot of detecting in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I it is nice. I was like. Yeah, he's, he's solving a crime. Yeah, yeah, and it's not and it's not like Zack Snyder of just like he's hanging out with Superman and yeah. you know bullshit like that. Forgot to mention but, RR. Um, Zack, uh, Zack Snyder wishes that uh, he, was, he could make, he can make maximalism RR. like that. I, 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 was, I, I will say, yeah, the only really down. I mean, there are a couple things I didn't love about the movie, but the only thing I kind of rolled my eyes at was like. <laughs> And this is a soft spoiler. It's not really a spoiler for the story, but it's a spoiler in terms of what it teases. I didn't need them to tease the Joker. Yeah. I just didn't. No. no I didn't like, need to. I, 
Like, and I, they don't I even want to put him reach. in the next movie, I think. I think I heard yeah. something about how they don't want him in the second one. Also, frankly, I watched the deleted scene with Barry Keoghan. Yeah. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah, Happy was cut. But Matt yeah. Reeves, because I also was like, why the fuck do we tag this on? And then Matt yeah. Reeves, I think, I'm trying to remember if I remember. It seems exactly. below him, and it seems below the movie. No, oh, he yeah, says no, it's too. supposed yeah. to be, he put that there to indicate that even though that we finally, at the end of the movie, um, Bruce realizes that he's not going to save the city with vengeance. He's going to mm. save it with like love and sacrifice and yeah. caring for people. It's one of the best arts think, Batman. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, I love yeah. that the third act is not a prolonged fight scene. It's him saving people. And yeah. it's yeah. tragic. But, but, like, yeah, but, yeah. The, but the Barry Keoghan part uh, is supposed to be like though he has now learned this lesson and we're going to see in the sequel how he goes about that evil is still festering in there and I yeah. think that is that's what he said is okay. the purpose of that and yeah. knowing that it makes it better I'm also not the biggest fan also the the like explosions and having the water go into the it feels a little movie-ish Cartoon-y. more than yeah. the rest of it did yeah but the stuff I love outweighed it enough to get to number two yeah, yeah. I get it yeah but yeah yeah, and I yeah. No, oh, it's a great movie. I love it. It's not, it was my number I think seven. I cried maybe because I was so happy. <laughs> it was like I was like, oh my god. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. 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 Uh, should we talk about some honorable mentions before we get to number yeah. one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's you. Um. Okay. My honorable mentions. I'm just gonna list the. I'm just gonna list my kind of three and a half and above because I didn't have too many. I had a number, but I. Um, oh, we're about to go there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go from. 22 to 11. Just I'll, I'll just rapid fire doing it real quick. Um, Petite Maman, Scalene Siama's new movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I really liked it. Wait. Wasn't that last year? Or 2021? Uh, it had a wide release this year. Oh, it was one of those. It. Oh, yeah. no, you're fine. I fucking... I'm sorry. <laughs> um, a movie that I haven't seen in over two years, but it came out last year, was On the Count of Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, I loved On the I Count of Three. I got one. I'm, I'm a one huge Jod Carmichael fan. And yeah, no. It was cool awesome. the last year was, like, his comeback. Yeah, you know? with... Yeah. Uh, with uh, what's, with Ralph Daniel, and then he hosted the Golden Globes and yeah, yeah. SNL. Uh, yeah, number 20, I had Top Gun. 19, I had Triangle Sadness. We already mentioned those. 18, uh, Glass Onion. I really like that movie. 17, a movie you guys probably haven't seen. Brahmastra Part 1 Shiva. That's another Bollywood movie. Uh, 16, a really underrated movie. Uh, Bros with Billy Eichner, yes. which I think he kind of ruined himself. Mm. Um, huh? In the marketing. In the marketing, mm. yeah. He oh. was he was just like, if you don't see this, you're homophobe. I don't. I can't even remember the whole thing, but yeah. I really enjoyed them. It's a great comedy. It's Love it's it. really, it's Love a great movie. It. Laughed hard. Yeah. Maybe? I, I, oh, I, well, maybe I really one laughed hard in the movie during that movie. I really loved that movie. I'm excited. Um, it's just yeah. I don't think he reacted well to bombing at the box office, which is fair. You know, you don't want your stuff to not succeed. Um, number fifteen, a movie that we saw together that I think I loved really. I really loved. Uh, that you, I think, really liked was the greatest beer run ever with Zac Efron. Yeah, solid movie. Very want, solid movie. You told me to watch that with my dad, and yeah. we keep, he keeps postponing on me, so I haven't watched it yet, but I will yeah. watch it with my dad. You'd really like it with your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 14, I had Barbarian. Great. Mm. 13, I had uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I thought was Ciao, just really, yeah, a terrific movie. <laughs> 12 is my biggest surprise of the year, and I think it actually, I think it's actually all of ours, is Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that was the biggest surprise? Well, just of how good that it was. That movie was oh, barbarian. Had... Oh, maybe. Oh, but well, well, Puss and Boots just had no right to be as good as it was. Oh, so. no. It was I can't, awesome. I can't. My thoughts are out on that movie because I fell asleep. 
Oh, but oh. I saw I saw a lot of the beginning and kind of the end. I missed some of the middle. I can't, but it was great also, for what I saw. You guys know I love spaghetti westerns, and you know yeah. that the, oh, the, yeah, the, the good was, guy, the ugly, is one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. no, that, Puss in Boots is villain. awesome. Puss in Boots really, is really cool. Yeah, yeah it rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it kind of teases. Did you see? You saw the ending. Yeah, kind of teases Shrek again, which is yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, if it's they, cute. if unless they go like full action movie for Shrek, even though Shrek's kind of like a sitcom movie. Sort sure, of. but also like even if they don't do another, even if they don't do another Shrek, the ending still works. Oh no, it does. Yeah. yeah, but I'd like more Shrek, and I yeah. think they want to do it. I saw Eddie Murphy was like, "Why haven't they made a donkey movie yet? Yeah, it's yeah, funnier yeah. than Puss in Boots." Yeah, uh, because you mean Norbert. Yeah, <laughs> thousand words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, number 11 my final honorable mention was The Northman which you already mentioned oh yeah but yeah uh, to, well to avoid what's already been said oh wait are, oh so we're doing all of our then number one yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. okay to avoid what's already been said uh, well obviously number 11 like I said was decision to leave for me uh, the Black Phone, I really loved. I need to watch that. Underrated, mm. great, great horror movie. I think uh, X and Pearl, both fantastic. Um, a fantastic documentary, Bad Axe. I, I actually interviewed. The yeah, girl. no, you saw, I know you interviewed. That's really cool. Yeah, I've I, never I, seen the trailers for it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. David Sieve. Uh, I saw that in theaters at uh, Celebration, and just yeah, really wonderful movie. Also, obviously, in Bad Axe, Michigan. Um, uh, Northman Top Gun, Glass Onion, The Whale. Uh, yeah. Really liked uh, the menu. The century had a lot of fun with the menu. Menu, um, Scream, I thought was not not as good as or better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Uh, like a really uh, maybe my second favorite of the franchise. Honestly, I just re- I did the yeah. whole because I know you're a big Scream guy. Yeah, big yeah. favorite favorite horror franchise. I just watched all of them again. Yeah, second favorite. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was yeah. Like, yeah, very very good. It's Fox. Um, on the count of three, yeah. Apollo ten and a half. I really enjoyed the Richard Linklater film. So I am so mad that yeah. that doesn't get more traction. It's yeah. like the chillest. It's movie. like a hangout movie. It's yeah. just that, and well, Jack Black does the narration. It's not. It reminded that. me kind of of like a Christmas story. Just that feeling yeah. of like that nostalgia. I've heard nothing about The only yeah. parts that don't work for me is the actual. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. With Glenn yeah, Powell. Like, yeah, and Zachary but like Levi. everything else is just yeah. mostly 95% of that. Yeah. So they, did they film it? And then just rotoscoped it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Similar to what, what he did. Because he's done that Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly, and I think yeah. he did one other time. Um, yeah. Uh,. Oh, on the count of three. Also, really loved that yeah. movie. Um, one of the best. That has one of the best kind of f- reveal, like actor reveals of the year. Oh, with uh, Henry Winkler. Henry, well, yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I knew he was in it from the trailer. So oh, really? So, yeah. I yeah. didn't know. Well, we saw the Sundance, so we didn't know anything. He, about he gets it. and billing. So yeah. He I gets do, and. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, Crimes of the Future, Return of David Cronenberg. Oh, right. I I didn't love it, but I was very happy with it. Um, uh, one that I went to see with my with Devin and my friend with my friends Devin Corey and Rob, we went to see Shin Ultraman, which got its American release finally. Uh, f- so fun, so incredibly fun. A great reboot. It's from the director of Shin Godzilla, which is one yeah. of the best Godzilla films. Um, uh, just a really interesting take on the character and and the, the editing and shooting style might take you a while to get into it, but I think once I understood it, I thought it was really fun and and, and very funny too. Um, I'm gonna say it. I really liked Halloween Ends. I, I like Halloween Ends a lot. I, I I think, and I did not like Halloween Kills. Not really a fan. 
Um, I'm putting it on the record. I love Halloween Kills. I think it's so fun. <laughs> I don't like fun. either movie, and the fact that he's going to ruin uh, oh, the, the Exorcist. Exorcist. I'm gonna... no. no, okay. So I, I was, I felt that way, but I saw him do an interview talking about the Exorcist and what he plans for it, and I feel better about it now. Uh, we is can that talk a legacy about sequel. It, it is, is sort of. Yeah, yeah it's a legacy with sequel. Ellen Burstyn, right? But Ellen, yeah, Ellen Burstyn's in it, but I don't think she's the main character. Oh, um, it's got it's gonna have like David Oyelowo, I think. You know? oh. Yeah, but uh, very profitable star. Yeah, well, yeah, well, real actor, you know. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like um, History Month. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Hall- yeah, no, Halloween ends. I just thought was such a fresh Halloween movie. I've I've seen all of those movies. I love those movies, even though some of them are absolute trash. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like 13 movies in. It was the first time I ever was like what's going to happen? Yeah. I was guessing. And at the end of it, I felt like the themes and everything fit. It's obviously not a perfect movie. Yeah. One of the most kind of underrated performances of the year for me was... Yes. Um, I Corey. Was Corey. What, I forget his name. Oh, I forget really? his name. Really? I really I liked, liked him. I liked yeah, him I really a lot in the movie. Really. Oh, yeah. No, I thought I, he was... Well, if you don't like him, you won't like the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the and, and you can feel Carpenter's blueprint and obviously the way it pays homage to Christine... Uh, and then his his score in the movie is great because he also pays homage to the Christine score. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, some parts are silly, but also like Halloween is kind of funny. Like yeah. I, I always talk about it. Like the original Halloween is kind of a funny, playful movie yeah. too. We kind of don't talk about that as much. Um, uh, oh, Skinamarink! I love Skinamarink. Wait, that's this year. It's a twenty twenty. No, it's, it was only at a festival. It is a this oh. year movie. Okay, Letterbox has it as a twenty twenty two movie. And, yeah, yeah, because it premiered at like yeah. one of the horror. Well, then I will. I'll save that for next year. I didn't uh, know it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and the last one I want to mention was actually in the middle of my list. It was number six. I dropped it for certain reasons. Uh, oh yeah. Um, okay. uh, the director of the movie, Andrew Callahan. I, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, like obviously we're just talking about the movies, but also we're recommending movies to people in this podcast, and it's really hard for me just to tell somebody to go see this movie because of it. Um, but it, it it was one of my favorites. I did love the movie. It's the documentary This Place Rules, um, which yeah Andrew Callahan had shortly after the movie. Like he had already had quite a bit of notoriety for Channel Five and All Gra- All Gas No Breaks, um, and. Uh, he, right after this movie came out, he was kind of at the peak of his popularity, and then a lot of allegations came out towards him from various women, and he's confirmed them. So, I'm, you know, not going to harp on that too much, but, um, so it is hard for me to give it a glowing recommendation, but I, individually on its own, I love the movie. I think it's one of the best documentaries I've seen about modern politics. It's so incredibly funny. Like, I doubled over laughing so many times. I love the point of the movie that it builds to. There's a section with Alex Jones that is insane. Uh, it's just so... There's stuff in the movie that's just like... I can imagine them rubbing their palms together saying, I can't believe we have this in the movie. Um, it felt like the Gen Z response to like Michael Moore, kind of. Um, but yeah, I, I really loved the movie. And I, I just took it out of the top ten because I, you know it's hard for me to give it that glowing recommendation. But if people feel like... Obviously, I understand if you can't see it considering the allegations against Andrew Callahan. But if you can... I, I do think it's great. It's on HBO Max. And, and a lot of other people worked on the movie. It's not just him. Um, and so I saw Tim Heidecker talking about it because he's one of the producers and he you know, said that about it. But uh, have either of you seen it? No, I was going to, but then that kind of came I, out. I had no idea what you were talking about. Oh, okay. It's a January 6th it, kind of documentary. It's about oh. the lead up to January 6th, like the, the division in the country leading up to January 6th. Okay. But it's it's very funny and very perceptive, and it's not quite the movie you expect it to be. Because mm-hmm. like I feel like Man on the Street shit now 
is so... It, I always roll my eyes. It's always like, let's show you how dumb this Trump supporter is. And that's kind of all it yeah. is. No, but, like, kind of like Jordan Klepper. Right, yeah. But this movie, he, like, goes to the house of a guy who's really into QAnon. And you meet the kid. And the kid is so brainwashed. But he's also, like, an intelligent kid. And you, I, there's a moment where it's just, like, after the fact, after January 6th and after Biden's sworn in, this family's, like, has been duped basically they're like QAnon tricked us and the dad has too much ego and pride to fully admit that but the kid doesn't have the ego of an adult where he's kind of like oh yeah i feel like they tricked my dad my dad spent so much time on his phone and fully like into this stuff and and now i see like and it's like you you see kind of how perceptive kids are sometimes in that way because they don't have that adult ego to cloud them um but yeah no I, i if somebody could I totally don't blame you, but if you can get past it and enjoy the movie for what it is, you know, obviously I recommend it. Um, and then, oh yeah, a couple others. Maybe if we talk about some of our under-the-radar films, I'll bring them up. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for my honorable mentions. Any, you I almost forgot that wasn't on your list, because I was like, oh yeah, this is honorable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, my honorable mentions, uh, I guess I'll just do one. Have we touched all of them? <laughs> no, no, but I was like, I don't know, okay, sure, I'll just shoot off all the fours. So, number 27 and up, right? No, that triangle size is still three and a half. So, we're 26 and up right now. So, I got Fire of Love at 26, great documentary. Pleasure from two years ago, hard hmm. movie to watch, but I watched it again, because I, I, I was like, I have to know if this... If I where I would rank this this year, and it's I mean it's incredible filmmaking. It's uh, I mean uh, Sophia what's her name Sophia Capel was the lead in the movie. Mm. People overuse like daring performance, daring performance in that movie. Um, yeah, really hard to watch, really good. Uh, number four, uh, yeah. Then I have Scream, Glass Onion, Happening, which is a movie I'll talk about later for under the radar ish. Mm. Um, Great pairing with uh, Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I heard that then. Uh, Bros, a documentary uh, from all of I went to see. If I watch this again, I don't know. Oh, maybe All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, which is getting the, the Criterion release. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excellent documentary. Um, Chacha Real Smooth. I was so fucking angry. It couldn't get there. Chacha Real Smooth is so fun and so endearing. Cooper Rafe, Dakota Johnson is like the sexiest person in the world in that movie. My God. <laughs> Everyone in the Every one of us is saying this. No matter who. It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't even know. Well, now I'll see it. <laughs> From Chacha Real Smooth and myself, I'll talk about that to women talking. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I just saw this uh, last night. Um, if I saw it again, and uh, my theory experience is really weird. Uh, the lights turned on. I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, if I saw it again uninterrupted, it might hit the 10. Um, it, great performances. Super powerful movie. Everyone should see it. Uh, love it. The uh, Woman King. Mm. Under, uh, I mean, I, I want to see that. Great. It so fun. Uh, 16 uh, on the count of three. I was surprised it stayed that high. Um, but it was it was close, of course. Uh, Fifteen was Navalny, uh, one of my favorite documentaries of the year. It has one of the best scenes, which we'll talk about later. Fourteen was Banshees. Thirteen was Fablemans. Twelve, I'll talk about later too. It was I was so mad to g- kick this out. Rebecca Hall, Resurrection. Yeah, I was going to talk about it later. Fucking amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number eleven. This is 
Now, I love those bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, I had fun with that. Fucking love it. it were, I've seen it three times now. <laughs> it gets better and deeper I each imagine. time I watch it. Yeah. It's incredible. That's, yeah. That was 11. Yeah. We'll talk about favorite well, performances, and that has one of mine. So, I feel like you guys definitely have the same number one. So oh, yeah, we do. maybe I should do my number yeah. one. And oh, we do have the same. Yeah, the I'll do my number one and then we can talk. But about I know, it. yeah, you must. It must be your number five then. His number yeah, one. yeah, yeah. My number one is Babylon. Oh um, fucking hell! Uh, yeah, which dude. is a super divisive movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's in the fifty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's so. Uh, I I uh, adored this movie. I and look, I'm not even a huge Damien Chazelle fan. I really like Whiplash. Oh. I think La La Land is fine. I think oh, First Man is fine. I There's nothing about this movie that made me think, like, oh, this is going to be great and I'm going to love it. I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh, it looks interesting. And I, I went to see it with my friend, my good friend, Braden Cooley, friend of the podcast. Uh, and I was, we were, what a visceral reaction we had. Because we were, I was, like, laughing straight from my gut sometimes. Like, it's so incredibly funny. The scene... With the when they when Margot Robbie's trying to film the talkie and the sound keeps messing up and PJ Byrne is like screaming at the top One of his lungs. One of the best scenes of the year. Yes, easily. I adore that scene and the way it climaxes is perfect. Um, I like the for most of the movie I was like this is really great. It's a costume drama and also like a Fairly Brothers gross out comedy. <laughs> it's very Boogie Nights, obviously. I mean, in the yeah. Uh, yeah, in the first literal. 12 minutes, <laughs> there's shit from an elephant and yes. human piss on a man. It's like, wow, golden shower and shit. This is going... And there's literally, uh, there's a, uh, um, it is another one of those, wow, the title's showing up now? Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Here, yeah. Well, yeah. our story is that we saw it during a bad snowstorm and then we left about 40, 50 minutes in. Oh, yeah. So I only no, saw... it was, no, we left. 30 minutes in or less. Right? I, yeah, I watched it again. We, no, we left 20 minutes in. No, we okay. didn't, because that opening scene is pretty long. That's like 30 minutes Because we left at, least. at the beginning of post Brad, the thing. Yeah, so Brad Pitt oh. was in, like, Brad Pitt's house. That's where yeah. we got to. So when Babylon, when the title showed up. it was like 30 minutes. When the title showed up as late as it did, I and after how much insane stuff had happened already, I leaned over to Brayden and I was like, show off. You know, because <laughs> it's, it's such a show off move. Uh, but, yeah, so for most of it, I was like, I'm really enjoying this. A lot of fun, really entertaining. I love kind of the points it's making. It's obviously very informed by a knowledge of cinema. And then when the third act comes and Tobey Maguire shows up, which I won't spoil, but when Tobey Maguire shows up, it becomes a straight-up horror movie. It becomes terrifying. Um, the Alfred Molina scene in Boogie Nights. Yes, yeah. no, it is the Alfred. Like, it's the Jesse's Girl scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and like, like garish red lighting uh, gross out, like just genuinely like disgusting stuff. Very funny too, because Tobey Maguire rides that line where he's also very funny. He has a moment where he pitches a Wyatt Earp movie that also I still laugh at every time I think about it. With um, his pale skin, yes, like, he's and his, disgusting. His bulgy looking. eyes, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Um, great. Uh, Diego Calva, very good. I'd never seen him before in yes. the lead role. Um, really great. Uh, Rory Scovel, who's one of my favorite comics, shows up as the, he's the Count. He, he's oh my very god, funny I love that guy in his. Uh, in his scenes oh, in the movie. The reveal of a certain thing that yes. happens with his character is like, are yes. you fucking kidding me? I, this movie I, is amazing. Uh, Samara Weaving, Olivia Wilde, a lot of they famous people. They put Samara Weaving and Margot Robbie in the same movie. Damon Chazelle understands us. Yes. Does he, even, uh, does he even acknowledge that they look the same? Is there a point about that? In the well, movie? it's because like, she is... Uh, no, uh, there isn't. No, there is a thing where they're wearing the same dress, I think, at some point. Yeah. And yeah. I was like... 
That's pretty funny if that's what this is. Oh, and Eric Roberts, who yeah. is the guy you go to if any terrible, shitty uh, $10 B-movie needs yeah. a name actor, they get Eric Roberts. To see him in a real movie was amazing. Yeah. I was so happy to see Eric Roberts in a real movie. Um, and then I shot beautifully on 35mm on film, which is really cool. Uh, I didn't see it in 70mm. There's nowhere around here to see that, but... Um, the uh, I was going to say, a very big divisive part that keeps coming along. I know it's been a topic on film Twitter recently is the ending, which I'm not going to yeah. spoil. But, uh, I, I, I'm like, I know it's like a montage. Yeah, there's a montage. I think there's a misunderstanding of it. Because I think the montage and the finale and the way it plays into Singing in the Rain, which comes up in the end, I think capitalizes on the whole point of the movie. Which is the movie is about this tension between loving cinema and loving all of the films we've gotten you know, over the course of cinema history... And at the same time acknowledging how terrible and abusive and exploitative the industry is. And it's He said it's like a love letter to cinema, hate letter to Hollywood. Yes, and that's perfect. And some people read that ending as though it's just pure orgasmic, like, oh, aren't movies great? But there's a very intentional thing in all the films that are in that, Avatar being one of them, uh, in that uh, montage, that's like, no, this is about specifically movies that changed the medium in some way. And how specifically movies, evolved, not just great movies, but how movies changed in the way they were made. Because that's what this movie's about, right? Well, it's funny, because like, one of the criticisms also of this movie, which, I, this is almost a tar thing, where it's yeah. like, we are, this is like literal ink block thing. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Mm. Except, no, I should say not ink block, because that's open to interpretation. I, I think clearly there's depth. Yeah. There's a big criticism that this this movie is not deep. It, it the characters are not deep at all. It's just surface level. And I'm like, mm. did we watch the same thing? Because people yeah. think the whole movie, like what we saw this opening orgy scene, that's just like crazy shit everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit that you haven't seen in the rest of the movie. But there's so many scenes of just quiet. Yeah, contemplative talking. Whether yeah. it's a scene with uh, uh, Margot Robbie and Diego in the car, yeah. uh, where she kind of talks about stuff, her character, or a scene between Gene Smart and Brad Pitt, the scene with Margot Robbie's mom. Yeah, and it's yeah. like these mom- moments are quiet, and they're these larger than life characters because yeah. they want to be in a way, but they're also you see how broken these people are at the same time. So to me it was really confusing yeah. that people thought it was just candy. Like almost like a like, right. a, like and, yeah. And as candy it works. It is endlessly it's entertaining. Great candy it, it's too. it's it's more like a steak, you know? Yeah. Delicious, but there is something there, you know. Nice and, crust. Yes. And I'm I was like uh you know, there's so many scenes that are just so funny and yeah. so entertaining. PJ Byrne in this movie, <laughs> he's, he, great. he's honestly one of my favorite performers of the year. This yeah. guy is just in the one scene alone. <laughs> yeah, this a scene we're talking about. Like, it, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredibly tense. Yeah, and I'm just like, this guy's so funny. Yeah, like, if anyone. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's great. And the way it's another three-hour movie where it benefits yeah. from the fact that scenes are given the permission to play out as long as they do. I think is a benefit. Um, the whole scene where uh, Diego Calva when he has to go get the new reel of film, and they really oh, play out how God. long that takes, but it, it works and it's not boring. Hey, this guy's you asking know? if this is a. T- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this a 2.30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Um, and then, But I want to say about that final montage and how it wraps up the point of the movie is that it's simultaneously beautiful and romantic and also, like, um, objectively horrifying. 
it's also I think Diego Calva's character is feeling multiple things. He's feeling this love, this 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 you know enchantment over this incredible thing that he got to participate in and this legacy that he leaves and what they made and also just this horrifying realization that all of his friends who died are just lost to time to this this thing that keeps evolving and it's going to keep eating people and spitting them out uh also to bring up i think a very apt metaphor that's a nope eating people and spinning them out but but the way that it is like it's this abusive horrible industry and but also creates the greatest art of all time and i think the movie is about reconciling both of those things and that's what i love about it it's not just about a message it's about an open question and the movie leaves the open question to you and that's something i really and i understand why some people don't like it i know it can be a lot i know some people might just find it obnoxious whatever it's self-masturbatory it's uh uh, uh, you know, really self-indulgent. Fine, totally fine. But I get it. I just loved it. Purpose. Yeah, it's like uh, it's the Great Gatsby. I mean, I, to me, I said this is like the Great Gatsby mixed with uh, Boogie Nights. Um, I miss something else. I'm, I'm playing. You know what? Yeah, and it's it's and I, I love Boogie Nights. I love Boogie Nights. I mean, I don't think it's as good as Boogie Nights, but Boogie Nights is. Mm. But um, I fucking love this film. Yeah, and uh, I think this is Brad Pitt's. It's one of his best performances. He's very it's good. hard for me to say if this is my favorite Margot because also Itania exists, but also Babylon. Mm. I mean, she gets to play every level. Yeah. She gets to go. This is the, she does what so few actors I feel don't do. She's not afraid in this movie to look disgusting. Yeah. To look like a fool. So many yeah. actors want to look. She looks good. disgusting, but she still looks beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna say that. I she just still looks, looks. Yeah. It looks disgusting <laughs> in looks her gorgeous. actions. Like the things yeah. in one scene. She's just lucky. Good jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Good she jeans. does stuff. It's like wow. Yeah. She went for it, and I wish she could have gotten this yeah. actress. The scene where she's dancing her. and smoking the cigarette is full on. Yeah. And she just puts her full body into it, and and there are look at the end of the day, there are things about this movie that. Yeah, I, so, I sound like 13-year-old me. I sound like a guy... On the base level, there are long shots in this movie where I was like, this is incredible. And I'm thinking about the camera, and I'm thinking about what they're doing, and I'm thinking about every choice, and I'm just like, this is this, such a feat, and I know this was so hard to do. It's like when you're a kid and you watch the Copacabana scene from Goodfellas. It's yeah. that, you know, to a certain extent. And, like, yes, I understand... That's immature, young cinephile in me, but that's still in me. And in addition to all those other things I love about the movie, I can watch something like that, and I'm a 13 year old kid loving movies again. You know, yeah, it's an injection yeah. into cinema, I mean, yeah. cinema into your veins. It's a, it's like a Fableman's, but it's like, look at this, look at this shit, look at everything. Uh, the score is amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it does sound a lot like La La Land, but I think I think there's there's a reason for that. But um, yeah. I. Love the score. Uh, he's probably gonna win, like he always yeah, does. It's, it's interesting because I, I, you know, of what I've heard about this movie, I feel like it's like it's a cool. It'd probably be a very interesting, not double feature, but like just comparing La La Land and yeah. Babylon because they're two very similar sides of the same coin. Sides of the of. same coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the how the, the La La Land seems to be like the Hollywood version of it, and I think he realizes that. Or maybe he came to realize that and made this movie. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that interpretation. I, I'm not sure if I fully am on board with that. I, I get that. Because after this movie, if it's more recent, he obviously mm. has some pretty pessimistic, nihilistic views of Hollywood. Sure. Because I don't think La La Land was this absolute, like, 
It's great being here. I mean, I think it it does like he in that movie is showing that. He I mean, when you're both successful to, at the very end of the movie, in, yeah. in a way. Yeah, but it's successful. also like the struggle of all those people, and also it's like with success, what yeah. do you lose? Well, and I think that's what Babylon has in a way too. It's like yeah. with well, I'm spoil part. Yeah. Well, like a lot of great directors, his movies are having a conversation with each other, and I think yeah. that's cool. And as a notor, you look for that in people. I, the last thing I wanted to say: there's a moment. There's a brief, there's one moment uh, that's, you know exactly everything it's saying in that moment between Diego Calva and uh, the guy from Overlord. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, John, uh, uh, Depo. John Depo. Something, uh, Something like that. That guy's fucking amazing. He's oh, great. Yeah, I know the scene. Yeah, the, there's a scene where the, the theater Hard gasped. I heard the theater gasp at that moment, and everyone was like, I cannot believe this is happening. Robin Adepo. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's great in the movie. Also too. in um, the When They See Us, the miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Amazing, yeah. amazing guy. Yeah. That's a, that, that's yeah, a that great scene, show. Especially being me watching the scene yeah. you're talking about. That says so much about us that I'm like, the guy from Overlord. <laughs> but no, I mean, I know yeah. Overlord, I know from uh, yeah, yeah. When He Sees in This. Yeah, that scene that Johnny's talking about, I was like... Yeah, I hope you see it, Aiden, because I... I it, that's that's, that's my you. biggest blind spot of the yeah. year. All right, let's talk about your guys' number one. Cool. <laughs> Jurassic Ooh. World Dominion. Yeah. <laughs> Who, how, how do we? How do we do this? Let's let's do well, a cap. Let's do RR. Okay, but this is. <laughs> so you have to do. For people listening at home, they're touching arms. I'll say this though. Yeah. This is the first five star. It's hard to me to clarify this because okay, this is the first five star I've given at least to a new release since The Lighthouse or maybe Parasite when I was four and a half, then it was a five technically. This is one of the first five stars I've given in general since The Handmaiden, which I watched for the first time in 2020. I watched so many films. Some things were unranked, but they were probably five stars, like some of the Pixar movies that I, like yeah. Toy Story. I'm like, it was a five. Mm-hmm. But this is my first one. Like new movie that you've seen. And, or just in A movie general. that you've never seen before Four. you have a five star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's... We, you mentioned it earlier. It's. I'll it's let a, you go first. I just well I I, I haven't right. said the name yet for people. We haven't so. said that. Well, you did say it. You said it earlier, but yeah. they probably forgot. Ooh, let's it's do been a couple hours. It's, <laughs> it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh wow, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it five times. Me too. Holy shit. Me I too. I just saw it in theaters the other day because they re-released oh, it. Oh fuck, yeah, yeah. they did. Um, and it's just like, I mean. We've talked. I mean, we talked about this a number of times this evening. I think we've had a great conversation. I'm really happy with how this has turned out. Yeah. Um, but about maximalism and you yeah. know how it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And you know, but I think this movie, besides having you know butt plugs and raccoons and Joe Butupaki and stuff <laughs> and hot dog fingers, it's just it's this you know incredibly impactful meaningful story about a family and the relationship between a mother and a daughter yeah. and i just i think that's at the core of the movie and we all know that but you know this movie's been talked about at nauseum just yeah. because of how much everyone loves it became divisive at some point because every well, movie every great cool. movie is going to have its exact well, it's, it's not gonna, cool to like yeah. it anymore it's not cool to like based. it anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a movie no, yeah. with a butt plug activating uh powers in a parallel universe is somehow the front runner for best picture and Best Director, and one of them for Best Actress, and also has the most nominations. The world is changing, yeah. boys. I think, yeah. I think we'll credit it. I think we have to credit it to Parasite, of just sure. like kind of genre yeah. movies. It blew open the, blew uh, open the asshole. The get, get, get Out as well. Get Out. And Get Out, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Parasite more just because it won. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm. Like, well, I think if we want to like, if we go back further, I think Lord of the Rings: Return of the King mm. was this. You know, it's a big genre movie that did win Best Picture. Yeah. But that didn't really open any floodgates because the next year, probably, I think Chicago won or something like that, yeah, or something yeah. boring, um, <laughs> relatively. Yeah. Um, Sorry, no, Crash won the next. Oh, Crash won the next. <laughs> Classic. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> that's even that's a better example. That's yeah, a way yeah. better example. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like I I I think one of the things that I think we need to I mean, just like you know, everything about this movie is just like you know, meticulously made. They made this right before the pandemic, and so mm-hmm. that and I think it just took a while to edit and get the visual effects for and everything. But. Um, I just think, oh, did you do you guys know that this movie was almost awful? Or not awful, but it was almost oh, I don't worse. Know what to say. Aquafina was supposed to play Joy in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing. No, that role. Stephanie Hsu in Cats is this role. She's fantastic, and she should win. That I think she's the, she's the breakout, obviously. Yeah, the movie. She's, but yeah. I mean, you could say that, but I also think you know, not breakout because he's obviously broken out before. But Kiki Kwan, Kwan comes back great. and gives the best performance well, of the year. This probably. is how I, the first time I ever heard that this movie was coming out was when Kiki Kwan was in the Goonies reunion with Josh Gad. The reunited <laughs> apart. It was like back in 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. mentioned, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a comeback to acting," and I was so excited because Data was my hero as a young ki- <laughs> as a young Asian kid. Data was my hero and Short Round to a lesser extent. And look, I don't want to reduce. Oh, him. Mean Josh Gad. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's like, Josh Gad. <laughs> He's Asian. Yeah. Oh, as, my a, as a yeah, like I don't want to reduce him to those roles because obviously that's what everyone's no, doing. Yeah. But uh, obviously that's mo- uh, for all of us our entryway to Kihi Kwan. And it, one thing people forgot is that he had a great career as a stuntman as a while too. For one, so he knows how to do action. I like, saw a clip of him on the Matrix, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I saw yeah. him on X Men, not the Ma- uh, my, my X Men. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And so like the way he employs all of his talents, where he does such a great job as an action star in this movie, but also such a great job playing a geeky, neurotic character, comedic character. and a comedic character. He uses all of his talents and he, the majority of his talents. So he's well. the he's the heart of the movie. He's yeah. the heart of that family, and he's the heart of the movie. Yeah. And I think I think you get an actor like that. You get an, a charismatic, just good person. One of yes. the only probably good Hollywood people. Yeah. You get one of the only good ones and just nice ones, and you just, you make them the heart of the story. Yeah. Because you know you can say that the core of it is the relationship between Joy and Evelyn, mm. but at but Waymond is like the bind that holds them together. Yes. Yeah. And he has he has a couple moments in that that's heartbreaking. To yeah. Me. Like the moment where she discovers the divorce papers early on. I yeah. think his his performance and, of that's fantastic. But also, you said utilizing everything about him. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, it, oh, ta- yeah. it takes advantage of every single thing that's ever happened to her. Yes. Yeah. In her life, and everything that's led up to her career and where she is right now. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh is a great movie star. She's she is. one of the great movie stars. And ever. I think, yeah. that's why I think she's my, I don't, I know people are kind of between, you know, Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, but mm-hmm. I think Michelle Yeoh, it's, this role encapsulates her. It's the perfect role for her. I could see maybe someone else doing Tar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, she's great in that movie. Well, but, yeah. you know, I could see someone else maybe doing it. But Michelle Yeoh, this is this role was written. Well, it was written for Jackie. Jackie Chan, Chan which would have been cool in its own been way. Cool, yeah. in its own way, yeah. But well, it still plays uh, the mom. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fact that like it just is like, hey, let's take everything good that you're good at. And make that the part of the character and yeah. part of this movie and part but of your put role. it in something you've never done before. Exactly. You know, yeah, like it's a perfect, yeah, like you said, using 
all these things that work individually and putting in something just incredibly creative and unlike yeah. anything that's been done before, you know. Because and uh, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis is a lot of fun. I love seeing James Hong give a real good. Like I yeah. love James Hong. I love James Hong. I'm a huge Big Trouble in Little China guy, and uh, yeah, getting to see him do some real acting again is was great. Yeah. yeah. Jenny Slate also Marcel was in yeah, the film. Just a, that was a fun oh, little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. is Dana Shiner the one of the directors in the movie? I know Dan Kwan is in it just for a second. He's like he gets he's one, he's like the first one that gets sucked into the the bin yeah, at the end yeah. of the Shiner movie. is the he's one. He's the gimp, right? Yeah. The gimp guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. That's why I thought it was him, um, but I just wanted to confirm that. Yeah, the one thing about the movie couple things about it the way it pays tribute to other movies i think is very clever like oh, it with works Wong Kar Wai and... well the Wong Kar Wai reference is incredible the sincere Wong Kar Wai uh, uh homage is fantastic the references to old uh like uh Shaw Brothers kung fu movies to when in the alternate universe where she's a movie star yeah, yeah. you know so much of it's, it's so in like actual footage of her and like flashbacks crazy rotations like yeah, 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 yeah. background yeah but um also uh what was i gonna say I can't remember. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, as far as the plot goes, I think utilizing a high concept for something so... Because I mean, somebody said something like, oh, this is Reddit's idea of what a great adult drama is. And it's like, w- look, we're not idiots. We know what a great adult drama is, yeah. right? We're not... Paul Blart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the godfather, too, of the Paul Blart. No, this is a movie that, like... We know what a great adult drama is. We love so many of those. This is not an adult drama. It's not lost on us. This is a, this is a, a comedy uh, and a and an action sci-fi movie that's also Trojan horsing a, a family drama in it. Yeah. But you know, it's not like obviously it's trying to be an entertaining movie. It goes above and beyond that by being by utilizing that premise to be about regrets and choices and yeah. all of that stuff that makes a genre movie resonate more, you know? Genre movies don't have to just be genre movies. They can go further than that, you know? it's It doesn't mean we're trying to pretend this is an adult drama, you know? It just means we're kind of... We're kind of mixing things together. We're going above and beyond what mm. might be expected of us. Because I... You know? I uh, I'm about to cook. Yeah. Like, oh, here we go! Movies. <laughs> I, what if I just literally left? Oh, if I had a car, it'd be so funny. Yeah, no, I, I for me, this isn't even just like my favorite movie of the year. I, I saw, I mean, obviously it didn't give this five stars at first. But then again, I'm really hard with that. Mm. Uh, th- this is an elite club, one of almost 60, not even 60 movies. But I think this, uh, this encapsulates everything that I love about movies and maybe yeah i i think i I mean i'm a person i love like a movie like seven bleak as hell almost no hope it's fucked up it's weird i love it i I don't like some people like i'm one of my friends uh oh jesse frawley he's he doesn't like movies that make you feel bad (laughs) and i'm like but there's people like that they go to movies for a certain reason i get it i don't go for a certain reason i go to feel everything and I think a movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once, though I love a, like dark, fucked up movies that make me uh, sad and depressed and want to kill myself, possibly. Not actually. Like, you know, it's like, Jesus, life sucks. I think when a movie is able to balance something like this movie is, where it's able to balance this heart 
um, this uh, optimism, also with this uh, really fun, like you said, like it's a Trojan horse for a family drama. But I love that it's able to be so funny. Mm-hmm. So funny and so bombastic, but also yeah. so serene. Silly, like, funny. Every, yeah. And yeah. Uh, every time I've seen this movie, there's like mul- there's like moments that get like two specific moments that get huge audience laughs. And I don't know if you guys saw this in a big crowd. Uh, I've, it was a decent sized. I saw it in oh, a yeah, decent no, sized crowd a couple times. But I yeah. And then but the do you want to like you want to lie here or do you want to join me? And she's like I want to lie here. That gets mm-hmm. a huge laugh every time I see the movie. And then obviously the the butt plug scene. The butt plug scene with the blurred out with the blurred out cock and balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like somehow movies. I mean, having a movie that's comedy and drama is the I think one of the hardest things you can do in cinema Mm. because it can go wrong so hard. Where you're like, is this supposed to be funny? But not in like the I don't know if I should laugh or uh, be concerned here. But it's but in like a bad way. It's like like this is great, and I think. This movie, it's just it's just such as like a small little engine that could, you know, mm-hmm. like how these two people create something so insane and that it works that it resonates yeah. on an emotional level with so many different people and all walks of life is yeah. crazy yeah. and like the rock scene in the film it is. And I, I don't like to be hyperbolic, so that's why I, I thought about it. It is one of my favorite scenes of all time. Mm. Like I just think. We go from this manic, crazy cutting of different <laughs> Michelle Yeohs in all these universes, and yeah. it's like, what the fuck just happened? It just takes a minute and, to breathe, and yeah. it's and it's the fact that we have word, we have text on the screen. The audience, it reminded me of watching The Quiet Place. The, the audience was silent as fuck. Mm-hmm. You could feel that everyone was focused, and somehow we all laughed, even when it's like ha 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 ha, ha yeah. like fuck the world, everything. But and I think it's just. The, the message at the end that if nothing matters, then everything can. Mm-hmm. Just be, I mean, because I think, and that's a really interesting spin on that of like nihilism and everything. It's like, yeah. well, if nothing matters, then why not be a good person? And that's something yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, just like, like Ki Hoi Kwan and Stephanie Sue and Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis, which I love, I like during the movie. Yeah. But the fact that people were like, but Oscar, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You guys got to <laughs> calm the fuck down. Yeah. She gets it when she gets it. Let's put Dolly Dealey on anybody else. I'm sorry. This yeah, yeah. does not deserve an Academy Award nomination. She's fun. She's fun. But like, let's let's chill the fuck out. Yeah. 72, I think, one of the best debuts yeah. I've seen since a lot of She has games. line delivery in the movie that's burned in my brain. Yeah. Like, there's so many great moments where she... It's... It's... Yeah. It's... Organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the part where she pretends that she's hurt and she goes, ow! And then she, like, lays down and but rests. That, yeah. that moment where she, like, sings the sucked into a bagel is yeah. just, like, haunting. Cause yeah. just, like, cause Her entrance like, as Jobu Tabaki in the IRS oh, building, which yeah. the fact that this is an IRS building, yeah. and that's, like, the inside of the entire film is fucking it's, impressive. Yeah, in it's scene. set in one building. But yeah. her, like, yeah. there were first two minutes, two and a half minutes, uh, when from her entering to her when she's like doing the fake it's blood or she's beating the guy with the dildos and then it's the shot <laughs> in the slow-mo yeah yeah I can't remember the last time I was like wow that's a fucking even though we saw her character but mm. that has her that character that what an entrance fucking, yeah. yes yeah. Uh, um, oh I was just gonna say one lo- uh, other thing is uh I had seen obviously we all seen Swiss Army Man. I think yeah. we all enjoyed it. I, you know? I love, love that. Yeah, Army yeah. Man. I like Swiss Army Man a lot. I really love their short film Interesting Ball. 
by the oh, game. I've seen it. Which was um, my shout out to my friend Trevor Tress. He showed it to me. It's like a ten minute long short film. You can see it on YouTube. But when I saw that, I was like, they need to make a movie like this. And that's what this is. Like if you watch Interesting Ball, you're gonna kind of see the early remnants of, or kind of just the seeds of what became everything. When, everywhere when all Swiss once. Army Man isn't enough. To show that you're creative, your full creative vision, you know, like you got some stuff going on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's like, but it's almost like sad because it's like, how do you top this? How do where do you go where from you? here? Probably just opposite direction. Yeah, you know, you don't try to top it in terms of ex- extreme extremity and yeah. all that stuff. Just go something. You know, they made the move. They pr- they probably did it like uh, I forget which director says it, but it's like make every movie like your last movie. Yeah, I um, think Jordan Peele said that. Yeah, Jordan Peele. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Make every movie yeah. like your last movie. Yeah. And that's what they probably did. They were like, all right, well, you know, we did Swiss Army Man, but let's make, you know, we're allowed to make the movie we want to make. Let's make it as if it's the last hurrah. Let's yeah. make the most movie we can. And, yeah. like, just seeing this in the theater, to me, was one of those movies, especially, I think it came out, like, in March or April. April, yeah. And it was like, this, to me, is why I still see movies in the theater. And I prioritize yeah. that as much as possible. See everything that's in the theater, mm-hmm. in a theater. Because I think... As fans of movies, I think we have to acknowledge that, of course, movies are not the center of culture anymore. They're just not. No. People would rather be on TikTok, and I understand. There's a lot of more shit taking up your time. But I think this year has shown not everything, but some things can make... Like, everything everyone wants is a fucking blockbuster. Mm. It grossed... It, like, over it, $100 million. Over $100 million yeah. in, like, a, what, $10 million budget? Yeah, thing? and, like, if you... A24 is no longer, like, a small... Yeah, it's like a jump When you see yeah. Joe Russo and Anthony Russo... <laughs> yeah, 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 that. That's, like, the most, that's a jump scare. That's, like, huh! A low-key yeah, yeah. that almost turned me against the movie. Oh, man. I was like, this movie's great. Oh. And then I saw Joe and Anthony Russo, and I was like, fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah, I think it was, like, like this movie, it... Directors of the Gray Band? <laughs> <laughs> the front of the director? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it, to me, it makes me uh, that much more invigorated to, like, push movies and theaters. Like, when, you know, we're talking about, like, theatrical and seeing movies in the theater all the time. Like, I think this is why. Because it's like, I want to support, even a movie like Tar, which I don't really care that much about. I, I guess I like, you know, I like Tar. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to see a movie like Tar and Thieves because a rising tide raises all ships. And if we mm-hmm. see other movies, they'll make... If we see Spencer, we'll get a Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Because people will have the chance to make more shit. And I think because we live in a time where more people than ever, on a more diverse scale, are able to make films. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me... And I get what you mean. Like, the past is the past. There's so much shit we'll never be able to see what I want to see from the past. But I think also because what we love isn't at the pinnacle of society anymore, I kind of want to make sure I'm supporting to as much as I can the now. You're, you're, well, you're, you're funding the future. You vote, you vote with yeah. your wallet. I don't want, yeah. Yeah, I don't want cinema yeah. to like be... Like, I remember Timothy Chalamet was like, I don't know if like... Like if acting is gonna end up like uh, like opera, like something only like a select few people see that we kind of talk about in this weird, <laughs> like yeah yeah opera, you know? It's like well, like I don't want cinema to be some kind of like relic. Like it's mm-hmm. like yeah, remember when we used to see movies? Like and I remember think when that's... entertainment was more than a minute long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's why I think I try like I mean I don't really post anything on social media that's not movie content because social media I hate it so much. Yeah, that. but like I try to when something doesn't have like a big budget that people will already know from ads or whatever. I try to, like, inform other people because just one yeah. person loving a movie that wouldn't usually give a shit 
they'll tell their parents, their coworkers, their family, and it's just it's a word of mouth. That's how everything everywhere all at once became what it was. And I'm like, that's to me it like that and Top Gun and a few other movies like reinvigorated my love for cinema this year. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good way. That's a good place to end it for everything everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I and you know, I'm I'm, I feel two different ways. I feel on like one side, I'm very happy. I'm very happy that doing this gets me, it gives me that drive to catch up on all the good stuff from every year. Because I'm always happy. I'm always yeah. happy with what I see and I'm always glad I see it. And at the same time, every time this episode's happened, I'm like, okay, now that stack of Blu-rays of movies from the 70s, I can finally get back into yeah. some of those. You know, it's like, it's both, it's tension. It's both yeah. at the same time. You know, yeah. that's the, it's the concept. Yeah, with your wallet's the perfect way to put it. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a bagel. Um, so let's talk about maybe some of our uh, small awards here. For Do you want to talk with some of our favorite performances? Can I, wait, can I do my family's top five real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, give us oh, that. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go from least based to most based. Okay. <laughs> my dad has the least based list. Least based, okay. Five, The Sea Beast. Four, Thor, Love and Thunder. Three, The Gray Man. Two, The Batman. One, Everything Ever All at Once. No Top Gun. No Top Gun. At least we, we, we love the top two. Your dad yeah. and I, we can hang out. The Gray Man? I never and saw The Gray Man. My sister, oh, Lane. Um, number five, Pearl. Number four, Turning Red. Wow. Number three, The Black Phone. Mm. Number two, Terrifier 2. And number one, Everything Ever All at Once. Hell yeah. That's Terrifier 2 is kind of based. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And then my mom's top five, she saw the probably the most, was five Glass Onion, four Turning Red, three RRR, two Marcel, and one Everything Ever. So everyone Sweet. in my family's number one of yeah. the year was Everything Ever All at Once. That's awesome. I, uh, so best performance, uh, yeah. one person that I'm sure we can all agree on is Mia Goth for both X and Pearl. I haven't seen Pearl. But oh, I, okay. I know she's, oh, she's yeah. in X. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her dual yeah. performance. I didn't realize she was both characters in X until the credits. I did a certain... Oh, yeah, we saw that together. Yeah, I did yeah. a certain point. I was like, is that her in makeup? Mm-hmm. No, maybe I'm crazy. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, any any others you guys throw out there? Yeah, I've mentioned... I mean, I already mentioned all of mine. Are, my, my top four, Michelle Yeoh, Colin Farrell, Stephanie Hsu, and Kiki Kwan. Yeah. Um, uh, Rachel Sennett, Bodies, 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 That's one of the funniest fuckies. Funny. Like, yeah, everything yeah. she says is iconic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, I think I am an yeah. ally. I think yeah. I'm an ally. <laughs> he, he's Upper a Libra moon class. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doing a podcast is a lot of work, you guys. Yeah. The, when she, ugh, I don't want to spoil it. But the thing when she says, my leg, that whole sequence is the hardest I've laughed all year. I watched my it at home leg. again. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just the comedy of the scene and just her like, ah, my leg. She's a real <laughs> talent. She's, she's very great. funny. Yeah. Bottoms yeah, is coming out this year, I think. Oh, I'm so yeah. fucking excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's teaming up with Emma Selman, the director okay. of the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I was going to, you hinted at it, but Rebecca Hall in uh, Resurrection. That was my next one. Yeah. Right, Incredible. What in an un- I love the movie. People, I, like I think, movie love her and yeah. the movies. They're like, I that was so close. I think yeah. that movie is tense yeah. and this weird. Her monologue in that movie, her monologue is is jaw dropping. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and then the, when it's over and it cuts to her like assistant or whatever, and yes. then she's like broke. She's like, yes, is, yeah. Is this a joke? It's similar to the like, Pearl monologue. It's yeah. the same type of effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, uh, Tim, Tim, Roth. Tim Roth also great in the movie. Yeah, I love it, Tim Roth's and I love the end. I love all the endings, like the ending in the and then the ending action of the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see. 
I, she's just incredible. Rebecca Hall in horror movies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, cause oh. she was also great in The Night House. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you um, have others? Two ones that I think get completely forgotten because no one knows their names is Ram Sharan and N.T. Rama Rao Jr. from oh, Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mentioned this, but I'm obviously super biased. Love David Lynch and, uh, and the Fablemans. Yeah. Mark Rylance and Bones and All. I was on my list. Fantastic. If I could have put a fucking person in there, that guy, Sully, <laughs> that was one of my favorite. He's so creepy. So creepy. So creepy. And it's yeah. like, and then when he grabs her eventually, at the, the, I was like, buddy, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah. Uh, the kid, something Campbell, the kid who played Corey in Halloween Ends, obviously, I would yeah. mention. Um, also, uh, yeah, this is a popular choice. I really liked Austin Butler as Elvis. I thought he he's was great. very good. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to claws in me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but my biggest takeaway of that movie was Austin Butler was really good. Yeah. yeah. What's the What's the He's like, have mercy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he sticks the microphone. That's a real Elvis thing. That's a real Elvis thing. The fact that he did it yeah. was awesome. Also, Tom Hanks very funny in that movie. Oh, Tom Hanks is I don't know, so funny. I've not me. seen Tom Hanks, besides Elvis, I've not seen like four last movies. I haven't seen The Man from Auto. I didn't see his Apple movie. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Shit. The, 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 he wrote that. Oh, and Greyhound. And yeah. I didn't see Pinocchio yet. I didn't see any of those. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, um, Oh, I have uh, John Boyer. And breaking from Sundance. Yeah, he was great in that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Small yet. movie. He's he's terrific in it. Amazing. I think he's good oh. best actor. Christopher Abbott on the count of three. I had that too. Loved yeah. him. Oh um, my god, I love that guy. Uh, Janelle Monae and Glass Onion. Yeah, really great yeah, performance. Really it really gets under swept under the rug. Yeah, uh, Sam- how good that is. Samantha Morton and she said we're talking about one scene okay. performances. Mm-hmm. She is phenomenal. And I see, like, I I, see that. she said is not. It wasn't like that. Um, the movie Bombshell, like you thought. Oh yeah, I thought it was gonna be like. It bombshell. was really good. It was. I didn't think it was as successful as Spotlight, but I think it really mm-hmm. handled um, uh, putting the focus on the victims. Yeah. Uh, or of that's fucking. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit. I have Kiki Palmer and Nope. Oh yeah, Kiki Palmer's fantastic. You know, I loved everybody. You know, I like Michael Wincott and Nope. Yeah, Michael Wincott's great. <laughs> I like everybody. Stephen Young. There's like a there's a there's a there's an yeah. editing choice that's a cut from him as a kid to him as an adult. Yes, it's haunting. Yeah, yeah. very good. Th- yeah. Th- th- thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser and the Whale. Oh, of course. Uh, Fraser. Fraser. Uh, Fraser. Yeah. The the person I've said in this group chat a million times the best performance of the year no question to me and a lot of people Daniel Detweiler until I do not understand what the fuck happens yeah but I know I think they got some sh- that was some shady shit I think I people just they investigated yeah but people just don't want to watch I get you I, I almost didn't want to watch it but it's not because I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was like why do we fucking need this yeah. it is not what I expected and other people. It's a really good movie. It's it's yeah. solid, but like she, I I mean, it's one of the best performances I've seen in a few years. Did, I, yeah. did either of you see Two Leslie? I have. I to haven't see seen it, it yet. Is okay. it I will. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I, I want to. Did I just yeah. tell you? I was like, I don't know if I'll see it. And then I saw it was shot in 35 millimeter. I was like, all right, I'll see it. Yes. <laughs> that was like um, <laughs> the shock when I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And then it's yeah. like. And then Kate, Win- uh, Kate Winslet's like, this is the best actress performance I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, who, wait, wait, who, who did you have again? Who? Who did you just say? Daniel Detweiler. Oh, oh, um, yeah. Regina King and Honk for Jesus Save Her Soul. She's very good. Love her. Yeah, that movie, yeah. I think, is mostly for black people. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of whites did not love it. Nicholas Holt in the menu. 
Hope. Yeah. yeah, you didn't love it. Yeah, uh, I liked everyone in the menu. Oh no, I'm oh, sorry. No, I was talking about. Uh, I didn't see the menu. Oh, eight and nine. oh you did? No, oh, I was really flawed. Yeah, Hong, um, Ch- Hong Chow had a great year between that and the whale. These are tortillas. Yeah, tortillas. Tortillas, delicioso. But everything. Leguizamo, very yeah. funny. Leguizamo, Violet Knight. Very yeah, yeah, Leguizamo yeah. also good. David Harbour, very good yeah. in Violet yeah, Knight. Oh, uh, Beverly D'Angelo in Violet yeah, Knight really yeah. caught me off guard. Yeah, honestly though, Nicholas Holt. I if he if it was my Oscars, I might. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's a little crazy to put him in supporting actor. I everything he said was the funniest thing. He was very I, funny. He, yeah. he just like protein or veg. Protein <laughs> or veg. Oh, he probably give you a thing. He gets slapped in the face yeah. and, and he keeps like, talking. So what did he give you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I was gonna say. Um, I. Oh gosh, it slipped my mind. Come back to me. What else were you? Um, do you guys one more. I, I really no one saw this movie, but I actually thought it was a. Okay. Was Empire of Light um, with mm. Olivia Coleman? Olivia Coleman was okay, but Michael Ward is a really great up and coming actor. Yeah. Couldn't um, get nominated really, though. No, couldn't get nominated, he's but he's uh, very good. Black. Uh, yeah. Black. <laughs> oh, I Justin Long and Barbarian. Oh. Justin Long and Barbarian. Oh yeah, no, I had oh, that yeah. too. So yeah, yeah. funny. Yeah. But yeah. you know what's interesting, and I don't know if you guys have heard about this or know this, but I went to Best Buy the other day. Have you heard about this? Best Buy? Um, I've yeah, heard it's a little, little indie store. Yeah. No, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, no. Um, but I was walking, I was just looking at the movie section really quick, Ugh. and I saw that Till, the Blu-ray of it, was $35. Wow. Yeah, all oh, Best Buy Best movies. Buy has completely gone up, because oh, yeah. they're, they're promoting the total tech thing, that service where you pay $200 a year and you get like some like tech services and stuff like that. Uh, but if you have that service, squad, it's a so. normal price Blu-ray. But if you want to, like, if you're a normie and you don't have it, yeah, everything, like, Women, Woman King on 4K was $41. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, is this Barnes & Noble not seen or this. what? It's, it's, like the, it's the death yeah. of physical media right there. Right? Yeah, that's terrible. It's and awful. Best Buy, uh, I like, you sometimes says, yeah, <laughs> yeah bathroom, you can talk. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, you can go. Uh, I don't have you in my body. <laughs> I was gonna say Best Buy also tends to have some great like boutique labels. Yeah. They have like Shop Factory and Criterion. Criterion and, yeah, 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 a lot of that vinegar, stuff. I've seen some Vinegar Syndrome there before. Oh, I haven't seen any Vinegar Syndrome. I'd love. To, oh yeah, Vestron Video. I've seen that their stuff yeah. there a lot. Um, uh, do you want to move on to talking about maybe our favorite needle drops, or should we wait for? I yeah, I already mentioned. Uh, I mentioned. Uh, Two of mine, which are Under Pressure and After Sun and Ricky, Tiki Tavi and Barbarian. But then, like, my last one's just, it's a very basic one. But it's, I mean, just that needle drop of Danger Zone in, in Top Gun is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The, the, I mean, it's, I also, it's the opening, but yeah, still, it's cool. I also liked in Top Gun the uh, the Lady Gaga. No, not the Lady Gaga song. I was going to say the uh, don't, uh, don't Get Fooled Again. Won't Get Fooled Again by the, you know, like... Yeah, the training scene. Oh, 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 no! You can't. No. we don't count this. But the the I mean, the the song that they sing in the bar with the at rooster at the piano. Yeah, they yeah. Sing in the first movie. That's just. A first oh movie. yeah, yeah. Even uh, that was that was one of my biggest problems with that movie. I, I didn't really talk about this when we talked about Top Gun. Yeah. I really like Top Gun Maverick, but I just thought it relied way too much on the original. Sure. Like my dad said, if he didn't like the original. Wow. He's my dad said if he didn't like the original, he wouldn't have liked Top Gun. No, I'll say this. I don't really care for the original, but I like I Top Gun Maverick exactly. a lot. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. The same I completely disagree with the, yeah. relying too much on the original. Like, 100%. I think that, like, it's yeah. a sequel. Yeah. And how do they It felt like the same story. Sure. But, but a better version. But a better version. Yeah. 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 I don't think it felt like the same There's song. beach volleyball. There's singing that song at the piano. It had moments. There's the sure. unnamed bad guy. There's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had moments. There's, the, there's but basically, it's not the there's almost story. practically a you can be my wingman moment at the very sure. end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, it's not. I, I, oh, yeah. 
uh, I don't think it actually, now that I think of it, it wasn't Won't Get Fooled Again. It was, uh, wait, was it Won't Get Fooled Again? Uh, okay, I'm going to have to look it up later. But it was a song by The Who. We're talking about needle drops. There was a song by The Who in that, and it was a good moment. Um, there was uh, two great uses of Don't Fear the Reaper. One at the end of Halloween Ends, and another in X. Uh, I liked the case in both of those movies. Uh, Fox on the Run in Black Phone. When it cuts to the kid in the arcade, arcade, I loved that uh, that cut. Um, the movie Fresh on Hulu with uh, Sebastian Stan and uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, Daisy Jones uh, has an amazing scene with uh, Obsession, uh, the one that's like you're my obsession. I'm not gonna sing the whole song, but uh, it's where he's like he, he's like chopping up bodies and he's dancing. Um, oh, and- the Morbius one. Where Matt Smith is dancing. Oh yeah, the half sex song. Yeah, half sex. <laughs> Something in the way, the Batman. Something in the way. Um, sunglasses at night and hope. Uh, nope. The I wear my sunglasses. I forgot at to night. mention earlier. There's I wrote down in my review of it what that track is called. But there's a track in the score of Nope that is the oh it's called the Run Urban Legends, which is the oh, one. Yeah. That he's with on the horse um, and he's riding, yeah. and that song is it's like a it's like a beautiful, like incredibly composed moment in yeah. the score, and it just it was like certified banger right there. That yeah, was good. Great. Um, um, any other needle drops from you guys? Or I think we said all of them really. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll talk briefly about our biggest surprises. I think we mentioned them. Puss in Boots. Yeah, that was the only one I had. Shin Ultraman. Uh, also, I'd throw in there for myself. Um, greatest Barbarian beer ever. Greatest beer one ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, our worst, our least favorites. Yeah, I, have I, to, I have a top. Five. I have a top. Or bottom five. Worst. I mean, I guess we could all. I mean, I have all everything ranked, so we want to do bottom five. Uh, I mean, we can. My my. Well, you you can shoot off yours. Yeah, I let's just, I'll just rapid fire through these because you know I don't want to ruminate on this shit. Yeah. Um, five. I didn't really see too many bad movies just because I didn't want to. See. Yeah. Uh, five is DC League of Super Pets. <laughs> Four was Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, that okay. movie sucked because. Well, I walked in, and so, you know how, like, at, um, like, Celebration, like, the seats will be connected? Yeah. Like, there's, like, the little bar or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, at Studio C, like, the VIP seats are kind of connected into twos. And so, this late, I walk in, I bought a VIP seat. It's only, like, eight bucks more cause I'm with my VIP thing. And this lady has um, her, like, stuff on my chair. And I go, oh, I'm, I just bought the ticket. I'm, I'm sitting there. And she's like, I'm very uncomfortable right now. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm sitting there and I'm just watching this movie. Like, I'm just creeping this lady out. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. And that's more memorable than that movie. I, I, don't, remember <laughs> that. I don't remember what happened in that movie. Yeah. You just have the black experience. <laughs> I was black for so you, you didn't get the call, cops called on you. That's true. So <laughs> you can still yeah. I'm alive. Still walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, three was Uncharted. Yeah. Just, it was just a shit action movie. Yeah. Who cares about it? It's boring. Number two, I don't even think it came out wide release. If it did, I don't give a shit. Am I okay? It was co-directed by Tick Notaro. It was a Sundance movie. It just sucked ass. It was awful. Sadly, um, and then number one, easily, I didn't. I, this was the only one star I gave uh, for 2022 was Firestarter. I just thought it was the most abhorrent, awful shit mm. I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I it, it went by really fast though, so that was that was a benefit. Yeah, uh, my uh, my bottom ten. Uh, I mean, like I said, same thing. I have twenty twenties new me. I don't see as many bad movies now. So these are two and a half for a while. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and I'm not the one smoking right now. That's funny. 
Uh, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I got Spiderhead, Death in the Nile. Uh, Enough I, champagne to fill the night. <laughs> New Gods, Yang Jin, Jine. Oh, I saw that you saw that. Uh, you know that uh, the Curse, technically, because it was uh, a movie I saw at Sundance in 2021, but The Curse, because it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Duel. I was disappointed by Duel. Mm, you saw yeah. Art of Self-Defense, though. We loved I, I love Art of Self-Defense. Yeah, it, was a, it was a disappointing movie. movie. The only ones I have two stars and lower are now. Uh, Deep Water. Bad movie. People say it's really fun. I'm like, yeah, Netflix no and the Great Netflix. Return of Adrian Lin. Yeah. yeah. Morbius, bad, not as bad Morbius as people say. Is fucking hilarious, though. Uh, I feel bad about this, but I saw Memorial. Yeah. It's bad. Oh, I just don't, I just don't like it. It's yeah. just, I just don't. Um... And my tie for uh, the bottom, my one and a half, Amsterdam, fucking oh, killed myself. Never saw it. I did see the scene when Taylor Swift gets pushed. That was hilarious. Yeah, that funny. was pretty funny. And then my <laughs> worst of the year, one and a half, is Jurassic World Dominion, where yeah. I was like, I literally was just tapping my foot. I was like, I want to leave, but yeah. I, I, I can't, I, I don't just leave. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. No, nope, you can leave. Never. If yeah. I, I if I didn't leave for a Boo 2 of Medea's Halloween, there's no right mind, way in my right mind I could leave with Jurassic World yeah um so my bottom five i do want to give a shout out to some bad movies that i kind of liked um had a weird affection for rob zombies the monsters even though i also didn't oh, like yeah. it it was weird um uh samaritan was stallone a little disappointing especially after overlord overlord how great that was a movie that's kind of bad but i really enjoyed was the new texas chainsaw massacre it's 80 mm-hmm. minutes long it's goes by like a breeze it's so mean-spirited and insane i actually recommend it i think it's a good time it's a good like watch with your friends and cheer type of movie um my bottom five would be thor love and thunder uh very disappointing because i do love ragnarok um just felt like taika waititi phoned it in with script and everything in that movie Uncharted again, boring. I, I watched the uh, Breitbart film My Son Hunter. <laughs> I don't know what words. You're it's just a saying. movie about Hunter Biden. Um, I, I, did you watch I, What Is a Woman? I did not watch What Is a Woman. I put myself through that, but I watched. I we thought My Son Hunter would be funny. There's a couple funny moments. Uh, the guy playing Joe Biden is kind of funny in the movie. Uh, Gina Carano's in it. <laughs> a real fall from grace. Yeah. Uh, but um, mostly kind of boring. Uh, uh, pretty bad. Jurassic World Dominion is my number two worst Man, that movie. That movie sucked. That movie was it's so bad, like unbelievably bad. It shocked me how bad it was. And look, I don't like Jurassic World. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I thought was kind of fun schlock. Yeah, me too. Um, I did not. I thought it was. I fun thought schlock. it was good, and then it was fucking awesome. See, that's where I liked it when it got yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, I know because really because I used to like Jurassic World a lot. Yeah. And then I saw it again re- uh, before I saw uh, this one. I was like, yeah. Oh, I see. Right, right. Jurassic World but is kind of just like a it's a schmaltzy kind of fine okay movie especially doing a podcast on Jurassic Park yeah. and like literally having to like do I was like this is yeah. this it's is incomparable not. it is good to see the old gang again and that's it that's yeah. literally it and, liked, they, and the fact that they weren't just cameos and they were actual like they're supporting roles, supporting roles. yeah like, no it's good it's to cool. see them but other than that Focused. the movie sucks uh, okay. yeah um, and then my number one worst movie this is kind of low-hanging fruit, but it's a movie called I Believe in Santa, which was a Netflix uh, original you know, for Christmas. No, I saw, I saw that right there, and I thought it was Easter Sunday. And I, was like, <laughs> I never I saw that movie. Oh, yeah, 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 no, so. Turning my back on Southeast Asians. Yeah. So. Did you see Bros, by the way? 
I haven't seen Bros. No. Oh, comedy's dead to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I believe in Santa. Just baffling, baffling movie. I, I, I haven't watched enough of those movies. But... I think if I saw, like, Netflix and Christmas movies like that, I wouldn't think I would rate them because I feel like I just watch nothing. Right, it's 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 low-hanging fruit, like yeah. I said. It's oh, kind of yeah. obvious that, that was going to be my worst movie of the year. But... Oh, Lost Baby Girl? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, best theater experiences. I need to give a shout out. You mentioned it earlier, but Terrifier Two uh, was. I watched that very close to midnight with our good friend Heath Sartorius, and I was. It's a long ass movie. Yeah. You, it, you let it wash over you. It's way too long for any slasher movie ever to have the right to be. But it's super ambitious. I'm I'm biased because I'm in the credits for the movie because I donated to the Indiegogo when I was a freshman in college. Um, but I. Yeah, really odd does the first movie. A lot of fun. The theater was just... The theater experience was so cool. People were just like... You could feel people cringing and going, oh, like at every yeah. gross gag. Cool. So, Yeah. You have um, more? Um, oh, Glass Onion was a lot of fun, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, great. Yeah. I saw that in theater. That was did we all, yeah. Yeah. Did we all yeah. see that in theater? I saw the in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then uh, X was cool at the theater because it was funny to... Yeah. As, the, as the crowd slowly realized they were allowed to laugh. Was fun. Yeah. Those girls behind us. Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget those girls. Like, hey, do you think he's going to get stabbed? With <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, no, you see the holes right there. You see the holes. I, I think he's going to stab them. I was like, and like Johnny like had that slow like half turn to be like, yeah. what the fuck up? Oh, uh, yeah, I was really mad at those girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, come on, just have a, your own experience. But I loved when the crowd slowly started laughing. And yeah. they were like, oh, I get it. We're allowed to laugh. This is yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that with like one other person in the theater <laughs> yeah. at like 3 p.m. Do you guys have any other? I got, I got, I got Way of the Water, which is a really cool experience. Yeah, in a full, in a full crowded experience. That was great. Way of Water, I saw an IMAX twice, and I saw an NCG in 3D two days ago. Barbarian, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, great yeah. both times. Uh, the Batman, which was a biblical experience. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun, which was another biblical experience. I saw that in a theater where the the color grading on the screen is was blue. Oh, kind of interesting. So like, I watched that and like it was like it was tinted blue a little. Interesting. Like, Regal, and it's like one theater. I've been in that theater like one other time before, and I remember it being blue. And so the movie was just like tinted a little blue, but I was like enough to notice like this is not how this movie looks. Mm. So that was like, and I wasn't a bad experience because I watched the movie. I was perfectly fine, but yeah. no, it was like it was just a weird moment of like. Does everyone notice that, like, this is not how it's supposed to look? Like, it's supposed to be a little more orange? That's always the worst part about seeing a movie the first time. It's like, is this something wrong here? I forgot what movie I've seen before where I didn't realize I saw it somewhere else. And I was like, oh, no, it was the opposite. It was Resident Evil, the final chapter, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And I saw an extreme, and I was like, I thought, I was like, is the extreme shaking also? The screen? It and then does, my, though. It does. But my friend saw in a different theater. He was like, no, it's the movie. It's also just the shaky cam. It's just so bad. I'll never oh, forget okay. how bad. Um, also, yeah, uh, The Northman. That was just... An, I saw that extreme. That was an amazing... I couldn't believe in the extreme. I was like, oh my god, guys, we have to go see this. That was That's fucking cool. incredible. That's awesome. Um, I just... Uh, and a movie that... I got to talk, I forgot, I didn't talk about that. I may be in one of the biggest fans of this movie, and I feel like like a Johnny or someone. I'm like, yeah, guys, no, this is fucking good, actually. This is one of my best theater experiences. This is your Halloween ends? Maybe. It's (laughs) men. 
Oh, Adam's Garland's oh, men, I thought I it worked for me. God damn it, Aiden. I know, I just walk out sometimes. <laughs> Stop walking out of movies. You're killing me, a soul. Uh, but men was just, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's, I think it's good in aspects at least. Jesse Buckley has like a, I have to see everything Jesse Buckley's in because she's an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was just really well acted. It's super fucking weird. Alice Garland's one of my favorite people um makers of movies and, and tv show for yeah. devs oh yeah a couple under the radars that i forgot to mention uh no exit on hulu really good thriller mm. really tight very creepy very fun and then i also i don't i think you didn't like this as much Aiden, but i, I really liked i love my dad with uh pat Oswald. oh I re- did i recommend that to you did, did you, you watch it, it to me? Did you watch it? Did you watch it in theaters? No, I saw it at home. Okay, I must I must have said something. I may have said something to you about it. Okay. But I told maybe told you the plot of it, but it's, it's so fascinating how Yeah, how is, true it is. True it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. Um that's a that's a, that's a movie just going blind. Should we talk um, about our most anticipated? Wait, I wait, didn't oh. see my underrated. Oh, sorry, go for <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you say yours? Because I have I think we have one more category before underrated. I have like two or three more categories. Or, yeah, or, yeah. I okay, have go one for it. Before and most disappointing I had as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the one I have. Oh, left. so I, I have for underrated Resurrection, Brian and Charles, which is like, to me, Mar, my Marcel, the show which she was on. Yeah. It's just a heartwarming, funny story of these two British guys who are the actors in the movie. It's this guy who just builds his, a robot to have a friend. Uh, and, uh, and it's just the funniest thing. It's like a super British movie. I, you, I think you guys really like it. it. It's super. It's really funny. It's super endearing. Um, this is the movie I have seen in October of 2020. Apples, the movie by uh, is it Christoph? It starts with an N. Um, who's making a new movie this year, English language, with Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed? And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like no one's talking about Apples. I liked it a little bit less when I rewatched it. I, it was like my favorite festival movie of 2020. And I watched it this year. And I was like, okay, or last year. I was like, oh, yeah. It's still really good. It's like Yorgos Lanthimos light. That's how I describe it. Because uh, he's also a Greek filmmaker. Um, uh, yeah, it's just a great movie. A really good movie about memory. Um, loss of memory and uh, like the weird um, nuances of life. Uh, recommend it. Even though I like no, no one's seen it. Paul Ten and a Half, A Space Age Childhood. Um, and another movie, The Innocence. Which is a, uh, I think it's a Swedish film. Uh, creepy Kids. So... Killer kids, actually. Yeah. So that movie, like, these kids have powers-ish. We don't know why. And it's fucking scary. And it's really good. I think you'd like The Innocence. It's okay. Like, it's like yeah. a horror-thriller type movie. A little slow in times, but I think it's really good. But yeah, those were mine for that. Okay. I already said my... Or I just had a couple. Greatest Beer Run, Out on the Count of Three, and um, Petit Maman. Okay. Most disappointing. Uh, Most disappointing. I have five for this one. Uh, well, I just—I was going to jump back real quick. A couple okay. things I wanted to mention. Under the radar, Christmas, bloody Christmas. Um, oh it was yeah. Was a lot of fun. Yeah. Saw that on Shutter. Um, missed it in theaters, unfortunately. Um, and then two more. I oh, also, I, it's not really under the radar. I think people know about it, but I really like see how they run. Had a good time yeah, with that. that was cute. Uh, oh yeah. And then um, a two. I forgot to mention these, but two that were much better than I expected. Smile. Um, I surprisingly had a good time with. I thought the trailer mm. looked 
awful. Uh, but yeah. I had a fun time with that movie. Not great, but I had a fun time with it. And then a movie that was better than it had any right to be was A Christmas Story Christmas. Really? I really enjoyed that movie. I, I thought, I watched with my family and we were all like, yeah, we're satisfied. We, and we watched A Christmas Story every year, you know, yeah. so. Oh, I, I, I don't know if it's under the radar enough because I feel like people like us, you and I, Johnny, know. Yeah. Uh, Speak No Evil. Have you seen this? Oh, I On Shudder. No, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. You guys. Okay. It's, it is like politeness. It, it, it's, it's, uh, I wish I liked it more, uh, but it is a very slowly, increasingly intense movie of uh, family you meet on vacation and maybe you shouldn't have gone on oh. a trip with them. And let's just say politeness made things worse and maybe we should learn to say no even though it's socially awkward because shit pops off in this movie eventually but it's a very slow tightly wound movie uh you would love sweet no evil okay yeah cool yeah cool um i'm so sorry i'm jumping back again but this is my podcast so i can do this um one performance I also wanted to add that I just remembered: uh, Zoe Deutsch in Not Okay. I think ah, I wanted to see fantastic. That, yeah. She's very funny in that. Yeah. Um, and then also movie better than I expected: Ambulance by uh, yeah. Michael Bay. Ambulance fucks. Ambulance. Is Ambulance that's goes a hard. Opinion. That's a base movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal this decade is just like I'm having fun. I think yeah. Spider Man Far From Home when he was like he was he has he's talked about was that, that his movie? love point? No, but <laughs> uh, well, he was like. Spider-Man Far From Home is really good. But I know your opinion. Cause I, heard I like Far From Home. Oh, no, yeah. Far From Home is fine. Yeah. Okay, you guys sounded way different on the podcast. Oh, wait, sorry. No Way Home. Yeah. I, I, I liked a yeah. lot more. Yeah, yeah. Far From Home is okay. Yeah. I, I like it. But he so. said it was like, I don't know how, if I'm like, have this Marvel thing down. And he's like, yeah. He was like, I just have to have more well, fun. Now he's got that Guy Ritchie movie coming out. But is that, it's, um, he was Ambulance, there was like, uh, his performance in something, he's been, he's just so weird recently. Yeah. He's just having fun, but he had a great decade. So I'm like, whatever, Jake, have fun. Hopefully, yeah. uh, the Guy Ritchie movie's actually good. Yeah. Guy Ritchie has two movies coming out, because Operation Fortune was supposed to come out last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, the save like, him. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out this year. Um, so are we talking Most Disappointed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got Go tar. I'm sorry. It's mm. just, yeah. After Sun. Oh man. I know. Speak no evil. Tactically, because I thought it was going to be like that. What I would it was described as, but like times two. Yeah. It's still really good, but it was like this is going to fuck your life. And I wasn't fucked, oh, okay. but I was like, oh, this is tense. Eventually, um, Crimes of the Future, Orphan First Kill, because I watched Orphan for the first time last year, and that was one of my Orphan's favorite cool. movies. I yeah. fucking love that movie. Orphan First Kill was pretty good. Dude, what happened to Wame Colette Syrah? <laughs> the, the, the rock brainwashed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Nanny, this movie I heard was amazing. I was Sundance, which I saw, and I was like, oh, yeah. it's okay. Wendell yeah. um, Wild, super disappointing. I, I, I watched that about... It took me three days to watch because I kept falling asleep at home. Yeah. I just, it was fine. I was like, Jordan Peele and Henry Selleck, this is what happened? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, There's like two movies in one. I was like, is it Wanda Wild or is it this little girl? Like, who is it? The Gray Man? <laughs> don't watch that. That was your phone. <laughs> uh, don't worry, darling. That's I was excited. Probably, that's that's oh, yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Movie. The, uh, speaking of a movie, I feel like I'm the only one who saw, at least in the theater, because I was alone. Uh, Three thousand years of longing. I saw it. Oh, 
Hey! That was not good. It? No, that's sad. Yeah. It was really some people like Miller. it. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of getting cult classic. don't but, like it. It's just, it doesn't it was, work. I also was, don't was, like anthologies and yeah. I, that much. And I didn't know it was an anthology. And I was like, damn. And it kept going over and over. I literally yeah. did this. I The movie, I thought it was over. I got up. And then the screen turned back on. It was white and things kept going. I was like, what the fuck? It's not over? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I almost left. Uh, deep Water, because the cast, I was like, this is going to be steamy, hot, let's go. And it was fucking boring. And then Amsterdam, because I thought it could That's be good. That's your fault for having expectations. Well, it has. Yeah. David Russell is a, can be good, can be bad. But it's a great cast. But I should know. If it's a great cast, of, if it's a huge cast. Yeah, when's of the last stars, time that a... A movie with a huge cast actually was good. Probably like the last Wes Anderson. That's what my thing. My theory is the only one who can make a good, big cast of A-list star movies is Wes Anderson. Everyone else. He treats them like shit in that movie. It's always a bad script. It's like a movie 43 where like, hey, oh, Aiden's in this? Oh, I want to work with Aiden. Let's do it. And it's like, oh. It's window dressing. It's, yeah. It's lipstick yeah. on a pig. Yeah. It's, it's, like, like, it's like animated movies sometimes where they just get a bunch of stars to be in a shit movie. Yeah. Oh, so, Marmaduke? <laughs> J.K. Simmons has fallen. Um, a couple that I... Are you done with your most disappointing? Yeah, yeah, that was okay. my uh, most disappointing. A couple I had down... And these are all like three-star movies. These are all movies I liked, but I just didn't like as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, Bullet Train was fine. It's pretty I fun. The second time. It was a good time. Though. It was really good. It's the yeah. only of his movies I give over a three. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I think um, he was obviously the lesser half of that yeah. duo in John Wick. It just felt like a it felt like a castrated version of those early two thousands Guy Ritchie like Tarantino knockoff movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. It's weird that I had high expectations at all for this, but I was kind of let down by Confess Fletch. I'm a big fan of I the novels. Of oh, wow. I'm a big fan of the novels. Wow. Uh, I heard people really liked the I, movie. I liked the movie, but it just wasn't, it didn't really live up to what I wanted. I, I like John Hamm as the character. I'd love to see him do it again, but it just felt very sleepy. It didn't feel quite there. Um, uh, what else did I have on the list? Oh, oh yeah, the last one I want to mention, uh, The Apology, which is a movie on Shudder. Uh, it stars Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad, oh, and Janine yeah. Garofalo's in it. Um, it's set on Christmas Eve. It's a re- like the premise really had me, and for the first 20, 30 minutes, I was like, "Oh, this is pretty interesting." And it's a really cool premise, a tight thriller. It all takes place in this house on one night, mostly between these two people. Um, and then it really kind of devolved, and by the end of it, I was like, "This movie's borderline incompetent." <laughs> like. It's. It, I give it a very soft recommendation just because I think it's interesting, but it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you have any Aiden? Yeah, um, I didn't finish one of these, and I was really disappointed by it. it was, I, you know, can't even be disappointed if you don't watch the whole thing exactly. Mm. Bardo, I love Highly Hunter Gonzalez and Yuri too, but I just could not get through that movie. Surprisingly, a, like really liked Bardo. Did you end mm. up seeing that? Not yet. It's it's a lie. The fact that I really like Barlow is why I'm like, I never know. Because so many people are like, this is like just the worst, just like I'm jerking myself off movie. I'm like, I don't know. I got to think I had smart things to say. But I know, yeah, you walked out. Yeah. Yeah, um, White Noise was just disappointing because, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, how do you adapt that book? It's it's, I, I really, wasn't it's almost impossible. I was I would say I'm not disappointed because I heard this is yeah, a possible thing. But, go, like, but before that stuff came out and I just heard it was a Noah Baumbach adaptation of White Noise with Adam Driver in it, I was like, that sounds awesome. And then it was just okay. But it has an amazing credits. I don't even know like, what that movie is. One of the best credits of the, one of the, best credits of the year. New Body it. Roomba. Okay. Um, um, Duel was disappointing. 
don't worry, darling. I don't know why I had expectations of that. It kind of looked like shit going into it. Yeah. I don't know. So. trailer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then probably my most disappointed, just because I love the book, is where the crawdads sing, which is oh, just yeah. a nothing movie. It's another one of those, like, we added, we adapted a book and it sucks, like The Girl on the Train or mm-hmm. Woman in the Window or something like that, <laughs> with a high list, with a, with a star, and they are in a movie that's not good. Yeah. But it was really disappointing because I love the book, and Daisy Edgar Jones is very good, but it was just not a good movie. And I was disappointed. Yeah. Well, uh, to maybe go out on a high note, we'll just mention some of the movies we're looking forward to this yeah. year. Um, I'll go first. I uh, oh, can I re- real just literally my favorite oh, yeah. physical media pickups. I won't talk about them at all. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia on 4K, Steelbook. I get so you can't even find it except for a hundred dollars. I got it for like thirty one. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, Drive. Uh, Reservoir Dogs is a great 4K. Um, increase from the bad Blu-ray, which I didn't realize was a bad Top Gun Maverick, The Godfather one and two. I got my first Arrow Video movies, Deep Red, Audition, JSA, nice. and Old Boy. Uh, the Invitation on Blu-ray, Adaptation on 4K, which I was like, oh my god, Adaptation? Yeah. Um, Shot uh, Factory, did they do that? Uh, key, oh. Shot Factory did, did the Blu-ray, I don't Shot know. Shot Factory did the Blu-ray, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think who did kind of, I have their Blu-ray. I have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord of the Rings 4K came out. Uh, my first keynotes, I got Misery, The Good, Bad, Ugly, Tropic Thunder, Pass nice. Glory, and In Bruges. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly 4K is gorgeous. I've I heard can't it. Wait. I want to get yeah. that one. And that's all. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, oh, man, I didn't even think about listing movies I got, but uh, I will briefly say I didn't make a list of first-time watches that are old. I did finally get around. This is not a movie. I did finally get around to watching Midnight Mass, and it's incredible. I yes! absolutely adored Midnight Mass. Love. Uh, um, anybody else, just check out my letterbox, whatever. Um, oh, could you go? Okay, it's done. Um, so, Anticipated. Scream 6. Uh, obviously, gotta see Scream Six, the new Indiana Jones. Here's the thing: all my most anticipated are always like the big stuff because that's what you know is gonna come out in advance. Um, yeah. I uh, oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. If it's finally actually gonna come out, uh, Martin Scorsese, obviously. Uh, Mission Impossible. Um, there's rumors that there's gonna be. Uh, I saw this on a list, but I doubt it's coming out this year. But a Teddy Roosevelt movie by Scorsese starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio called Roosevelt. Um, it's on a list. Oh. It says it's slated to come out this year. I doubt it will, but yeah. as of now, it technically is. And then after hearing him talk about it, I do want to see uh, David Gordon Green's Exorcist movie. I think it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I have hope for it. And then it's Fair not get- one. Huh? Is that like your one? Or are these ranked? Oh, these are not ranked. Oh. Uh, and then uh, th- it's not going to be good, but I'm a fan of the franchise and I got to see it. I got to see Expendables 4 when it comes out. <laughs> That's it. Was that 10? I don't know how many that uh, was. But... I'll go next. Um, anticipated. Um, if this happened, another one, like there's only like, uh, there's only like really one movie that might not happen. Um, how do you live? The new Miyazaki film. Mm. If it's coming out, it's I'm excited for it. Killers of the Flower Moon, um, Wish, I know it's a controversial opinion. I just, uh, the, the, when I heard the pitch about it at D23, um, how just their, their imagining of what they want to do with this movie, and I think Brandy Carlisle is doing the music, um, and you got Ariana DeBose, and if it's just like kind of a love letter to like Wishes and Disney, kind of like their, I don't know, like I love the animation department from there, and so I think it's, it could be really, really sweet and genuine. Uh, number seven, Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie. I mean, it's got Margot Robbie and Tom Hanks in it. That should be pretty interesting. And I think Scarlett Johansson's in that one, too. Half um, of Hollywood. Half of Hollywood's in that one. 
six, I mentioned Impossible because I saw the, I went and saw Avatar. Yeah, we, I think we all probably saw it at Avatar. They did like a, about like a seven or ten minute preview of how they do one of the stunts. And I was like, I'm on board. Even my mom, who does not like Tom Cruise, was like, that was pretty awesome. Um, five, my top five. Guardians, I just think it's going to, he's going to probably emotionally wreck us. And I'm not. I don't really like the MCU anymore. Yeah, but, I forgot to mention Guardians. Fine. But you know, that's that's probably one of the only ones I'm excited about. Um, number four, controversial, Barbie. Uh, <laughs> it's only controversial one person. Uh, I'm just kidding. Who's uh, controversial? <laughs> I don't know if it's controversial. You? Are you I'm not looking for No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Wait, uh, is this a joke? I don't understand. No, I know. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Oh. <laughs> Three, Dune two, Dune. Mm. You know, as we discussed. Two, next goal wins the new Taika Waititi movie because, you know, he's got that one for you, one for me. And he, this is a one for me. So I'm excited. I, I love this annual uh, Eden scene. This my is my favorite. fourth year with that movie this on my like, list. This is, like, fucking <laughs> insane. Oh, my Are God. Are you serious? Yeah. 2020, 2021, 2022, and this year. Which movie? Uh, next goal wins the new... Oh. Uh, I think it's rugby or football. Uh, or fo- uh, this is the year. Uh, you know, actually don't this know. is the year. This yeah. is the year. Hopefully. And then number one, Across, from the, Spider- Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. I'm an animation cook, and yeah. I love that. Uh, okay, uh, Creed three. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention uh, the that. continued dominance of uh, one. Jonathan Majors. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was trying to think of uh, uh, Kang. Okay. Kang, 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 Kang the Conqueror's nomination. Uh, this guy just uh, wow, amazing. Um, Barbie number nine, number eight, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, James Gunn, the perfect guy, kills a flower moon because I mean Scorsese. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, part one. You know, I don't know what Bo is afraid. Oh, I forgot to mention Bo is afraid. Uh, I wrote that down, but I couldn't read my own handwriting. I'm, yeah. so, I'm very afraid for that one. I'm anticipating it, but I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, oh I don't know. I, this I could like be, I think it's his Schenectady, New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, sure. It's I little, like Schenectady, New York. It's a little Terry Gilliam ask. It's yeah. a little uh, I a, hope a, it's Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. I hope I like uh, it. Number four, uh, the killer. I mean, David Fincher is like my guy, and he's back. He's not doing mank. He's back to what <laughs> I love. Number three is Mission Impossible because of fucking course. Number two is Dune because, you know, Arrakis. Hold on, before we go, before we go, yeah, exactly. Before we go to our final spot, uh, listeners, I brought a present for Indegua, and it relates to this. Wait, it relates to this. It relates to this final movie that he's about to mention. Before we go. Uh, wait, is Close this your eyes, Indegua. Close your eyes. Oh, I'm so scared. Close your eyes, Indegua. Okay, what's happening? My eyes are closed. Uh, I hear for those listening at home, uh, Aiden's opening a black bag, and he's pulling out a if I die, something. I'm going to be so scared. All right, Indegua, take... Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a white t-shirt that on the front that How says, I'm seeing Barbie first on July 21st, 2023. And I'm like, wow! It says Oppenheimer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is you like, have to wear it to both movies. God damn it! <laughs> this is like this is like uh, uh, me wearing the Bruce Willis sign from Die Hard three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this. I, Do- I'm so conflicted. <laughs> I love the first part, and then the second part. It's <laughs> just a two punch. I wanted. I thought it'd be funny. Do we predict yeah. your most anticipated? My number year. one, because I'm not a fucking savage. <laughs> 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 
is Oppenheimer. Yeah. The fact that no one said the name Oppenheimer. I knew you were going to say it, that's why I didn't say yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I love you guys. Um, Oppenheimer <laughs> is like, I mean, it's Nolan. He's my favorite director. I, I, I mean, at first I was like, he's going to do a movie about John Oppenheimer. And then I saw the trailer mm. and I was like, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. He's going to do a nuclear weapon yeah. without fucking CGI. He's going to kill us. Yeah. Oh, I guess he already killed us. Maybe yeah. we're already dead. Yeah. And um, God's no. just giving us enough time to see the movie and then yeah. we'll die. No, I have the weirdest story about this shirt. Yeah. This I is went, the last minute thing. Yeah, last minute thing. I know. I did it uh, yesterday. <laughs> and I went so to weird. Lansing Athletics. We'll shout out them. But no, I go there. I order the shirt. Your friend. You have a friend that works there. Worked for a nudism company. I can't remember her name, but she was the one that made it. She like saw that I I I oh, her name shit. Le- Lizzie like Elizabeth is she like short? She's shorter, yeah. Yeah, um, that's so. But no, funny. I so his, like she sees that in my email that I forwarded to her with my the graphics. She's like, and Degwin McLeod, that's my guy. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and she's like, oh my. She saw what I designed, and she was like, of course he would say that. <laughs> of course that. Of course that he wants to see Oppenheimer more. <laughs> and so she thought that was funny. And so she's like, all right, it's gonna take about a half hour, forty five minutes. So I go, I come back. She's not there anymore. The guy, the other guy who was in the store with, um, the other employee that was there was with her. And it's so weird. He. So I'm like, oh, I'm just picking up something, and he's like, oh, your friend picked it up about fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, the guy you came in with, he said that that he's that he said that you guys were together and that he picked it up and he even tried it on and like he knew it wasn't for him, like he knew it was for your friend." And I was like, "Wait, what happened?" And she, he's like, "Yeah, this guy he like picked it up and took it. He, he left. He, he I thought he's like I thought he told you." And I was like, "No, that I don't I didn't walk in with anybody." And I was like, "What happened?" And he's just like, he's like starting to get like visibly upset. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not, I was like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I'm like, I'm upset with the situation. I'm just like, so fr- I'm like frustrated. Yeah. And so he's like, please, like, please, like, he's like crying almost. And he's like, just please don't, please don't like be like, don't be mad at them. Be mad at me. I'm the one that gave it away. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then he goes behind the counter and like, he does like a 180 and he's like. And not jazz hands, but he was what? like, he was like, what's like, who's it? Like, what's your name again? And I was like, Aiden. And he's like, it's right here. And I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck would you prank me? Damn, that's is... the weirdest shit I've ever experienced. Whoever this person is, I'm gonna have him a short film. It's probably what was that short girl's name again? Uh, Elizabeth. She probably told him to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's Elizabeth, really funny. That's yeah. so funny. But I the fact that he was like, I was like. Why would you ever, like, what if I got, like, really upset with you? Yeah, what if you punched him? Yeah, what if I got, like, really mad at you? (laughs) And then, like, I know, but that's just so, I thought that was so funny. That's the funniest thing. Also, I want to run through these. Speaking of uh, movies, uh, I only know the big ones. I made a list and I'm prepared. Here is everything that is interesting. Uh, The movie I talked about uh, earlier by the director of Apples, Christos it's called Fingernails. That's the one I was talking about. Uh, Michael Shannon is directing a movie for the first time. It's called Eric Lore. Lore. L-A-R-U-E. I think it's an adaptation of a previous play. Um, Joe Talbot. Black, last black man in San Francisco. He's back in a movie oh, called The Governess. Uh, or Governesses. Um, ben Affleck's back directing a movie called Air. About the Air Jordan thing. Air Jordan deal with Michael Jordan. He's in it. And Matt Damon's in it. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Holland, Michigan. 
uh, a movie by oh, Mimi yeah. Katie about with um, Nicole Kidman about a woman during the Tulip Festival that thinks her <laughs> husband might be a serial killer. Oh, sweet. Um, um, a Michigan I, movie. That's didn't cool. get to see. Yeah, I was like, didn't get to see Broker yet, but um, um, uh, Corita has a new movie called Monster coming out this year. Rose Glass from um, Rose Glass, who did the movie that was with the woman from the show Lord of the Rings. The lead of that show. Okay. She the 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 oh Saint, Saint Maude. Maude. There Maude. we go. Saint Maude. She has movie. a new movie called Love Lies Bleeding with Kristen Stewart as either a bodybuilder or a person who does something with bodybuilders, and it's like a weird horror thing. Uh, Kevin Costner. I, this is crazy. He has a movie. It's called Horizon. It might come out this year. Horizon Part One about the formation of the American West. Uh, Costner has talked about his desire for it to be a four films from four different perspectives involving 170 speaking parts. Oh, wow. So that's oh, wow. insane. That's ambitious. He's writing yeah. it? Yeah. All four? Yep. Really? Wow. He's alive for it. Wow. Uh, Luke Guadagnino's Challengers. It's, oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, it's like it's sort of like a double, it's like it's double the size of when Clint Eastwood did uh, Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Michael Shimino or Camino. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, from, yeah. Uh, Luca Guadagnino's Challenger. Surprised it wasn't on your list. Yeah, that should be good movie. Um, Mike Feist, uh, Zendaya, uh, Zendaya and, Josh O'Connor, um, all uh, tennis players, and like do it. Yours, Lanthimos. Two movies this year: Poor Things and And, both with Emma Stone. Wow. And a Wait, bunch of what? Movies. Yeah, Poor Things really? and. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I love the guy. Night Bitch, the best title of the year. Mar- oh. Marielle Heller is back directing. Amy Adams is in it. Uh, she's the lady who thinks she's a dog. It's been oh, yeah. Sweet. Uh, Kim Jong Woon's making a movie again from I Saw the Devil fame called Cobweb. Um, nice. The Iron Claw uh, by uh, Sean Durkin, a movie uh, who he directed a movie. I can't remember the name of it right now. But um, it has Zach Afron, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, and Harris Dickinson from Trialing of Sadness as these wrestling brothers. It's going to be great. Um, oh yeah, I never even talked about it. Happening, the movie that I said um, that was like never really, sometimes always recommend. It's a great French film. Uh, uh, she has a new movie called Emmanuel with Leah Sadu, which is supposed to be this like a like different erotic type movie. It sounds really interesting. Pants Cosmos is back with a movie called Necrocosm. John Woo's also doing two movies this year: Silent wow. Night and The Killer. The Silent Night is a... So they've done a movie called The Killer. Yes. Like, oh. He's remaking his own movie. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so Silent Night is a one... Uh, a wordless action movie with Joel Kinnaman. Um, hmm. And then The Killer, he's remaking it for Peacock. That was like, interesting. Is it a um, TV show? No, it's a movie. These are all for movies. For Peacock? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I Was in Their Pain it has a new movie called Hold Holdovers. And Paul Giamatti's in it. So maybe Oscar, guys. Ooh. Maybe Oscar. Sideways reunion. Yeah. Uh, the Island by Paul pa- Paul Palakowski, who did Ida and Cold War, um, Cold War uh, with Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara, both in it as this rich couple on an island who do some really crazy shit. Epstein <laughs> Island. Well, that brings me to I was gonna say there's a movie that's slated. It's not. I, it doesn't officially have a release date this year, so I wasn't gonna put it in the actual list, but. I heard about this a couple days ago when our good friend Simon Rex appeared on the Adam Friedland show. He's in a movie coming out called Pussy Island, uh, which I hear is softly inspired by the Epstein Island. I don't think fully because I don't. I think I don't think it was going to be that dark. But uh, the directorial debut of Zoe Kravitz 
Um, oh yeah, starring yeah, that's the one with Channing Tatum, Simon Rex, Channing Tatum, Christian Slater, Kyle MacLachlan, Gina Davis, Kyle MacLachlan, yeah, and Haley Joel Osment. So quite a lineup. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, definitely Hell screams yeah. Pussy Island when I hear those names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Napoleon, really Scott's known his Napoleon movie with Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Uh, Bradley Cooper has his uh, Maestro with Maestro as Leonard Bernstein. Uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, Annie Baker, playwright who did the flick, which I was in. Great American playwright is having their director debut with a movie called Janet Planet. Richard Linklater is back with a movie called Hitman, which is going to be really different than this stuff before, with Glenn Powell. It's going to be really interesting. Jeff Nichols, who did Take Shelter and Mud, has a movie called The Bike Riders, his first film since Loving, with Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, Jodie Comer, Michael Shannon, and Boyd Holbrook. It's going to be fucking cool. Ethan Cohen has his first directorial debut this year. Um, Steve McQueen has a movie called Blitz, about the Blitz, uh, with Trisha Ronan. Um, Joshua Oppenheimer from The Act of Killing has a movie called The End, an apocalyptic sci-fi musical <laughs> where Tilda Swinton, Stephen Graham, and George McKay uh, from 1917 uh, appear as the last living family down in the doomsday bunker 20 years after environmental collapse. And then, as you said, Asteroid City by Wes Anderson, but also maybe comes out this year is his other movie called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, with a bunch of other people as well. Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. Um, Jonathan Glazer's first movie since Under the Skin called The Zone of Interest, Ooh. which sounds fucking crazy. Thank God he's Jewish, because it's literally a romance of two people who work at a concentration camp who are Nazis. Well, it's, I guess gonna he's gonna do something with it. Thank God he's Jewish. If not, this would be like a huge red flag. More than it already is. Um, Todd Haynes' new movie called May December with Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, maybe as two lovers in the fifties. If something happens, Michael Mann's Ferrari. Uh, Exorcist, David Going Green, and uh, finally Nicholas Holt. But Nick Cage. As oh, Dracula yeah. in Renfield. Renfield. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that Nicholas Holt was going to direct something. That was By the way, for a second. I don't think we mentioned Unbearable Weight and Mass of Talent, but that was a fun movie. I really liked that. That was a good time. Yeah. I, I is uh, is the new uh, Coppola movie coming out this year? Uh, Possibly. Is that what it's called? Something. It's still no. filming. It's called uh, Megaopolis. Megalopolis. Megalopolis. Amazing fil- cast. Yeah. Incredible yeah. cast. Still yeah. filming, so I'm going to say, fuck no. Not <laughs> even a close. It is 2024 to me, at yeah. least. Okay. Yeah. Those are the movies. Well, gentlemen, we've had a good time. I-, I love both of you. I love doing this. I always look forward to it. Real briefly, do we have any plugs? Oh. Aiden, you have a play coming up. Yeah, I do have a play coming up. Um, if... I don't know if you know if you make it to this end. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if you sat through five, well, it might not. Here's the thing: is that the play might have already happened by the time that you're finishing this podcast. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I've got a play coming out. Uh, my my community theater directorial debut. I'm directing Misery, based on the Stephen King book. Um, that's playing at Riverwalk in Lansing, Michigan, um, February 9th through the 12th, and then the 16th and the 19th. Okay. Beautiful. And Dago, you got anything coming up? Nope. Nope. Perfect. All right. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for doing this. Uh, we're going to stop recording and eat some pizza. Yeah. All right. Sounds Let's good. drink the Kool Aid with that's poison. <laughs> Better get into what you got to get into.
Let's go.